Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now listening to the Save Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebae Cast number 68 with PSAX. PSAX, how you doing, King? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on the cast. I'm excited to have you on the cast. I think... Uh, I think we've got a lot to talk about, and it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. So, yeah, thank you for uh, it, gladly accepting my invitation to be on it. Uh, it it always is a little awkward, by the way, because as many of you know, I have a list, a big-ass list of names that I want to get on, but I only do one cast a week. Sometimes not even one cast a week. So it's always awkward because like, I know I want to get people on, but I always like, uh, like I almost mentally plan for somebody to come on months later. And so if it's ever brought up, I'm like, pause. Like, you know, you just type a pause champ in the chat when people ask about it. You're like, uh, like I'd love to get you on, but I don't want to like raise your hopes up too much. And because then they almost think they're going to be on next week or something. Anyway, so the reason I even said that is because I've planned to have you on even since the end of last year, but you know, you know what happens. Anyway, peace, X. It's good to have you. Uh, a lot of people listening actually probably don't know who you are. So if you'd like to briefly introduce yourself, that'd be awesome. Um, I'm peace, X. I am a Twitch streamer. I play an Iron Man that's pretty much, I would say, like in, in the end game now. Um, working on getting my Inferno Cape. I hope to have that within like the next week or so. Then from there, it's just like working on completionist goals. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think it's rare. I think it's rare as of right now, but I think it's actually going to become more common, this idea of playing on one account, sort of. And I'm biased toward it because I think RuneScape was always meant for like one account to just go really far you know kind of like an endless journey and so 
I'm it's cool to see other Iron Man that aren't just like constantly on that remake train, you know, like, oh, time to remake, time to remake, or time to make a snowflake account. It's cool to see somebody dedicated to one account, so Yeah. I think with like hardcores, it kind of depends on like how far people like get into them because sometimes you just see people get stuck in like several like early hardcores where they're just like killing thousands of barrows with like Ivan's blast or like no reason when, like <laughs> just for like content because they don't have anything else to do because they never learned how to do like other content and there's always that fear oh i'm gonna learn this and like die learning it yeah which yeah so i so i think if like i ever wanted to do an iron like a hardcore I, I would definitely it'd be like when i was really like complete with this account and not like especially just like not like where they're like the fear of dying really wasn't there where i already know how to do like everything to the best of its ability yeah that is definitely a fear that's honestly so this account that i'm playing on right now was a hardcore and when it died i i got a little burnt not gonna lie for like two weeks i just didn't want to do anything on the game I, this is like very very long ago where i wasn't super passionate about the game at that point quite yet but yeah, if I had remade an account because of the addiction to the red helmet on my screen, it would have just ended up being a detriment to me because I would have never learned anything and I would have probably just skilled my entire life. And yeah, it would have and like not even like efficient skill. It would have just been like, you know, me with like the worst things. I probably wouldn't even have a dragon pickaxe. You know, I'd do all my mining through rune pick. It's just the fear and being scared of learning new content and the fact that you only have one life when you know nothing else about the game it's just it's not optimal so yeah continuing as a normal iron man was just awesome for me then was this um so i know you originally had a hardcore or like you you've had a hardcore at one point that uh unfortunately met the met the hammer of jagex yeah so what was the that fuck? Uh, was that before <laughs> or after the creation of this iron man that you play now so i made a hardcore that was like top 40 uh like overall and then i auto clicked out i didn't even auto click him the robot did and then i got banned for it <laughs> so the ro <laughs> the robot needs to pay needs payback but um yeah so yeah big mistake i definitely learned from that mistake it was an awful experience for i'm uh, i'm sure that a large maybe not majority of my audience but a large portion of my audience has dealt with shitty customer support through jagex where it's like you just if you are banned or wrongfully banned or rightfully banned, there's just no way to really appeal your case or do anything. And there are false bans all the time. So anyway, I didn't abuse the false ban thing. I knew what I did was wrong. I just felt, I felt bad because I got a perm where like there was a guy in faux stream a, a couple weeks before I was banned named Iraqi. And he literally was caught getting 99 thieving through a bot on stream like on his stream and everyone mass reported him and he got a two week and he still kept his 99 thieving and everything it's just like i auto <laughs> i don't know like i auto clicked for one night and i got a perm so in the moment i was salty as fuck but i knew there was no actual remorse i'd get from anybody i mean i clearly cheated it's just the punishment i felt was a bit too harsh so whenever anybody says and I, i'll i'll answer your question in a second i'm taking a detour but when people say like, oh, this is a two-day ban or this 
thing, if you do this thing, it's a two-week ban or this thing, you know, whatever. It's not true and don't listen to that shit because I literally had a friend tell me, yeah, auto-click your Alks, man. I've auto-clicked on four accounts that I got to 99. It's easy. You'll never get caught. And then I literally got caught. So anyway, that's just a little, little PSA. But so after this account or after my previous account got banned, which by the way, got unbanned, there's a video on it. I took a break. I was pretty depressed <laughs> because, you know, at the time that account had like 1,200 hours and 1,200 to me at that point was a lot. And now looking back, it's like, oh, that was weak. But um, yeah, so I burnt out for like three weeks or so. And then I made this one, which was a hardcore. And then this one died a few months in and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play this as a normal Iron Man. Yep. So that's pretty much the story. Do you remember where you died on the, this one? It, yeah, in the catacombs, I was one tick flicking three black demons, and I DC'd. I, you know, I can say I DC'd all the time. People don't believe me, but I, yeah, I DC'd. <laughs> yeah, I, I started out on like this account as a hardcore as well. Um, I did like I did the. I always wanted to do like I didn't ever want to like skip content, so I did the like ninety nine winter Todd route. Yep. Um, this was. Oh, this account is a few years old now, but, and then I, like, did questing and stuff, and I, like, was flinching on the Shadow of the Storm boss, because he, like, I was following the Oziac guy, and he always has you do, like, things, like, as pretty much as soon as you do it, and, like, as pretty much low combat as possible, and I was flinching it. Whoa, whoa, wait. wait, did you just say the Oziac guide? Oh, no, oh, I meant Osiris. I was like, dude, ooh, is that? The same word. Well, he took his name from the game. All right, continue. Osiris, so flinching the Shadow of the Storm boss, which is like the, the demon in the desert, Um, then just like died there. So I quit playing it. I think I went back to playing my main. Then in the works, I had like another hardcore coming. And this one, I only wanted to do 90 fire making. And I was like, I heard from Foe, he's like, yeah, I get 43 prayer right away. And so I went to the, the catacombs right after getting 90 fire making. And I was long, like long casting giants in the catacombs. And on the west, like the west side, as you walk in, there's like giants there. Then there's um wandering pickaxes. I think, I forget what they're called, but they're like uh, alive pickaxes. And I was... <laughs> killing the giants and then this pickaxe snuck up on me and like this two shot me because i didn't realize it was taking damage and there's just some dumb clip i'm like oh my gosh i just died <laughs> after spending all that time at winter todd are so, you the only person to have died to a pickaxe uh i don't i might i might be <laughs> i was i was literally i think like maybe 14 hp or something did you see that clip who was the guy that Got 99 winter Todd and then went out in the desert on a magic carpet and just insta died when he jumped off. I think there was a bunch. I like, <laughs> I remember because I came into RuneScape uh, like a couple of months before the Theater of Blood release, which I think was like 2018, maybe 2017. Um, yeah, and I remember just seeing like just like comp like uh, videos on YouTube of just hardcores dying, and that was definitely like one of them where he just. <laughs> got destroyed by desert heat and i think that stuff is just always so funny especially when like hardcore was new because hardcore came out i think like quite like a ways after like iron man and all that came out right yeah yeah and just like all the, like the little things that people forget about that they can die to when their accounts like 
just basically nothing. Yeah. It's interesting because, yeah, when Hardcore came out, who the hell ever kept track of, like, how many times you would die on a main account? I mean, I, I when Hardcore came out, I was like, oh, I can't even recall a time I've died on my current main account. This will be easy as fuck, you know? And to be fair, it was easy. I mean, I ended up getting banned before I ever died. It's The account's still alive, technically, so maybe it was just too easy for the saves bays. But, um, yeah, it, it is a very interesting thing where as soon as you do have a one life you start playing super paranoid but this game like most of the content you're not going to die at it reminds me of an example of like being on a balance beam when the balance beams on the ground you could literally just zoom past it but if it was like i don't know 12 feet up in the air you'd be like paranoid as fuck about like misstepping or something even though you could you did it perfectly easily when it was on the ground. Yeah, because there's like I mean the, the there's no danger when you're like as a like like an iron or main account now. I mean that was even before like death mechanics. I mean so death mechanics and like paying like a hundred to like two hundred fifty k for death is it sucks a little bit, but it's more like it's just like it's whatever. Maybe just like a little more time to get your yeah. God Wars KC, then no big deal, but. I've brought this up to other guests, but I'm going to just ask you because I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this idea, and people have probably heard it if you've listened to other casts. But what do you think about a hardcore main mode? So you have no restrictions. You're just as, you know, non-restricted as a main account, but you only have one life. I, I think that would be really appealing now that there's like boss high scores and um, like combat achievements. But before having like boss high scores out there, I don't think they're because I think like the real appeal of hardcore is pretty much just like a flex to other people. Like, yeah. I think if you're the only one playing of the game, it'd be like no, no one would care. But just like to compare yourself to like other hardcores and how much you've can accomplish and how much somebody else hasn't accomplished, I think would be a. Uh, I think now that there's high scores where you can like actually track that, I think that would, I think that would be really like cool. But the, I think also sometimes like you could just, I mean, you could have an account that just basically does nothing and have that hardcore main. But like with Iron Man, you like, if you want to, if you like, what what drove me to Iron Man in general is like if I want the that gear, even though maybe I don't want to do Arma because you have to catch chins, and this was before Bofa, but, like, I have to go do Arma. And that, I think that's what, like, drove me to Iron Man yeah. because I, I, you have to do the content. There's no, like, there's there's no, like, skip. I mean, there's, like, some skips that people do this day, like, that, like, driving up, like, skipping, like, Trident because they just go to Theater of Blood until they get, like, a saying and stuff. And so it's, like, that's kind of play style <laughs> normally, like, like, drives me crazy when people do that because then they always complain, like, oh, I don't have this gear or I don't have all this Alks from Slayer or yeah. the herbs. And there, really I mean, cult necklace, like the, the most OP upgrade <laughs> ever. There is a problem. Uh, and I try just to like let them do what they want to do. That's fine. I'm not going to try to like force somebody to play in a different way. But Theater of Blood's loot mechanics were just fucked up. I mean, from the start, and they still are today, and there's been no fix to it. The fact that you just have to sit in a room and do a little bit of damage and just not die, and you get the same weighting as... Like, you could literally just be in a room at level 40 combat, 
swipe with your like Addy dagger a couple times against the monster as long as you do a little bit of damage. I don't know what the damage threshold is or whatever that you need to do, but that looting system is just fucked up. I think the only fair system, which also has its own problems because of potential boosting and stuff, but the best way to um, have rewards is based off of damage dealt. That's just the most fair. And so Theater of Blood didn't do that, which just almost encouraged very, very, very low combat accounts to just go in there and pull a, a few purples pretty easily. Oh, yeah. I know there's so many accounts that have gone in there with, like, dragon scimitars and Ivan's blast and just basically got their way through until they have, like, literally Scythe, Rapier, Sang, and then then play the rest of the game, which I think, like, I don't know. It's like, like a, I think it's cool because it's, like, a different, like, meta or different change, but then I think, like, those are often the people that, like, end up getting, like, burnt out of the game because they only see, like, oh, I completed Todd, what else is there to do? Then it's like, well, there's, like, 50 other bosses out there, other things to do in the game. But I guess it's what more, like, what people value on what's, like, fun versus what's completion, and I just see it more, like, as a completion. I never would want to, like, like, skip anything, like... For me, every time, even if it's like something stupid, like an ancient coif, if I get it on the collection log, it's a collection log spot. It's like, hell yeah. Dude, what do you think about collection log? Was that like the most brilliant thing to ever add in this game? I think it makes shit clues, but also <laughs> I have uniques in them, not so bad. Like, yeah, I just pulled 14K, but it had some like random like collection log <laughs> slots. So it's like, yeah. hell yeah, this it is drip. <laughs> Yeah, when it first came out, okay, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of, like, the whole we need to be able to use items on our collection log to fill it out for those that, for those Iron Men that are ancient and got things before. I'm not going to go down that, um, but I will say, when the collection log first came out, I was not entirely convinced that I would ever go for it because there was just so many items I already had that weren't on it, and so it just bothered me. But now that years have gone by, and now that it's it has its own pop-ups, and it's on your little page, like your account details page, little icon thingy, it just makes you want to go for it subconsciously, you know? Because you see all the numbers like, ooh, quests, achievements, combat tasks, collection log, like you got to do it, you know? So yeah number going up always feels like really good especially then they have like how many you have left out of like the three 1393 slots now and it's like okay there's there's stuff to do and i think that's why i always like like grab content from is eventually doing collection log yeah it's cool i just think it's awesome and you know what's really crazy is i don't know if you know basilogus or domos <laughs> you probably heard I, domos I, I i know domos i know domos's name at least okay yeah, yeah so he's basilogus he's rank one clogger in the game and uh, he's at thirteen nineteen right now holy so that's like basically just like the the mega rare like third age gilded probably yeah he's 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 missing like almost all third age jar of darkness and just some other random things that just take super fucking long but it's mainly just clue stuff at this point like he's completed all mini games pretty sure he's completed oh he i think he's missing like one dusk piece or something as well but it is nuts and he's like a hundred ahead of second place i mean it's a crazy lead but in the long term it's not crazy at all because he still has so many 
mega rares to get. I was browsing the collection log dot net i want to say don't do not search that i don't know what the there's probably some phishing links don't click that but um there's like a site like that's like unofficial and it shows people's high scores and it was cool to see but when you look at the top 10 people i mean nearly none of them have any third age pieces it's all just kind of the easy stuff gotten out of the way all the mini games well i don't know it's subjective to say easy stuff but a lot of people just have zero third age and zero gilded or just a couple pieces of gilded maybe but then you got like marnie and you got hey jace that have like fucking 10 pieces of third age which is absolutely crazy <sighs> yeah anyway it's a it's a long-term game and i think i think the coolest thing about collection log is i don't think it'll ever be completed ever so it's just this endless race that will never be finished i don't know there's something kind of appealing about that in a way yeah especially like i mean new items get added well, they used to be added more often than they do but now there's more now that like we're past like the covid slump in uh game development and there's always there's always new stuff i mean how many log i mean how many there's so many log slots just added from guardians of the rift yep yeah, it's just cool. Uh, what did what would you think? I brought this up just food for thought. I'm definitely not advocating for this, but what would you think if skills had zero cap for XP? So 200 mil all was not even a thing. It was just from the creation of old school, you could get as much XP as you ever wanted in any skill ever. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know why I laugh at that. Silly. It's like. I mean, I, I personally don't really like, I mean, yeah, go for it. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I've, it's just the people I think going for like 200 mil and stuff, like, like actively, not just like PVM, like 200 mils or like just like combat set 200 mil, I think would like care. But I, I don't know. It just depends on like why they play the game. Do they just play it to like finish that? Then that's it. Or yeah, I, I don't see a problem with it. I think. No, there would be a huge problem with it, but I i mean, that would be the people that do compete for 200 mil R. Because people love a long-term game that does end at some point, and a lot of people did play. I mean, back in, when Old School was first released, the game was about flexing your skills and your XP. There was no mm -hmm. boss high scores, no clue high scores. There like was nothing else to really flex except for the skills, which honestly, I can't say I actually miss it, but it does bring me a lot of like nostalgia to think about you know flexing your first skill cape and i don't know being able to like type level this and shows your xp like wow you know and that was like just the extent of flexing for this game and now there's just so much more to flex i'm excited yeah yeah comes down to like why why you like like play the game i don't know it's like i think with them and like the 200 mil it's it's for that like perma rank which is, I mean, really cool. So I think that'd be the only problem with like extra 200 mil schools is there would be no longer your your set perma rank or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's just wild to think about, anyways. I mean, what do you think about a new skill? A new skill, I think, I like very down for it. Just to like, depending on what it is, as long as it still feels old school. But I like, I mean, like sailing and barding, I think barding, I think is a little like, 
uh, it, it it fits the niche of it, but it just seems like odd for a skill. Like I like like everything, like the concept of barding and like the different bards and kind of like the boost and like different niches you can do with it. I like that. I think that's cool, but I don't know how much it fits into like a skill. Mm-hmm. I think stuff like sailing or like it is basically I didn't I, I never so to preface like RS3 stuff. I quit playing as a kid around like the start of summoning. Um, it was like no, RuneScape was no longer cool. So then I just quit playing RuneScape. I still have my like RuneScape 3 account. So that's kind of cool. But so I don't know exactly like how far like the, the game went. So something like summoning. Um, I don't know. I used to be like really against it because I hated. I remember hating the way you train summoning as a kid. But then. I mean, the game's so different now, and the amount of progress you have now that I know how to play and, like, play things efficiently are so different than back then. Because I remember just, like, back then, I used to kill tortoises at the known stronghold because they dropped a tortoise shell. for And, I, and it was worth, like, I don't know, however much. It was worth it for me to, me to kill because um, I just think it was used for summoning. But things are so different now with that. But I think stuff like Dungeoneering would be cool with, like, summoning um or with um sailing i like something that's like procedurally generated but there's not so much of a meta but it's not like bad to do there's just i I just don't want things to feel bad to do and i think that's the worst part about like new things you don't want it to feel bad to do and i don't want to feel natural but then so we talked about um alking earlier and just like so as like an iron man there's like so much stuff to alk or like especially i would say like on it like onyx bolts ease like you just require acquire so many of them where i think like having some sort of like alking machine or even if it like costs more or like whatever i think would be nice or like just like like machines like that like a uh, plank making machines stuff that like kind of suck to do but then could be like more like passive things it could pay it could take so much longer but it's it's passive and you could set it up and train it i think would be like cool i think oh i forget what it was called and i think something they had done r3 is like where you break down stuff into other components yeah um what uh shit what's that oh invention right invention yeah stuff like invention i think I think that would kind of fit well in ours and the runes old school runescape in like certain capacities on what things are needed or could just like if you could just stick kind of like qual things in there um and just not make it too bad to train and I know you get into like all the 200 millers and like the efficiency with that but I think like for my own benefit I think would be super nice having stuff like that because I don't know I don't I don't want to alk a bunch. I know I can do alk agility, but yeah, that's okay, not ever like the most fun. <clears throat> that's interesting. Uh, I actually like years and years ago, probably six years ago, maybe five. I actually put up a Reddit post talking about a multi alk spell that would alk five things at once, but it would still give you the same XP, but it would still cost five nature runes and twenty five fires. Um, that is. I don't know. That's sometimes not like that would be really fantastic if you just want to clear out your bank of a bunch of alks. But I was also just thinking when you mentioned that some sort of like alk machine, I was just wondering like, 
What if there was, yeah, some sort of ALK machine you could put in your POH and you can pay your butler a small fee and you can just shove like a bulk thing in there and it just does it passively. But like you don't get any mage XP and you probably reduce profits because you got to pay your butler. Like I don't know exactly what you're trying to get at where do you just want the gold from it or do you want the XP from the ALKs and you just want to get it done faster because... I don't know. Sometimes I think like there's potential for little things like that, little passive things you just chuck in there and it'll just do it for you, kind of oh, like yeah. farming. I, I definitely just want like the GP. I, I don't, okay. I don't yeah. care about, especially mage XP in the game. Like it's mm -hmm. it's very easy to get a lot of mage XP through various different methods. But no, I don't. I wouldn't care at all about the the XP. It could be it could be so slow too. But like as long as I'm not sitting there. Clicking every that, individual that, one yeah that that's fine like, yeah. it could be so slow but it i mean over time it, it like adds up it's kind of like like i guess how like kingdom is like kingdom kingdom miscellaneous is like pretty slow for supplies but like over time it, it adds up yeah yeah i've i've always thought about kind of that multi-alc sort of skill or uh spell and it could just be, I mean, we have low alk at level 21, high alk at level 55. We could just have, like, a multi-alk spell at, like, level 90 or something pretty high that would only be used... Okay, so first of all, there was a, um argument against this, and I think it's partly to do with just the economy. Like, if you're alking too many items, there's too much gold in the game, and it would cause inflation or something like that. I don't know the full thing. I play as an Iron Man, so I always just feel a little ignorant when it comes to the main game, how it will affect the economy and stuff. But I really do think some sort of multi-alc spell would be really beneficial and really nice, at least for Iron Man. Just being able to clear out stacks, I don't know, five times as fast. But you would lose XP from it, you know? Yeah, where it's, like I guess, like not like technically efficient to do, but it's more like convenient to do yep. like i don't know getting getting 50k every onyx bolt e alk would be would be amazing and yeah. get five cleared out. i'm literally alking at onyx bolts right now on top of already <laughs> anyway yeah there's always ideas i i just want to say i love ideation i love it when people have their own little ideas for the game i just love hearing it because i have my own ideas that I always just have, and it's cool to hear from other people because one person can't just think of everything. And I don't know. It's cool to pick people's brains that are passionate about the game. Yeah. I think, like, with any, like, new content for me, it's, like, it's got to feel good to do regardless of what the rewards are. And I think that's, like, for, like, I guess next, for example, I think the rewards are good, but, like next to me doesn't feel good to do at all i don't enjoy doing next at all and i, I was wondering what your opinion is on i guess like with new content and uh like next specifically how you feel about next so next felt real like dude i was getting depressed day one you know when you're just so fucking excited for a new piece of content and then you just start seeing it just turn to shit like everyone was ranging next in 80 man masses with full ancestral like yeah it was not a good sight it was like oh god they fucked up like this is bad and then you just let things kind of settle down and 
add instances, get some metas defined. And honestly, I actually enjoy next. Now, I do it in a way where I only do four mans. I know the three people that are with me. We've we've done next before, and we kind of know what we're doing. We know our positions, and we do one kill trips. Like So we'll build up KC, go in, do one kill trip, dip, reset, go. And it feels good because you get to do those range and melee switches, which I really feel like are pretty engaging for the fight. Now, next, part of the reason why next feels like dog shit is because you're relying on ruby bolts. And it fucking sucks. Like, it's great dopamine rush when you get that ruby. But when you're not getting it, it's just like, dude, holy fuck. And so that's why I really enjoy the rapier meta. A lot of people that hate next. I feel like do the range only methods because it's just inevitably easier. It's the same way I look at Zolra. As soon as I got a Tebow, it was range only. And I actually started hating Zolra more. I was like, this fucking sucks. I, I'm just sitting here shooting it with a bow, no switches, basically. And, you know, but you still do it because you just feel like you need to just, I don't know, like you need to take advantage of having your Tebow. And so. You lose the fun, and, you know, there's metas defined. I think duos are the meta, or maybe six-mans are the meta at next. But that is just range only, and that's fucking awful, in my opinion. That I just think that's boring as hell. So I can see where next does feel bad, but I've enjoyed next. Now, I have my own selfishness. I hate finding teams. I hate doing team content long-term. Doing something for 400 to 500 hours that's the exact same fight that relies on teams is like, uh, like this is going to yeah. be awful. Yeah, because there's always somebody that has to go dinner or take their dog out or take a piss. And it's just like, yeah, I, I just want to sit there and game for 10 hours straight or whatever. I know. And not have to deal with all like the human bodily functions. The, like the worst thing, I'll just add this as well, is I... You know, we're, we are playing an MMORPG. We should have team content. And, you know, you, we shouldn't make everything solo. But, like, it's just, I don't know. Solo content is just so nice. You do it whenever you want. It feels better. But, you know what they could have done to next to make it feel better? So, just to put into perspective, uh, TOB, I'm not sure the exact average amount of hours it takes. But I'm pretty sure... Getting a scythe is only 250 hours. And generally, by the time you hit drop rate for scythe, you probably got almost everything else. Maybe you're missing a couple things. But you probably have pretty much completed the boss by 300 hours. And there's so much to it. Like, there's different rooms. Everything's a little different. And I don't know. It just feels better. But then you got next, which is just one fight. And you do it for maybe twice as long, you know? It was the same kind of issue Nightmare had. So there is a really cool way. I, okay, let me say this. What if next, instead of 400 hours efficiently, by the way, when I say 400 hours, it's going to take me like 600 or 700 hours on rate because I just do things slower, but I enjoy it more. But let's just say 400 hours. Let's say if next, they changed it so next was completed in 200 hours. Like half the time would that make it feel better or would that not help the problem or would that actually just be a detriment I, like for me like i think getting rewards is great but like the problem that i have with like next is like 
the unavoidable damage that you just like constantly take where it's like it's kind of like like how like chambers feels a little bit where you just like just take damage you drink up you drink your brew yada 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 pop back up and then this like kind of repeat that process which what like makes you like feel bad with next and i know that it's like it's a god wars dungeon boss so that's kind of in the traditional methods of doing god wars you end up you do take just like a lot of damage unless you're like a flicking god but i think what really got me with next is i felt like day one like like yeah it was cheese and easy but it was it was masses so and i think they i think they made way too quick of a snap decision on the balancing it and i felt like the where they like balance they they made it balance around masses which made that way too like like destroying when you're in like your smaller teams and i think that's what made like next feel bad to me not so much like the rewards and the time to completion because at the end of the day i like still i like playing the game regardless if i'm going like dry or like getting items i mean getting items was great but i still like to, like to play the game so i think that's where like i don't where next isn't as fun is because you're just taking so much unavoidable damage and sometimes like you literally just get lawn mode by next and it's not fun <laughs> yeah now there is something to say about that now i'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit i love fasani's to death i think it's a fantastic boss but i also am okay with bosses where you need supplies and you need to eat food and shit like that now it depends if you're doing range only next or you're doing the rapier swapping when I'm doing rapier swapping and I'm meleeing next, I mean next has, I don't, I think it's a fifty-fifty shot of either maging you or meleeing you, and so you're only able to pray one thing. And so if she just does the other attack, you can get hit like a thirty, even though you're trying to do everything right. That is what I feel. That feels pretty bad, um, generally speaking. So it would be kind of cool. If, you know, maybe there was like a one or two tick window where you can actually see maybe a slight little animation that next does where you can almost see that, okay, her next attack's going to be melee or her next attack's going to be mage. So if you're on the ball, you can actually avoid a lot more damage. Now, who knows what that'll do to the meta and everything like that, but I don't know. It sort of feels like Zami as well, where Zami's great and all. Again, let me just preface this by saying Zami with Arc Light. I'm not talking about a Tebow or a Bofa method. I'm just saying like the the normal flicking. I love flicking Zami. I love flicking Banos. But with Zami, I mean, it doesn't feel good sometimes because you can get four of those enraged mechanics or whatever he does, you know, where he just hits you a fucking 45. Yeah, like, he can do it four times in a kill, five times if your kills is super slow. And that feels bad. So... I don't know. Like, sh and the other thing I want to ask, and you know, I'll ask my like the audience listening right now, is that bad to take away? Like, should a boss have just this big fucking attack that's unavoidable that you just gotta eat, and that just makes the boss what the boss is? I don't know. I think it just kind of like depends on how you're going about it because like Zami, it's like it's it's so low like it's it's on you it should it, it should feel i guess kind of tough in that sense because i mean i didn't like melee uh Zami and like yeah I, I i didn't mind that that never like like felt too bad for me that just kind of felt like how it is like it, it's just an og boss but with like 
with necks and having to get teams and it's not so much like the supply use that bothers me i have like plenty of supplies on I, I always do my farm runs etc but i think it's just like in the fight when you're just like always like constantly getting destroyed and not being able to do anything or like too much about it and i think having that indicator would or like would make well, i think would like push the ceiling like the skill ceiling like like a little higher with that because what i think like now that's kind of great about god wars dungeon is there's so many different ways to do things and kind of like the skill level in which you need to do things it's it can increase could be like i mean really easy where you just go face tank pay, pray, pray one thing and that's how you do it versus like completely flicking things and then i mean you start sneaking like the range like cheese method in there which i think those are like pretty interesting and they have like their own skill set but um, I think that's what I kind of like about the, them is there's there's different ways to go about it and they all feel different and good in their own ways. But with like next, I mean, you have like your melee and range, but otherwise it's, it's, I mean, they're pretty much the same fight either way. It's just one you're doing range damage and one you're doing melee damage for the most part. Yeah, I think the drop rate, I don't know. I'm glad, by the way, they changed it back to one in 43 instead of, one in 53 that was awful <laughs> that was yeah. such a miserable change I'm like come on don't do this to us but they changed it back i i mean i'm gonna be honest i mean they could literally make it a one in 33 and that i mean i'm I, let's not go down that road people are gonna freak out they're like my my economy my prices but yeah i mean sometimes it just feels like it's gonna take forever to get something but that's kind of the route that osrs has been taking lately is really funny because if you hop on reddit they're like man like jagex should like be discouraging playing for long hours and you know putting too much time into this game you know just the average redditor and then you see like what the game devs are actually doing and it's like the complete opposite like let's just do one boss fight that takes 500 plus hours to complete you know just i don't know but i don't know i now i'm kind of going down the road of like what's a good time frame to complete a boss nowadays i mean is 500 hours the uh gold standard that we should always have i mean normal bandos if you're if you're thinking of bandos you can complete everything on bandos drop table except for the pet and i think 40 hours like efficiently if you're doing the bofa method and everything you could easily get every single thing on rate within like 40 hours but then you got the pet, which takes a long-ass time. And that's kind of what I really enjoy about bosses is it doesn't take a terrible amount of time to get everything you kind of need. But then if you want to continue for the pet, then you got to invest a lot more time. And then we have, like, Nightmare. I mean, look at Fasani's. The pet's, what, 1 in 1,200 or something like that? And then there's items that are, like, 1 in 2,000. I don't know what the orbs are. It's, like, 2,700 or something like that something crazy but like that's such a weird thing to have to like basically guarantee having multiple pets before you even complete all the items that's just strange to me i don't know what do you think yeah i i do like always like having like a pet to grind out and like do a boss again i mean i really loved both of bandos um that was really fun it was 
it was one it was like a pain learning at first but like once you got it it's like it's really fun and like always trying to extend like long trips was always fun i think like the max i ever got was like a 70 kill trip which was like damn great compared to like the the two to like six zero kill. to two yeah zero yeah <laughs> on previous bandos but yeah. i don't know like i guess the hours to finish a boss i really like, I, I never really like consider too much because i always assume i'm gonna get like screwed on rng which <laughs> happens pretty often um i, I guess I, I always think of like like drop rates but then i just i guess i haven't really thought about things on like a really high level on like okay what's the expected time to finish something you're thinking about more of the feeling of the boss rather than the actual numbers and stuff yeah, because I like at the end of the day, again, I like I really like to just I like to play the game yep. rather than like I mean the 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 rewards are nice, but like as long as the game feels good to play, that's that's where like I like don't mind. And if it if the game feels so good that like I'm not like worried about like drop rates, it's it's great because I think that's was one thing that was really fun about both of Andas. I I don't know. I really just enjoyed doing the method where I really didn't care too much if I was getting an item or not. It was just some, like always trying to like push for longer and longer trips is what made it really fun for me. Yeah. Have you ever had a piece of content where you don't want to get the drop because you're enjoying it so much? Like you want to go dry. Um, I think that's how I was like a little bit at like at Bandos, honestly. Ban like both of Bandos just felt like really fun and really good to do and honestly the like the the white the white loot or whatever was always pretty good there too like the snapdragon seeds were always cracked and if it if i'm always like building up my uh like resources on the side of going for an actual item i think that always that feels really good um let's see any other ones i, I think yeah there's a lot of bosses as long as it's like i think with when I, when I went dry at Hydra, people always said, oh, at least you get, like, bones and GP. And I was like, well, yeah, like, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, the bones and GP are great. The boss is like, eh. But, I mean, at least, like, there's, like, some other secondary benefits. And I think that was, like, that's where it felt okay to do. You went how dry? Like, 3,300 or something for your claw? 3,214 for my Jesus Hydra's Christ. claw. And the thing is, it's I, not even the worst you've ever seen, but it's still no. so bad. Like, Yeah, I did all of that with a, ra a, ra a Vernic, a Rapier, and Proselyte. Ah! Oh, I did all, all those kills were melee with a Rapier. <laughs> I, I happened to do like some random tops i got like vernic 9kc then i got my rapier 24kc and i was Jesus. like all right well my whole goal of like my count was to rush hydra because i was like i'm just had my like my block lift set up most efficiently for hydra and i wasn't gonna like waste point unblocking things or reblocking things i wanted to get to like hydra and get all that done then go back through and do the all, all the other bosses which i ended up doing but i never i never expected to go so dry at hydra where i was like i, I don't I, I don't like the, i didn't like the game for a bit i hydra turned me into an angry person for a bit. <laughs> yeah that'll do that that's what nightmare did to me i was just like unhappy even in like when i was logged out of the game i was unhappy because i knew like my leisure the game i love i have to go kill nightmare because i just made it my fucking personality basically 
Yeah, it was pretty bad. Okay, speaking of those things, though, where you want to go dry, I've done, eh, I don't know, probably like 40, maybe like 30 or 40 uh, Hallowed Sepulchre completions in the past few days. And I just stopped just for like those watching on YouTube. I know those that are listening can't see this, but I'm going to show you Hallowed Sepulchre. I just got all the mysterious pages, got my lockpick, got, already got the ring. I spooned that shit at like 14 KC. But I'm missing the dark acorn and the dark die and the squirrel pet now. And I'm really fucking excited for the clue scroll update f from it. And I'm not going to lie, when I was doing those 30 or 40 runs, I was getting scared that I might spoon the pet. Like, I, that is when you know you really love a piece of content. Or, like, you, you just, you don't want a reason to leave because you're just enjoying it so much. And that's uh, one of those pieces of content. You're not 92. Oh, wait, is it 92 or 93 agility? You can start doing level, or floor 5. Uh, I think it's 92. Let me look. Um, but I have done some sepulcher and sepulcher is fun. Those all there's only like through one floor one two four. The only one obstacle I really hated was the last obstacle on floor three. Always like drove me nuts, and it took me like forever to get that one down. It's like the arrows going. You're shooting an oh, arrow going your way with you, yeah. yeah. And like having to like look at the arrow while moving, like having the camera in the opposite direction while moving, that like drove me nuts. Where <laughs> I know on like level five, it's like the opposite way where the arrow yeah. kind of like comes towards you and you move towards the arrow. And I thought that made always way more sense than the like last obstacle and like that. That always drove me nuts. I found that ridiculously hard for no reason. But yeah. other than that, I I, I like Sepulcher. I think that was the only thing that like held me back. And it, it is 92 agility for floor five. Okay. It is funny you mentioned that because I also struggled with that. But now that is like the easiest obstacle. I mean, it's literally two clicks. You just go down, run to the halfway point, And then if you – okay, there's people that are advocating for sepulcher instances. I'm totally cool with that. It doesn't need to happen, but I know people are going for like 200 mil and they just want it to be as nice and smooth as possible. I'm totally okay with that. Um but yeah, if you are on a floor that was generated with you, I mean, yeah, floor three, that little part right there is very, very simple. And it makes it, like, I don't know if you ever watched Ari Slash on day one of Sepulcher. <laughs> he was just molding because he couldn't get past floor four. That, like, big-ass stretch of, um, I don't know, that final stretch, sort of. And he just couldn't get past it. He's just like, fuck. But then as soon as you just do a few runs, you know, you get the hang of it. It becomes super nice and fair and just fun. I don't know. There and I feel like, yeah. like a lot of things are in RuneScape. It's as like when you first start doing everything, like it's super frustrating. But then like once it's like that muscle memories like build up, everything like becomes rapidly easier. Yep. That also, let me just say, first of all, uh, Mod Husky is an absolute beast for creating that masterpiece. I mean, Hallowed Sepulchre is beyond what I ever even envisioned Hallowed Sepulchre being. When they were, like, teasing it, you know? Some new agility thing, I was like, okay, they're saying high intensity. This shit's going to be, like, arty with, like, an arrow shooting at you or something. I don't know. I didn't think much of it. But it's so nice because... There's no there throughout it there's not really any spot besides like looting and just getting to the next floor where you have to click an obstacle and watch your guy for like four ticks do the animation of the obstacle. 
it's just running and i fucking love it because it just feels it feels free flowing like mm, like let's go fucking fast you know let's not have any little obstacles i need to click slow my guy down it's like you kind of lose that uh what's it called just that pacing that like high intensity just i think of raids like raids one First of all, I'll just preface, Raids 1 was meant to be a skilling slash PVM thing. It was trying to be like a Dungeoneering clone, I believe. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense that there's skilling involved and other things. But damn, Thieving and Ice Demon back in the day, just, you're you're on a roll. You know, you're going through the rooms, you're having fun, and then all of a sudden you're stuck at fucking Thieving for like five minutes. You're like, Jesus Christ. Just threw off my groove, you know. You don't really have that with Sepulchre, and I think going back to what you said about just having things feel good yeah sepulcher feels good i like it yeah i really like like the design of sepulcher i mean when you think of like agility and stuff like that like that's more what like i think somebody outside the game would kind of imagine what agility would be not just like clicking or in a circle um, practically like it was with rooftops like it, it kind of reminds me like of those like uh ninja warrior courses where people are like sliding and like moving around it's like i feel like it's like that kind of same concept yeah. but with with like mouse clicks and not where it's like someone show you click something and it does an animation you're doing that did diving and dodging yep dodging I re- those arrows i want more sepulcher stuff like i want it i've i'm gonna bring it up again people are gonna hate me but i really want did you ever watch the cartoon aladdin as a kid yeah. Where you go in the cave of one or where Aladdin went in the cave of wonders and he had a you know, the 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 caves collapsing as soon as he like grabs the lamp and everything like that. Um I really want a clone of that in this game. In the desert, there's a little area that looks like the cave of wonders, and it, it is not instanced. Or I guess it kind of is, but it's like a group instancing, like or I guess that's not instance, but it happens every like five minutes or something. So everyone goes in at once. You have to wait the time. There'll be a bank chest there. You can do stuff. Everyone goes in at once. And then it's just a fucking like, it's basically like instantly floor five sepulcher and even harder potentially of just, there's no easy, you know, first little coasting. It's just like instantly hard. And there's a bunch of fucking obstacles. There's rocks falling on you, similar to Zolcano. And your objective is to get to the end, grab the lamp, and then escape. And it gets more intense the more time goes on. And the coolest part is there's freedom in it. So there's urns and there's other shit you can loot if you feel like you have time. But you know the cave's going to collapse. So you try to escape. If you escape with the lamp, you get the XP lamp. You get to rub it, get the XP. And if you don't, you know, maybe you got some loot, but it would be dangerous. It would be a dangerous death. And I think it would be so awesome to see like 50 people starting running in and you're just seeing people drop like flies, you know, just like as soon as you fuck up, you're just dead. I don't know. I think that's just such a cool idea. I just love sepulcher stuff now. <laughs> I just love movement in this game. It's so rewarding and it's so like fluid. I don't know. Yeah, I think movement and like avoiding stuff by moving or praying or like kind of that is like i think like the direction that like content should go in on on rootscape is having like those high level things where it's like movement and you're doing several things at once and the more that the like more efficiently you can do that the the more you're awarded yep totally agree it's funny because i i kind of had this mindset i don't think have i ever really 
I don't know, looked at it thoroughly, but I always had this mindset where like, oh, you know, like difficult content has to be click intensive or, but it doesn't. I mean, look at Sepulcher. It's not click intensive at all. You just, it takes intelligence and it takes like muscle memory and stuff. But I mean, there's strips where you're not clicking for like 12 seconds at Sepulcher. I mean, but it still takes the knowledge of like, okay, I'll be fine. And I know what I'm doing. And that's just what really is satisfying about Subcard. It's not super click intensive. Yeah, normally when I think of like click intensive, I think of like wrist pain and <laughs> yeah. arthritis. Yeah, yeah. Like big. Yeah. And uh, that's not it at all. And let me say, so the reason I kind of bring that up is because, yeah, like let's think of 3-tick 4G. You got something that just inevitably <laughs> will lead to RSI and just like awful. But... It's still rewarding, but the fact that it's tick manipulatable and you have to do a bunch of clicks every fucking time isn't the thing that's necessarily making it rewarding. It's the instantness. It's just like, I click this rock, I get it, boom, moving on. It's not this thing where like winter Todd, you know, you fletch your uh, log into kindling or whatever to put in the brazier. And it's like, there's a four tick fucking delay before anything happens. And if the cold hits you, it it removes what you were gonna do like that yeah. shit is awful because when you do something it doesn't happen for a long time like it, it takes time there's a delay on it that's the beauty of tick manipulation it feels great but that your wrist doesn't feel great but the um just i don't know like you're in a rhythm you get the shit when you anticipate getting it it's just nice so yeah and, and I definitely, like, support that kind of gameplay. I think, like, the more you do, like, you should be rewarded. But, I mean, I'm definitely personally not going to do it the most, like, tip, tick manipulation I really get into is, like, doing chins. And with, like, the BOFA anymore, I don't even catch chins anymore. That's, like, completely erased the need to catch chins other than the pet one day. But I definitely, like, inform people doing those methods. If you want to go to, like, that link to get the extra, like, um resources or uh, or xp really um I, I i think that's great that's i and i think that's again where it's like pushing like what how you can do it and how efficiently you want to do it is like in your hands yeah this is a little bit this is going to be controversial i already know it for a fact especially probably toward the hlc they'll probably be a little butthurt they don't really like things changing or getting easier but three tick 4g feels good not on your wrist so let me just throw out throw out an idea what if there was an item similar to Celastra's spark that eventually came out maybe it's a rare item from some skilling minigame that starts a three tick action so instead of having to click a knife and log it's just a one click and it starts it so you remove a click probably does a lot less strain on your wrist and then one of the other things that's really obnoxious about those methods is having to drop. And again, I'll probably I'll probably be offending some people by saying, you know, that's part of the skill gap, which it is. But if you wanted something to feel good and you still feel like, hmm, I clicked that rock, I got the resource, moving on. It would be awesome if there was maybe a rock bag or something. So when you're doing things, it just instantly goes into your bag and then when that fills up there's just a discard all option or maybe dare i say it what if there was an option in your settings that says drop resources on 
successful roll of it. So like you never, it never even goes into your inventory. Is that busted? Like, is that OP? Again, I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm not saying I'm advocating for it. And I haven't heard any downsides of it. So, but would it be the worst thing ever if you, uh, actually it would, I already thought of a downside. It would just become AFK as fuck for yeah, other I things. Yeah, I think the, um, the Celestia's Park, I think with like making that easier, but with like, um, it's not as efficient. I think sits in like a good place. We're adding a three tick item that did the same thing. I think would take away from everything else. But it's like, what do you do? How do you? And RuneScape's so interesting on how they like like do skilling compared to what I've seen like in other MMOs. Other MMOs is kind of like a side thing, while in RuneScape it's really like almost a core part of the game. Yeah. So I think it like matters more. Where other games just kind of like, I mean just you you get your like level of whatever you need like extremely quickly then you can do your content while i think runescape really like sucks you in with that like grind and like being able to do things i think that's what like some people like really like drives into the game is being able to it is such a long like it's just it's a slow burn rest rather than um an instant gratification thing so i really like how there's that like that like scalability of how you can do the same content and get extra rewards depending on like what links you want to go yeah and as far as like the rock back thing or like not um even like spawning the rock into your inventory i don't know i like i think i think that would be okay i guess i mean you're still doing like the cycle of everything else where and especially with like if you get granite you're gonna drop it i mean there's no other there's no other use for it what about this i was just thinking there's a fish barrel i don't actually have a fish barrel do you it's cracked oh my god i love the fish barrel if you don't have a fish barrel Mm -hmm. and well i don't know what your crumblon stack's looking like Like but four thousand it's like shit okay (laughs) yeah but the crumblon there for crumblon fishing the fishing barrel is amazing oh yeah it's pretty much i mean without i don't know i don't waste my spirit i don't waste my spirit flakes there but without spirit flakes it's about four to five minutes of straight afk give or take maybe maybe like probably at like 99 fishing you're probably like about like three minutes or whatever but it's still like it's just so nice and it just doubles so like what you can do in a trip so it makes crumblon fishing like amazing is there an option to discard like so if if your barrel's filling up with fish do you have to go to a bank to empty it or is there a way to just remove all things from it but they would disappear i'm assuming is there an option for that i I believe you have to go to the bank okay so what if they had an option I think what would be actually really cool is now I'm thinking of it. I mean, they're coming out with Giants Foundry, which is supposed to be a smithing and mining rework. What if they came out with a rock bag that holds all rocks? So similar to a fishing barrel, which just holds all fish. Um, But then there's a discard all option. So let's just say you're three tick forging or whatever mining method you're doing, which hopefully doesn't end up being the meta. I would really love gold ore or something, something that it's actually benefiting your smithing would be nice but let's just say none of the metas change but then your uh granite goes in this little rock bag and then you can just right click the rock bag and say discard all when it fills up so it would be easy scape of course because you don't have to drop rocks in between you know your three tick mining but i feel like 
you know, it, it is removing a skill gap to it, but it's also just taking it way easier on your wrist and you still get that nice satisfaction of the three tick rhythm without all the bullshit. I don't know. Again, I would love to hear what you guys uh, think about that down in the comments if you have any thoughts. Okay. Do you have anything to add or uh, should we move on to some Twitter topics? I'm looking at one. Um, let's talk. I want to, I want to talk about a bit like about like wrist pain and like, yeah. um, stuff like, I think a lot of people like will have wrist pain and won't do anything to like mitigate it. Like I think for a long time I, uh, I've rocked a G pro wireless and I thought it was the greatest mouse ever. It clicks nice or whatever, but it like truly like didn't fit my hand. Like I really, I really needed like a, a like a massive mouse. Um, so I think like that's some things to do with like wrist pains is like really like optimizing your setup to like suit you and comfort. I think it's like the same like aspect as like getting a nice chair and like having your desk set up like proper heights and like, even having like even like doing stuff like off like while you're not playing like not doing unnatural like movements for your wrist I think can really help with like wrist pain as well that like people really ignore like they always look like at the source and not other things to do like to like mitigate wrist pain because yeah. I, I used to have like the horrible like my wrist was like I was like my wrist hurts I don't want to play because my wrist hurts and I I wasn't even doing anything that crazy it just was things like didn't fit it'd be like wearing pants that are like far too small for you for no reason <laughs> yeah no it's true I, my dad used uh I mean, my dad's not a gamer, but he had a laptop and he had this tiny little pocket mouse, yep. you know, and those yeah. things fucked my wrist up so hard. Like I used it for like 10 minutes. I was like, Jesus Christ, I've, my hand just aches. <laughs> yeah, you're like clicking and your like fingers are like right next to your <laughs> palm because it's just that tall. Yeah, it's awful. So yeah, mice, I mean, th that is the number one thing that would fix wrist pain and also getting a light mouse that has a really good sensor. I mean, you got to have a top tier sensor and yeah, you just, you got to get a light mouse as well. I mean, that I guess is dependent on the person. I have, I guess, medium hands. I don't think I've, <laughs> I've ever been as called like small hands or, or large hands. I think I just have a medium but I used a mouse that was technically like an MMO mouse and it had like 12 buttons on the side and all that shit. And I was like, ooh, this is cool. I can like, you know, use it for F keys or whatnot. And it was so fucking heavy. It was just aching my hand using it all the time. And yeah, so, yeah, you got to like, you got to go around and test what works nicely and stuff. So, which is expensive, which kind of sucks. That's probably what deters a lot of people from I think the pain. best thing to do if you want to like try things out and if you have Amazon is Amazon has a great return policy. Just get a mouse on there. And, and if you don't like it, you have always pretty much 30 days to return it, which is what I did. I like, well, I forgot to return the first one, but I have a backup. I, I went with like Zowie mice, which are, it's honestly just a huge mouse. The only like negative is it's uh, wired, which I got used to that after a while. And that's like, if you have big hands, I would, and you're listening, I would really recommend like looking into Zowie mice if you have wrist pain and your already big mouse isn't doing the trick. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have a wired Mamba Elite Razer Mamba Elite, 
and yeah, I don't know. It's I would love to have a wireless version of this, and there is, but um, because of how intense the sensor is, I mean, it only has a tiny little amount of battery life. So it's either you have to spend more money on a pad that charges it, but the pad is fucking tiny, and I need a massive pad, or you got to get the battery version, which is just a heavier mouse in general. And it's just like, damn, I don't know what, like, I think I'll just stick with the wired, even though the wired's a little annoying sometimes, because the wire might get just a little bit jammed up. Yeah, I think it's, it's it depends on how they clean you keep your desk as well as if the wire gets caught on things. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I, with, with, with the weight and everything and, like, batteries, I think, like, I, I really would love that my G Pro worked out. It was – the battery lasted – plenty long um it was light enough it just was like not the right size so i had to like go to other methods but yeah i definitely think like if you can get like the lightest mouse possible and i think another thing is quit trying to like the thumb buttons i think add like to wrist pain so much especially when people like will refuse to use f keys so they can always like just have like one-handed gaming oh, and yeah. doing whatever yeah. they want with their left hand <laughs> and and then just using like thumb like f keys on your thumb oh, that 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 That's aggravates bad. my wrist more than anything else is like trying to use those like thumb keys oh i think i'll only yeah. like occasionally like program a thumb key when i'm like skilling sometimes and that just will help a little bit where it's not like too much but it's enough where i can just do that that one-handed gaming yeah, I uh, I have my mouse scroll wheel. I have a tilt, so I can tilt it left or right as a clicking thing. And the tilting it to the left, which is using my middle finger and kind of just leaning, uh, causes shift to be held down. So I'll do shift click dropping with that. But if I'm doing a lot of shift click dropping, yeah, that will fuck my wrist up because I'm moving my finger in an awkward direction. And then continuously clicking and it's just like okay this isn't good so but it's still nice for like that convenience of like oh there's just one item i need to drop i don't want to put my finger on the shift key i can just do it right here so but yeah absolutely i agree with you having other buttons besides just clicking just <laughs> makes it so much worse on your wrist with um shift clip dropping have you ever looked at the rune light plugin um custom um like custom left click drop yeah i have a whenever i do master farmer i got like all those shitty seeds yeah it's so nice yeah and what's really cool is you don't even need that plugin you can just right click your inventory and just you literally just configure left click and you can set it to whatever you want on every single item okay uh, yeah i wasn't sure if that was like a rune light feature or a (laughs) gotta like be careful before (laughs) yeah that that is really nice that's rune light and, uh, dude, okay, I want to move on to the some of the Twitter topics, but I just need to say right now, what are your thoughts on plugins and how fucking amazing RuneLight is? Yeah, I, I think, like, so when I, I originally just played the, um, like, OG, um, like, Jagex client, um, and I think... Like I I enjoyed the game enough then, but when I was like doing agility, I was like, this this just sucks trying to like visually like remember in my mind exactly where this obscure click block is to go to the next obstacle. And I was like, holy crap, rune light! And I think like getting like rune light is like when you first get it, it's like your, your empty house, and like as you like play longer and longer, you're in like living in a house. It's like more things are like 
customize and fit to your need like you got your like nice recliner and you got like everything like set up exactly how you like it in real life where it's like i would it's i don't want to like not play it anytime it's like not fully working it's like oh i'll just wait i'll just wait for the update the client i'll i'll do something i'll, I'll go touch grass or something where <laughs> i'm like so i'm not true. that desperate and i think that's one thing that turns me away from uh using mobile a lot is that there is not rune light and luckily like the i know the android has like really cool features and then now finally i think starting to release the ios beta which i signed up for and i'm really excited for i mean not that i really use um too much but just having those features for like the time i want because when i was on vacation in the car i was doing um mobile agility and that was like tough i like really learned exactly where those click boxes were. <laughs> yeah yeah, it's cool to see what where mobile's getting. Um, do you, where is the line of two OP plugins? Um, two OP. I think with once you like it, it's it's that's a really slippery slope on on like plugins on like like what's okay and versus like what's not okay and and if you give the like okay to one thing there's definitely tools out there to make whatever you want. If you really want to, if you know how to lose like JavaScript and basic pro programming language, where that's where, like, I think we've really come to the point with like clients is like with dev tools. And if you know what you're doing, you the like, it's literally, this is the world's the ceiling for what's possible. But, um, I think like, like certain things like any hires for like um when people hide their uh, death animations i think is fine i i think like one place i like really noticed where it'd be like helpful is um nibblers for inferno just like having those like instantly die and because i think that's like a lot of the ch i mean it does take away from i think a bit of the challenge of inferno especially as a learner if you like instantly know and I mean, you can just learn, like, XP drops, but if you don't get, like, that full XP drop to the first, like, freeze and having just be able to, like, know, like, quicker when it's actually dead um, is convenient. Um, I hate, someone... by the way, that that's still controversial. To Well, I think maybe there's a difference, but the fact that it's still controversial and against the rules to, like, have an NPC that's dead be disappeared and gone from your, like, site is so fucking silly yes but say they are artists work so hard on those animations keep the fucking animations <laughs> then don't let me click on them just make it unclickable god damn it that reminds me of um if you turn i don't think you turn you'll skip much but no, never, the, the, the lizards in mount Kralom, the those lizards in there i think have like a 20 second death animation oh there's <laughs> they're so bad i literally got my mystic gloves light from them like yesterday but i literally was in your stream wasn't i and i fucking brought a glass a glass blowing pipe or whatever to the fucking task or whatever i was doing yeah yeah it's it's crazy the death animation is so long i mean Gauntlet's probably the worst. I mean, I would say Bandos, yeah, but yeah. there's no real detriment to Bandos's animation mm -hmm. taking forever. Um, but Jesus Christ, those demi Demis, bosses. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, those where it'd be like nice, where you can have the animation or just like make it where it's like just let us click like, through clickable, it. I think should be like allowed because it's, well, and it's not so much that you're picking up one thing from those demi bosses. You're picking up like 
three to four things depending on what you need at the yeah door. it's and bad the guy won't dis the dra the dragon's the worst by the way I yep just, it's just so bad and and the worst part is as well and of course this would just come along with doing it a lot and just knowing what tile the item spawn on but the worst thing is like there's no consistency now with where loot drops it always used to be on the southwest tile for like 99 percent of mobs but now they're like having a lot of freedom and liberty to be like oh i want the items to drop in the middle of the boss this time for when it dies like come on like, honestly if it dropped in the southwest i would like alle alleviate like so many problems oh yeah like, they're not actually click they're nor most npcs aren't actually clickable and they're like southwest where you yeah. like you path underneath them yeah. yeah it's bad like they've just taken the worst aspects of it and just combined it into one having an extremely long death animation and yeah it's it's just bad I really, I don't know how I feel about this. Maybe I shouldn't be so uptight about it. But damn, can we just have everything spawn on the southwest tile? Can we just standardize things again? I know it looks funky when everything drops on the southwest, especially Seracnus, because Seracnus's true tile is never really oh, where it's. Seracnus does have a weird one, like you'll, you'll, especially if you kill it during its like transition. Yeah. It'll, like, yeah. It's just a loot will drop like almost on the other side of the room versus where it actually like died at. Yeah, but that is where it died. It's just the animation yeah. is so fucking delayed. But uh, yeah, once you understand it a little bit more, it's like okay, now I know where it's gonna, I know where it's gonna go. I just wish they would do that with all bosses. It's not that big of a deal, and it's not gonna happen. But I would like that. All right. I'm looking at a question. First of all, Isaac says, I fucking love peace axe. Looks like he loves you, Isaac. Uh, Furry Wall asks, do you think that if the Dwarven multi-cannon was pulled today, it would pass in its current state? Um, I think, yeah, probably. Well, it... it I think what they're really careful about is where, like, it's kind of allowed versus, like, single and multi... I think is how like the cannons pretty balanced. Other, I mean, as I'm saying for like strictly as like mains where you can just like buy cannonballs and use them willy nilly, or for you where you've done so much corp where you just can use them wherever. I think I don't know if it would pass today without the like knowledge of where it could <laughs> yeah. be used and where it couldn't yeah. be used. Yeah, I was gonna say there is no fucking way that would actually. You know, a lot of things do pass. Maybe it would if they worded it correctly, but there's no way. People would be like, what the fuck? Like, this is the stupidest idea you guys have ever come up with if it was pulled today and nobody knew what a multi-cannon was. It's yeah. such a strange item. I also don't think it would pass if people knew, like, the red clicks that you can do with it nowadays. Like, God Wars Dungeon <laughs> completely changed, like, everything. Yeah. Which... Shout out to the crackheads that discover all that. That's just absolutely wild. Like, I I want to really know like how many like deaths they did to like figure out how these methods works and like clicking through Dude, exact files. GE like, challenge. Yeah, he's he, crazy. He's not dying though. That's the thing. He plans it out before he even gets in there. Like he can literally just pull up a tile chart and look at how NPCs interact and how they move. And it's like, dude, you can just literally plan it out on paper and then go in and just execute. Like, yeah, which, it's just having nuts. that, like, 
background game knowledge of how like things actually move and like the process behind it's crazy because another thing he his methods on youtube he makes them look so easy like the uh 60 door alter click for bandos have you ever tried that yeah i mean i'm pretty uh I don't know. It was pretty easy for me. I don't want to, like, really? take anything away. But that's just because I've done a lot of that kind of shit before. Yeah, that was, like, my first introduction to Red Click. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I don't need to grab a cannon. And I was yeah. like, I would get it for, like, a bit. And I think if I went and tried back and tried it now that I've done plenty of, like, 7 and 9 I think I might be able to get it. But I was yeah, like, you would. This, this isn't. I was like, this is, it's, it's just the way, like, it moves is just so, like, un- intuitive what you'd think from like an outside perspective on like yeah i'm standing right next to it i should get like smashed right now <laughs> i'm not it's the and flinching. like yeah and i, I think like the like the 100 percent accuracy you need in that method made it like i don't know so fun like getting it out in and out of cycle or whatever yeah no and i i think if you just gave it a little bit more time it would actually just become even nicer and easier than the other methods you're doing because you just never lose a tick that way it's just like just always in the four tick cycle. As long as you just start the kill off and you don't lose focus throughout like the fucking 30 seconds it takes to kill it, it's like fine. Also, that method's amazing. The Bandos one specifically. You you do the same thing at Zami now too. It's slightly yeah, different tiles, nah. but <laughs> the fact that Zami and Bandos are just exact replicas at this point where you just bofa the thing down and just run back and forth is so fucking silly, but it's... It's still interesting. Uh, I I have that boomer syndrome where I just want to, like, I want arc light and I want melee flicking to be the meta still. It's just, it's such an ancient thing. But Yeah, it's like, back in my day, back I used to. <laughs> no, but for real, I just feel like, I don't know. It's, this is how the game's going down. I mean, look, dude, Masori's coming out. I mean, bruh, we're going to be killing Bandos and, like, 18 fucking seconds like consistently just have bring full masori oh wait oh wait shit never mind you need the the crystal armor is a damage boot how would that work actually when masori comes out is bofa still gonna be the method at bandos i'm, I'm assuming it still will because nothing's really a four tick I mean, weapon yeah i don't i don't know how it would work with like the crystal armor bonuses to the both yeah. whether it would it be, I guess it would still be crystal. Not, it probably still would be crystal. I'm so but. excited for armor though. Like the God damn it! Like isn't that funny that I'm like sad that I got the pet already? No, that same. I, I got it really early as well. <laughs> at no, it's it's actually fine. I'm grateful for it. But I guess the idea of doing armor with full Masori sounds absolutely just amazing. Yeah, it's like it's just straight up all around better than like. Yeah take Again, way less I, damage yeah i think it was an oversight but the the no negative melees is less like that that was why when i when somebody mentioned that i was like no way surely it's like some armas characteristics are thrown in there nope it's it's like just carols but yeah crack it's yeah. and i don't know exactly how i feel about it if i were to be brought up a bunch of arguments against it i think it's fine I, I've always been a huge fan of coming out with something that's better than Carol's. Now, it didn't need to be the best-in-slot range armor and then best-in-slot mage defense as well. Maybe that was a bit too far, but I'm glad that at least Carol's is being done away with now. It's so silly that a 2005 item, like a Carol's top, is still your best-in-slot in 2022, you know? 
Yeah, it's it is strange. Pretty interesting on that. Oh, it's it's really funny how Barrows is almost like become like not relevant at, at at all anymore. Which I mean, it's it's old content, but even like the few like niches aren't there anymore for me. Like the only reason I still do it is I want a Varox flail for the one like Elite Combat Diary chest. So I don't even you don't even actually need that. I seen it for for KQ where you just like thrall it the whole time. Which, yeah. I thought about doing it, but I also just want to like complete it. But it's like, it's just interesting where it's still like decent gear, but it's just like how much like the game has progressed on where it's not even like, it's like, oh yeah, you just need maybe one or two pieces on your early iron. Then that's really about it. Yeah. I think what's cool is Barrows is still there. And I feel like for early Iron Man, it's still the place where you go get your little tank legs and you mm-hmm. can still get a Carol's top because, I mean, Carol's is still going to be the best up until Raid 3. So, I mean, who knows the fucking qualifications and requirements it's going to take for Raid 3 completions on an early level. But I still like that it's still really great armor. Uh, and it also looks cool. I mean, I think a Carol's top looks awesome. It's just very old school looking, but badass. Yeah, I think all the, the Barra's gear for like most part like looks really really cool mm-hmm. i think they like all nailed that on the head when they were first creating that which is amazing how far like it holds up even to this day but with the um with the talk of um how we're getting like those next tier of stuff with like torva missouri um and like new weapons um how do you feel with that and like the 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 power of those weapons and armors and now always having to be balanced with pvp because i know when like a lot of times it gets brought up especially with the fang it's like oh that's gonna be broken in pvp like what are your thoughts on that dude i have angry thoughts i don't know if i should check no uh dude it's like I don't know because I'm not a game dev and I'm not experienced in like, ooh, how do you know how does a game successfully stay healthy while balancing PvP and PvM? What I've seen and heard is that any successful MMO that's ever had PvP related to it doesn't have anything to do with PvM. Like they're separated basically. Like PvP yeah. is its own thing and it's fair and the PvM items stay exclusive to PvM, which I I don't know how I felt about that. I almost felt the complete opposite a few years ago. A few years ago, I wanted things to not have any difference in PvP. Like Blowpipe, for example. I want to say it two-tick. And if it was OP, maybe you shouldn't have made it two-tick in the first place. Trident should have done damage to people. But now, years down the road, I mean, today, I'm thinking, just separate the two. God damn it. Like, there's so much... There's so many problems with PvP. I mean, there's just little tiny fixes. I was mentioning in my stream, the Wilderness is a total private server now. I mean, they make little teeny discrepancies and little teeny changes that are just everywhere. And they're no, they're, they make them all the time, but there's no set place where it shows every single thing that's different about the Wilderness than is in the main yeah. game. Like if you if if you imagine like the wiki wasn't there and you had to just go off of what you like experience in game it would be really frustrating i think with the wilderness and like the different nuances that yeah. there is in the wilderness yeah and shout out the wiki because I, th- oh, I other than a few other games i think we have like literally the best game wiki out no, there by i think far. i it's, think we do have the best like it's what so would complete be yeah 
Yeah. I don't know. I wish I knew because I don't really play other other games as far as MMOs. Yeah, I mean, other MMOs don't hit as well as RuneScape does. I'll play other games, but typically MMOs are just like, uh, I could be playing RuneScape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is funny because I look at other MMOs and I just instantly block it out of my mind. Like, I'm not going to play this. There's probably pay to win. There's probably some bullshit. There's probably, I don't know. And the other thing is I'm very unique and i feel like a lot of rs players are this way like i actually enjoy skilling and i enjoy sometimes just chilling out and not feeling like the entire game is centered around fighting shit non-stop yeah i, mean, I don't know one question i want to get in, in later but to, i wanted to i want to bring it back to, to to the wilderness and i think well like i think separating it would be good or like giving things different stats because right now in our current state is like we now always, whenever any new thing comes in, it somehow has to be, ba it'd be like balancing it around a level 126 boss every time and you'd have to make sure that it still wasn't OP to kill that 126 boss yeah, it's really with whatever bad. stats. And it's just, and I think it's like gone to the point where it's like, we can either have really cool bosses with new mechanics that like require better gear to kill or we can like, still cater to like pvp and not getting like smashed in the wilderness yeah i don't dude it's such a good question because there's such a i don't know people get emotional about the wilderness and yeah i mean, I mean I, both I sides don't want their content taken away you know yeah. like yeah both sides get emotional about it some people want it removed some people want it to stay in fact some people just want you know wilderness i don't it's so hard. It's so fucking hard to balance because I would say, and again, this is just, I, this is with almost no thought involved. It's just kind of like, let PvP be like PvP arena, LMS. You know, you can be out in the wilderness and do shit. You can go to your little PvP worlds, but stop adding content that's non-PvP related into the wilderness. Knock that off and just don't have enticement to go out there besides... I'm okay with, um, I think I was talking about it on a ramble, like, I, I, I'm okay with adding a piece of content that just generates gold, you know, maybe six mil an hour method out there in the wilderness, but there's no uniques and things you need for the outside. In fact, you could even just add some bosses out there that only drop PvP-related items. And so, yeah, there's wilderness bosses out there, but, like, players that don't want to fucking be out there don't have to go out there because it's only going to benefit you in PvP and some GP here and there, but, like... That's my thoughts. I feel like we shouldn't be adding skilling methods. Like the fact that the chaos altars out there is just really silly, in my opinion. Yeah, Black Shin still resources just so much. It's so bad. Like the fact that you have to do that, and again, people are like, "Oh, you don't mm -hmm. have to do it," but dude, it's twice as good as the next yeah. best method. Like Jesus Christ, that's unbalanced as fuck. Yeah, me doing the chaos altar is the only thing that stood between me and ninety nine prayers. It's like, oh, I would. It's just like uh, half the time I'd rather just like I've been thinking about. Oh, maybe I would rather get more bones and just do gilded <laughs> altar in my house because now with um mains being able to hold go into your house, you can have your main like hold the instance open where oh. you don't have to do the burners every time. It's still um, just way worse, but yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, but it's like. I don't want to do 12,000 dragon bones at the chaos altar if I don't have to, yeah. but I'm still going to do it because it's, it's done and over with, but it's, it's always been like a thought in my head that yeah. 
it just sucks. Like, there is a huge, huge player base that doesn't want to associate with the wilderness. So, can we can we move on from the 2003 mindset that, like, wilderness is integral to the part of the game? I mean, I still want people to enjoy themselves, but I'm sorry if, if your only enjoyment as a PKer is to kill pinatas out in the wilderness that are yeah, just other whales, like loot whales. I'm not going to try to appeal to that player base. But if people want to PK, I don't want to shit on your fun. Like I want you to thoroughly enjoy and I want you to have the best experience, like best gaming experience you can have. But if it's just going to be just causing other people's game experience to be totally fucking miserable, I'm not going to advocate for that. So just I feel like there needs to be a separation at this point. We're in 2022. We can start separating. I'm I'm already kind of liking what they're doing with the PvP arena. They're adding shit that's only going to be used out in the wilderness. And I'm kind of liking that. I feel like, again, a few years ago, I probably would have been like, this is private server. I don't like this. But I'm like, dude, just fucking separate them. Like, yeah. Uh, and, I, and like a lot of people, when they do, like at least me, when I'm doing... Um, wildy bosses. I, 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 I don't even four item. I just three item because like, it's not even worth. Most of the time when I'm getting killed, they're all they're doing is taking away the time it took for me to set up the wildy boss to to choose, and that's really it. They're not, they're not gaining anything for the most part. They're spending more runes to barrage me as I'm flaming them. One of my one of my favorite things to do when I'm doing chaos altar if I'm like almost done with all my bones cuz I always do suicide method where if they're if I'm like got like three bones left I'll finish them and I'll be like oh no please don't <laughs> I've got superior bones please I'll pay you as their whole teams are logging in and like frothing <laughs> at the mouth and I'm like no oh uh, that always gives me like some like internal joy that they just <laughs> I just debated them. Yeah. Yeah, and that is also the part, because, like, there's always this thing, like, oh, if you remove, let's just imagine a world where, and, and I'm not saying delete the wilderness, I'm just saying remove incentive for players that don't want to involve in PvP, just remove all the incentive to go out there in the first place, and again, for players that like to kill pinatas and like to be content creators and lure people and, you know, have a great clickbait video where some guy dies that didn't even want to fucking be out there in the first place. My team, my team killed this hardcore Iron Man in singles in our willy team. Like what? Yeah. That's it. when the people that are mad when those kind of PJ timers came in when they couldn't singles PK in their team. I thought was always really odd too because like it's like wait, wait, you want to be in singles with your team and you're mad that got taken away? Like it's like it's yeah. you're mad you can't team in singles. It's like okay, like uh, maybe either just do something else or like pvp worlds or i don't know it's yeah I thought that was odd let me just say this as well i am not trying to shit on pvp i think pvp is amazing content i think it's great but it's pvp not pking a person that doesn't want to fucking be out there that's awful yeah exactly and, i like yeah. with dmm and it's like the tournaments i've always loved like watching yeah, that stuff awesome. or, or even like just like like GE risk fights. I mean, all that's like really cool, but I think what's really cool about that stuff is those two people chose to do that rather than. Yeah, it's two consenting fighting players, and people, I've seen it on Reddit where people bring it's like, man, like, uh, they, they kind of compare it to like Call of Duty or any like shooting game where literally the whole thing is PvP. It's like, yeah, because people want to do that. People in RuneScape, a lot of 
the time they're out in the wilderness because they they don't want to be out there but they feel like the need to have to go out there anyway yeah. i think this would be a good thing for both pvp and the rest of the game i mean you could literally personalize like just get down to the t of perfect balancing for pvp that wouldn't affect the main game and then you could have a really good balancing on the main game that wouldn't affect pvp i mean it's just like a fucking win-win except for the people that like the olden days where you just kill a fucking pinata on the wilderness besides that i think it's a benefit to everybody yeah and i just think it's um it's also i think it's a real shame that they took um bounty hunter away and couldn't figure out a better solution to combat just boosting because i know a lot of people who like really quit playing now that like bounty hunter and i used to like watch i i, I don't pvp but i used to like watch like voiders kind of do their thing and just because it was just something different and I could yeah. like watch and it was but now like how much of that at least on like Twitch is gone like they're it's not there anymore just because they took that away and I, yep. I think that that sucks dude bounty hunter could be brought back totally fine they could make great rewards for it um but they just need moderation and they're not going to invest the resources into just hiring some people to just make sure people are playing fair <laughs> like god damn it yeah anyway I, th I think pvp arena might be sort of the replacement for that I th i'm excited for it what do you think about putting like the wildy bosses not in the wildy i think those would always make like good content or like fun things to do like maybe like lower but like just in like the non-wilderness area as like roaming bosses that kind of have their own thing where you could actually like because they're so tanky anyways. I mean, you probably would get, like, messed up. But if you could actually go there and, like, max gear and not have to worry about losing your max gear, like, I think those would be way yeah. more fun than mm -hmm. having to do, like, the, the cheese safe spot mechanic and hope I don't get PK'd or, or just run away mechanics. What it sounds like they're doing is going to be replacing the wilderness bosses with other ones that have different rewards. And they're going to be moving the dragon pickaxe over to like vm and volcano and i think hopefully this is what i would want to see and i think they might be doing this is adding pvp related items to the drop tables so they would still have value because they're they're still tradable pkers would buy them um and that would be that so like it would be pvp related so nobody is even enticed to go out there in the first place like oh i got to get my skilling item my, my dragon pickaxe out here it's like no nah, there's there's just pv there's badass pvp items on this drop table now with gp so like yeah you could still go on uh, as an iron man but you don't feel obligated to have to go out there so and i think hopefully that would be like more appealing to pv peers because like i don't know a lot of i mean who wants to do like 175 quest points on seven of their accounts just for barrows gloves etc yeah. like kind of like those things where they can like do different things and maybe maybe that maybe that's like i think sometimes that like long slow burn is kind of what turns people off on runescape especially if they just want to pvp like where they don't have to invest hundreds of hours just for like a new account build that they may not like but if with the new like I like untradeable items. They can just get those through PVP, and I think that's that's good too. I, yep. Absolutely agree. 
Dino Phage asks if diving became an OSRS skill, describe the best in slot speedo you'd like to see in game. Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, <laughs> I believe Dino in high school also was like a, a swimming diver, not like a scuba diver, as I, was I. So I think that's why he asked the question. Um, so yeah, in high school, I used to be one of those person who does flips and all that kind of stuff. And I won a Damn. sectional. I need to I need to flex that. I did win a sectional in my high school. I never. I, I just barely missed state by like a few points in regionals, but. Damn. So there's, there's my one high, high school flex because no one cares <laughs> anymore. But um, the Biss Speedo, now this is an interesting conversation. Um, my diving coach used to hate, like, somewhat hate me because I used to always try to get by with, like, the smallest Speedo I could possibly wear. And eventually, like, just, like, make her mad. Eventually, I started, like, buying, like, European Speedos, which are, like... <laughs> very small and just like they literally just have like a pouch in the front not so like not like normal speedos don't like have a pouch but like this would just have like a pouch and so yeah i think like the best speedo would be like a very like small like like tiger striped one or something is it like, like a thong on the back like is that what it yeah, is? <laughs> god so them i like bought them i'm like i i i, I actually can't wear that <laughs> there's not enough coverage in the rear but yeah i used to have this one like american flag speedo that was extremely tiny i used to wear all the time <laughs> until it basically fell apart but mid tournament fell apart now uh no nah, you know and or like and you with chlorine on stuff chlorine is very hard on things and eventually like the more you were like the speedos would become like kind of close to see through eventually where you Jesus. had to throw them away yeah chlorine's like terrible i don't know how i spent like six months of the year in chlorine pool the stuff it does due to your hair and skin was awful i would i wouldn't want to do it again and we used to have a two-day practice so i'd get up at like 4 a.m to go to practice before school then two hours after school as well but it's much better with chlorine than without right wouldn't you be swimming in like fucking viruses and weird ass chemicals and like what would be the best option i mean is isn't it chlorine or is um, something else that would be more optimal some some schools had um it was bromine um which is more of a salt than chlorine so it'd be like like a salt which mm. i don't know like we, we like with our pool was chlorine um so i don't know how like long term like the the bromine would be to deal with but the thing actually what is what's kind of gross about chlorine is the more a pool smells of chlorine um the more dirty it is because uh. actually if a pool is not dirty at all or if it doesn't smell of chlorine, that means it's very clean because um, chlorine only smells when it like latches on onto other uh, things, atoms. <laughs> yeah, so that's what oh, activates the, the smell of chlorine. So like, if you go to like I don't know, let's just say like a hotel pool and your eyes start burning when you walk into <laughs> it, maybe don't swim into it. That's funny. Yeah, that's how uh, my so my little brother was in uh, water polo in high school so i'd go to his water polo games here and there and yeah every time you go into those like aquatic centers at those schools it just smells so chlorine -y, like just eyes pretty much burning when you walk in there it's just so hot you just smell it so god that's yeah. gross 
Yeah, God bless my parents for going to all my meets. They used to, like, record, like, each one of my dives and everything, too. My mom used to have, like, do her own score sheets and track, like, my averages and stuff, Aww, which was kind of cool, like, having, like, the stats so I could actually, like, track them. But That's sweet of her. Yeah, sometimes I think, dude, okay, you know what's really crazy is, like, I'm not a dad or anything, uh, but I seriously, I'm like, how do moms like at least my mom i mean she would like she would go out of her way to like get us to doctor appointments get us to like these activities get us into sports get us into all this stuff i'm like how do you fucking have like the just mental stamina to just be able to raise four kids and trying to get them to all these things like dude if i was a parent like it's generally the mom like my dad was pretty much like the lazy one that would just like let my mom do everything but in okay that sounds bad but like my mom was the one that was really proactive with like getting us into activities and stuff i'm like damn i don't think i would do that i'm just so fucking lazy like i would just let my kid kind of do whatever he wanted to do rather than like giving him a bunch of options so i'm so grateful for my mom like doing all that stuff like ah yeah yeah so, shout so out mom for real like, my mom was like the same way like even to this day i know my mom if i like if i needed help i mean my i needed like help with my taxes and she like yeah like would take like actually you know what let's not do this let's just do let's just throw them in our account and i was like yeah that sounds <laughs> a lot better than me trying to figure this out and so she's like yeah like oh she's like i i always got you and i was like it Damn. and that's how it's always been with my mom so I'm very blessed to have a good relationship with my mom i know she would go to large lengths to yeah. help me out it's crazy sometimes because yeah whenever you describe your mom it sounds like my mom just like goes out of her way to make sure like i'm good like even in adulthood i'm like mom like you're, <laughs> i'm good you're, you're fine anyway and i think with like dads like i like definitely like strive not to, to like my dad like i'll preface it my dad was a great dad he just could have been better and i think it's all with parenting it's all about like like breaking like generational like um stereotypes or like what like the role of parents are i, I would like i would definitely want to be like my mom when i'm a parent versus like more offhand like my like dad yeah yeah i feel like i'm probably gonna end up being like my dad was a great dad but he, yeah, he just, yeah. just wasn't really proactive with things so like if yeah, i like, was raised by only my dad i don't think we ever would have gone to the dentist we never would have gone to a doctor's <laughs> never would have gone into any activities like it would have been bad so it's yeah crazy. like if i ever broke a bone with my dad that thing would be broken for a week before I ever <laughs> go to the doctor's it's like dad i think it's really broken it's okay. like dad i'm dying like uh, you're fine just rub some dirt on your inside wounds i don't fucking know yeah it's good thing good thing for moms how my dad was he was always he uh basically always did construction and then he ended up like starting his own business and water lines and stuff so i ended up learning how to do like just a lot of things through him but mm -hmm. he'd always just is always like down and dirty his dad i was like an, a little employee to dad rather than a uh, <laughs> rather than a son and then like <laughs> one time i think while growing up we were putting in we used to have like cows and we were putting in a new fence and the neighbor 
like right abutted right up because it had like chicken fences and they had an electric fence and i remember my dad wanted to teach me lessons he's like here go and touch that electric or go touch that fence and i was so i like shocked the shit out of myself when i was like six years old i remember (laughs) being so mad i was like i we were like i like literally just took off back to the house because i was so pissed because i was like what the hell dad (laughs) like why do you why do you let me do why do you want me to do that he's like well now now you know that it's stuff like that hurts Jesus Christ. And I guess I learned, but I think it was always like, <laughs> like tough love and that that sort of thing. Yeah. But I'll I'll never like, not want those experiences looking back on it because I really learned like, so much. I learned how to really be like an independent person. If I, I, I they like he really taught me like if I can whatever I want to do I can, like really no matter what it is I can learn I've either learned how to do it or know how to do it like. I know how to fix houses, cars, what have you, just because that's how he did things. I always learned by like holding the flashlight and getting yelled at it over by next to him and handing him tools. But yeah, it, it was like a good experience. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you need really both. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think he like could have done it different, but I definitely would like love the ex- experiences I had. I, I like, and and if I and if Dad doesn't know how to do something, tell me to like research it or Google it and figure out how to do it. And I think that's like really helped me be gone as far as I have with like being somewhat successful. Yeah, and and the other cool thing is like <laughs> even if you have, I mean, everyone has imperfect parents, so those experiences give you empathy, which is in turn is just a really great thing to have as well in your the rest of your life, like realizing what you would want to do differently as a parent and realizing like i don't know maybe if you had like childhood trauma like minor trauma in certain areas or something you could kind of empathize with people that also deal with that kind of shit on a more extreme Mm -hmm. level so yeah it's just interesting it's it's so weird how gray life is you know like there there's no set rules to anything there's no like set way you're gonna grow up everything is just like life i don't know it's so strange to think that somehow i've survived on this floating rock in space for like 26 years like how the hell am i still alive? how have i not been shot or like j- just like something has gone terribly wrong and i'm not exa- like the, the fact that i'm like i'm still alive is a miracle and just to think yeah. that humanity is like surviving is just a total miracle but yeah. Or like how how many like near death experiences you may have lived through, or like if you were just there some like thirty seconds earlier, how just, like yeah things would totally be different <laughs> for the rest of your life. Just thinking that okay, there's like almost eight billion people. How has not one of eight billion people not like I don't know just gone on a massacre and just murdered a bunch of people, and I was one of them. Like just the fact that like I'm just chilling. And there's 8 billion people in the world, and I'm just, I get to just sit here in my room and play RuneScape without interruption. Like, god damn, I'm blessed. Like, thank god. Yeah, good RNG, you know. You, you <laughs> take those oh, yeah. that you have every day. Oh, yeah. Great RNG on the, uh, yeah, being born. So, since you mentioned about, like, being a better parent, so would you one day want children, Sepe? Oh, yeah. I would love it. I would love children. I just don't right now would be not a great time to have a child that would, but I, I mean, it's weird because growing up, I just thought I'd start a family in my early twenties 
and just live a normal life, you know, work a nine to five, get a family going, and then just, you know, that's how life goes. But I'm okay, you know, starting a family in my thirties and stuff. If that's what it, if that's what it takes. Cause like, I still want kids, but I don't know. I've kind of, the older I get, the less I worry about the whole social construct of like what you're supposed to do and what people expect of you. And yeah, every year that passes, I just have more of a realization that like, hey, nobody on the entire planet right now is older than 120 years old. So we're basically... If you look at it like super zoomed out, we're all just babies, basically. Nobody knows what the fuck we're doing here. Nobody knows anything. We're all going to die one day. Why the fuck do I care about what a, one person like wants me to do with my life, you know? And I know that's a very like oh, like existential view on it and stuff, but like, I don't know. I always have that sort of in the back of my mind. Like, eh, everyone's just a kid that's older now and, you know, we're all just kind of learning as we go. So Yeah, I definitely resonate with like the the kid that we're older now because i realized as growing up like no one really has it too much figured out a lot of them like fly by like the seat of their pants as my parents <laughs> would say or as the wind goes um yeah. and and then but, the people that do think they're they're all knowing and have everything figured out they're they usually the least, yeah they have it the least figured out i think yeah. sometimes they yeah. just got really lucky and now they're just putting on a front <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and the other cool thing you know which also i don't know it's an interesting thing about life is that everyone is so fragile in a way like i don't know like everyone is just so fragile at our cores like if if we were to strip away all the things that make us socially acceptable and all the things we see our true frailties and it just puts into perspective like every single person is just a human we all, none of us ever chose to be born. We're all just here. We didn't choose our genetics. We didn't choose anything. And I don't know. I just think that's kind of beautiful in a way. And it, if, if you start to understand that truly, you would never like be rude. You would never be mean to anybody. I feel like if you like true, I don't feel like anybody's truly internalized that, but like the fact that nobody chose to be here and we're all just here living and nobody knows where we're going after this, it's like damn you can't not have empathy for other people like i feel like your whole goal in life would just be to make others happy and stuff i don't know that's very deep we've gone down a total deep rabbit hole right here but it works but yeah i think like there there's empathy for some people but as long as like i think there's always empathy in my heart for people as long as they're like trying to like improve themselves or whatever like i'm always like a very like forgiving person for the most part mm -hmm. As long as there's, like, I, as long as, like, maybe if they messed up, they can accept they messed up. And it's, like, I'm, like, normal, like, okay, that's really all I need to hear. Let's, let's move on from it. Yeah. But, no, and that's, yeah, I was not trying to say, like, everyone, like, you know, everyone's fine. Like, there's still criminals and murderers and rapists out there. But, like, the general people, I mean, people make mistakes all the time. And if they're not too severe, I mean why why ruthlessly bully somebody that made a mistake we all make mistakes like i don't know i just yeah. see, give people the benefit of the doubt rather than just treating everyone like an enemy almost i think it's like, i like i feel that but like i think it's unless they're just like very like ignorant of what they're doing and like the mistakes and like refuse to like 
look at like what they're doing from an outsized perspective is when I like I don't mess I like those are the people I just tend to like to shy away from if they can't like have that uh social awareness yeah yeah that we I mean we could go down this thing because uh just the whole thing about like people are raised differently so people that have super ignorant views on yeah. on the world that are just inherently wrong like morally and stuff like I don't know. Sometimes when they're just young and they were just raised by stupid fucking parents and stupid environments, I just can't help but like just be like, I just feel fucking sorry for you because you like truly just actually don't know certain things and you're going to have a rough time in life with these kind of worldviews that you hold, but it wasn't necessarily your fault kind of. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to go down the whole conversation of that, but. I don't know. Anyway. Who, uh, wait, not Hootie Tootie. Friend Zones first. What were some of the pros of the Hydra grind? Also, would you do that again if you had to? Um, I get, like, the, the pros, I, like, I guess I got, like, Bank was and got no, known as the guy who went drive for Hydra for this. So I guess that, like, was kind of, like, cool. Like, normally it was like, <laughs> oh, how good. How oh speak people speaking of go dry how dry did you go pizza kind of thing so I was like okay that's some like I guess like notoriety maybe but um the GP well well the GP is kind of like it with an asterisk because thralls came out during about halfway through my hydra grind and I decided that the DPS from thralls casting thralls twice a kill was worth it. So I end up thralling a lot of my hydras and picking a lot of the drops like stack. So I have, uh, I think the total GP like from Alex and that GP was like 200 mil or so. Um, then, but I do have to like out that. And I think I still have like a hundred mil on Alex to still do, which isn't fun as we spoke earlier. Um, another thing I ended up with, a hundred thousand blood runes which is really nice on like i guess and at that point when i finished hired hydra i was still like early iron i mean i had the like dragon boots i didn't have any other slayer gear because i don't know for me like slayer was like peak and i still like really love slayer so i considered myself really early there so i was having like that 100k blood runes was always like nice to have yeah. um the bones like i pretty much had i think i had at like 98 prayer banked at the end of it by if i used the chaos altar um and i think that was really it i mean i guess like brimstone rings i ended up with like nine hydra leathers um which i guess all that was great and the 3000 um kill count on the boss high scores looks cool i guess as well um would i do it again yeah absolutely I'll, I'll literally do any boss until i finish it um that's like i don't know like really like no no problem i'll like I'm, i plan on going back to hydra as well to do some combat achievements and maybe get the grandmaster time I, I don't know i'm debating whether how like possible that is with the gear i have since i don't have claws yet but um 
And once I have rafts, I'll uh, use the demonic offering um, on an RK spellbook and do thralls. So, I mean, it's not like I, like, have, like, a bad taste in my mouth for Hydra. I still want the pet, so I will go and get the pet eventually because that's always, like, a goal. Collection log, pets, combat achievements. So, yeah, I don't see, like, there's any reason. If I had to start a new account, I would definitely do it again and go... I, I would be honestly be fine with going 3.2k dry. When I was in my grind of like approaching 3k, I'm like, it, I was always thinking like, okay, like I'll finish it in double when I was at. And when I was thinking, when I was like, okay, 6k, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do 3,000 <laughs> more Hydra. Like, and like, I don't know. I really didn't have it. it like it wasn't the worst thing ever. Like it, it always it seems a lot by the end of it. It seems a lot nicer in hindsight too. You're like, eh, that was fine. But in the moment when you really have no idea when you're gonna get it, like I imagine like 3100 Casey, you still have no fucking clue when you're gonna get it. It's just like, <sighs> yeah, like I hate the clip of where I got the like claw because it really like just like took my breath away like started hyperventilating i was like <laughs> i was like I i'm done like i can literally because like the thing about it like was like it was the thing i had to do to do any rest of slayer because i was going to completely change my block list i had it really optimized where i think most hydra tasks only cut took me like five or seven skips because i had like everything optimized where i think like the most i did was 30 and that was i normally didn't go that dry for skips so it was really everything was like on the cusp of me finishing hydra then changing my block list so i could do the rest of slayer bossing because i went from 95 and i know i had like i think a couple mil over 99 slayer from just hydra yeah it's interesting the emotional impact this game can have sometimes i mean i remember seeing the mace on the ground when i finally got it day one fasanis was just like what the fuck like you just look at it and you're like you weren't expecting it but you've been imagining this day for so long and what it means and like the mace was like the claw for you i mean it, it yeah. was everything i it, the opened it opened up the game for me again i didn't have to be a slave to nightmare all the time so yeah, definitely takes your breath away. You're like, what the? F like, you can't believe it. So, and I think funny enough with like your mace, like I think that's what like motivated me to like keep finishing Hydra because I'm like, okay, say I can do over two thousand normal nightmare. That's like a twenty minute kill. I can definitely kill some three minute Hydras with the rapier. So <laughs> yeah. that's like motivated me. I'm like, I can't really complain when. There's definitely the worst people <laughs> off out there. And the worst part about Nightmare is it was That's just wrong. like I was spending 300 to 400 KGP a kill. Like yeah. instead of getting 300, 400, you know, like I was just paying out the fucking wazoo for blood runes. And then I would get like 17 bass back for the kill, you know, <laughs> or like five sand fuse, which is amazing. Like imagine five three dose sand fuses like the the god tier loot like that's so fucking pathetic that that's what i like nutted over yeah. you know yeah i think they really like 
messed up with Nightmare and its design anyways. Because, like, when I remember when they are developing it, or they, like, were talking about blogs, they didn't want it to be, like, Corp, where you could, like, constantly spec it down when... Yep. So that's why they made it far away, but it was an instance anyways. And then they wanted the kind of, like, Corpish loot table, I think, really just made Nightmare really bad. And I, bad. I, I don't know why, like... Nah, they they if it, yeah. Sorry, like they've admitted it was they tried to do way too many things at once. Yeah, I like I understand not wanting like a corp spec down boss, but then they can prevented that anyways with it being an instance where you can't go in and out and yada yada yada. So I think that's one of the things why like nightmare on like major bossing content is like the last stop before I like full-on like pet hunt or whatever yeah fasani's is amazing and when you get that sleepy tablet i mean dude fasani's yeah. is just awesome fun so much fun but the drops are still extremely long but at least it's not like a necessary grind so it's something you can just kind of do here and there it's not like oh I'm, I'm enslaved to this until i get a certain item for most people mine was different i needed that mace but it's just cool it's just fun it's rewarding it's satisfying there's no rng really just kind of like if you do perfect you'll get a perfect kill and yeah it's just fun i enjoy fasani's and i don't mind that it's a super long grind they could they could s still reduce the hours by 20 percent. totally fine that wouldn't even hardly do anything um but yeah, like original nightmare. Even after so many buffs to the drop table, it was still like I would have to do normal solo nightmare for thirty-five straight hours of one tick flicking to get one drop, and it was always a nightmare staff. Just like fuck, like it was, yeah. it was so bad. So anything, any improvement to that, which they already made with Fasani's, was amazing. And then beyond that, they could still make further improvements because like Tob. You getting your own purple at TOB efficiently through, like, three-man TOBs, it's like 12 hours. You just spend 12 hours and you get your own purple, and that's a great feeling, by the way. Tob rates are really optimal. What do you think about Tob rates? Um, getting purples feels consistent. Yeah, um, I will – I don't have, like – I can do Tob, but I don't have a like lot of Tob experience because my, mm -hmm. my last time I did Tob was literally before Hydra. I like I got my rapier and I'm like let's let's go like, <laughs> um. But I I really like I like Tob. I like the aspect of not scouting it too. I think mm -hmm. that makes it fun. Um, scouting sucks. Um, with chambers. Um, but yeah, I think the the there's every I think the the reason why so many people get stuck on Tob because it's actually fun to do and rewarding to do i know there's so many i think there's a large part of the community that literally all they do is pot top pot top pot top and then do inferno if their team's not ready inferno yeah top, inferno top yeah yep yeah uh, uh, top i mean they fucking nailed it top's great Ex i mean except for the wacky drop table that just gives everybody that's not mvp the exact same uh percentage or the exact same amount of points that's silly like you could have four scythers and one guy with a, a rune dagger that's level 40 and one of those scythers will get mvp in the room and then everybody else will have an equal weighting of rewards even the guy that fucking brought like a bronze pickaxe to 
DPS with. Like, that's very silly, in my opinion, that there's not other weightings. It's just MVP or bust. Or MVP, non-MVP, death. Like, that's it. Like, that's so strange to me. And it's unfair. It's unfair for the people that have basically max gear but then get MVP. I don't know. Anyway, I've already talked about that, but I still feel like there should be some changes to TOB drop mechanics. But it's still great. The purples are a great 12 hours for a purple in your own name is awesome. It's fun. There's variation. And yeah, there's no scouting either. So, And there's no KC either. So I understand God Wars. Like I'm kind of now relating it back to Nex. I mean, Nex is God Wars and they've made it a lot nicer where not one spiritual mage only gives one essence, but it gives like five or six, which is nice. But there still is that annoyingness. Like when I go to Nex on a four mans, I mean, it takes 25 minutes for me to get like a, mm. a 10 KC like ready to go. That's a little tedious, but it's fine, I guess. It's God Wars. It's supposed to be like that, I guess. I think if they didn't have the bank there, I think they could. I mean, I, the 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 bank is crucial to the one kill or the one KC trips. Mm -hmm. But like, if they didn't have that, I think they could. Or like, if they did it somehow differently, where like, I I don't want them to do this because I love the next bank for other God Wars method. But if they made the door like one way going out too, they could probably just remove KC. I don't think yeah. I don't think it really is needed, but. I think I do it's yeah. Not want the I I really love the next bank for Arma and uh Sarah God Wars dungeon that makes it yeah. very nice. Yeah, I think it's fine the way they've done it for the most part. And it and there is a trade-off, you know, because you don't have to get Casey as much as I'm doing. I'm choosing to do these four man things where I don't have to juggle. That's the worst part, by the way, of next doing like more efficient sized teams like six mans and doing multiple kills per trip it's like you get supplies and you have to fucking juggle it like please keep instances standardized and let items yeah. not despawn for 30 minutes why is it three minutes like agree <laughs> this is this is inherently not fun having to drop shit and then pick it up every three minutes like oh my god it's so bad please fix that nobody yeah, enjoys it how large the room or like how somewhat relatively large the room is it's not like you're all in like one location where you can like quickly juggle normally yeah, dive yeah. on like the southwest side then you start on like the middle then go like around the room mm -hmm. and grotesque guardians you look at it you can just keep the loot on the ground yeah you'll lose it if you die but that's so great imagine you just had to constantly fucking juggle everything and grotesque guardians i'm so glad it lasts i think it la lasts at least 30 minutes Might i think be longer. it's 30 minutes or so but grotesque guardians is also like other than the i mean the loot's actually not bad but like other than like the unique loot i love the grotesque guardian fight except well it's kind of a little more tedious on an iron but like on a main when i was able to like sgs blood fury it all the time oh, with yeah. a scythe <laughs> grotesque guardians fight is like really fun actually it's yeah, like just chill it's kind of therapeutic other i wish with the blowpipe nerf they kind of adjusted the was it dawns the flying ones um hp changed the second phase down where you had more opportunity to get the skip but otherwise the fight's really good yeah i really like grotesque guardians i like uh i don't know if you've done serb yet with a blood fury have you 
Uh, I've not done serve with the Blood Fury, but I did do serve with the Arc Light with the two one step under method, and that was like busted. You can almost get ghost skips every time, dude. Arc Light, f max melee, like max strength. Arc Light and Blood Fury is absolutely cracked. I mean, I would bring three divine super combats and 20 prayer pots, no food. I didn't even have to bring an SGS. Like I could literally bring claws. Yeah, um, it's like like 30 kills a trip or something ridiculous. It's like, I know people yeah, it's it's nuts. And the other thing, like you can bring thralls, death charge, claws, yeah. bring your spectral if you got it. Like I had a spectral and you just totally fuck up Serb, and you don't need to ever eat. I mean, yeah, if you get a very, very, very unlucky kill where you're constantly being meleeed or something, then yeah, things can go wrong. But generally, no, you're sitting there until your prayer pots run out. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and I think also with the changes to Serb, I think I was that's where I was really also glad that I did Hydra first before everything else, because the. The arc like change to make where Serb was like an actual demon changed after I was done with Hydras. Where I was like, I'm I would have been very mad if I did all those kills with like a Zami Hoss or something when the arc light is just so busted. It's yeah. it's so it's so good on Serb. Yeah, it's it crazy. All the world different. Arc light's so busted. I have had a lot of uh I have I still to this day I don't really speak up about it because I don't feel like anything's gonna change but I still have a huge problem with the arc light and with the dragon hunter lance especially the lance is so fucking busted and it's free like uh, as in it doesn't require any charging it's just like <laughs> get it and now this is the best and slot thing for every single fucking dragon and everything else is just completely outclassed by this it's just silly to me yeah and, I yeah with like niche weapons it's like it's a hard well especially when there's like kin type weapons like dragon kin or a, a demon kin i guess so you can call it mm -hmm. um i think those are like they're good i will i mean the arc lights busted for like something you get for free and don't have to do any grinding for but i i still think like they're good for the or the I think they give an easy out for development on items to drop on a boss, though. Yeah. But See, now, I would have been a fan of the Dragon Hunter Lance being exactly what it is right now, except it's charged with Hydra Scales or something like that that's very easy to get, but it still requires some sort of charging. So it's not just completely free, and if you ran out of charges... You'd have to use something else. That's kind of how the arc light works. You can't just get a bajillion ancient shards unless you did a shit ton of catacomb tasks. But when you run out of charges or you're like, ah, oh, I'm trying to save my ancient shards for Zami or Sire. Let me just do this regular Abbey Demon with uh, a rapier. Like, you know, that is cool. But with the Lance, it's like there's no thought. It's just, oh, Dragon or Dragon Bane something. All right, Lance, like no thought no question i think it's just charging would kind of fix it also there's an issue with um just percentage buffs i'm just completely against percentage buffs arc light is 70 fucking percent that starts skewing so insanely hard when you start getting like dude the next it's time we get a new hard, torva yeah. or something it's gonna be fucked
And the lance isn't quite as bad, isn't it? Like what, twenty five percent or something like that, or twenty percent? And they need to stop with the percentages and just add stat boosts, as in. If you equip this and you're killing a dragon, you get an invisible plus 10 strength. And so it won't ever have a detriment in the future when stuff starts getting super OP. Yeah, it won't have that like multiplicative yeah. effect. Yep. Which... Yeah, multiple, multiple, multiplicative, multiplicative. multiplicative <laughs> uh, effects are dangerous. They're dangerous. Like, dude, the Dragon Hunter crossbow, the fact that I was hitting, like, mid-80s against Vorkath, like, what the fuck? Like, what is happening to this game? It's so private servery. Like, <laughs> trying to balance a two-tick blowpipe, the, the pre-nerf blowpipe, and trying to, like, balance a five-tick crossbow with it is just so silly. Like, dude, the blowpipe is busted. Fix that. Quit trying to match it. Like, damn. Anyway, moving on. Hootie Tootie asks, "Are or wait, what? What are your thoughts on the integration of better Twitch TV and Seven TV into streaming culture, and how important are emotes for your streams lore and day to day experience?" Okay, so I think first you need to separate better Twitch TV and Seven TV because, <laughs> um, I know you don't have Seven TV, but. Have you ever looked through 7TV? Listen, I'm going to share my exact <laughs> thoughts on 7TV. Okay, I'm okay with it. I feel like it's part of my it's part of the boomer mentality that's like, uh, if not everyone has uh, it's not even boomer mentality. I'm totally cool getting 7TV. It's the fact that not everyone has it. So it includes like the inclusiveness of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost feels like this exclusive thing that only some people have and so if you ever were to type an emote, like half the people aren't even going to see it and it's just kind of like, eh. And then the other thing is like half of them were just like bare tits on my thing and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, maybe maybe we, <laughs> maybe we can just hold off on getting this for right now. Make sure I don't actually see like a bare naked lady on my fucking thing like on my chat box like i don't know the rules i don't know if there was any like approval process whatsoever so i just like i'm just gonna get rid of this until it gets either until it dies or until it gets really popular where i have to get it so that's my stance well 7 tv is a little bit like the wild west <laughs> but um I, I personally don't see it dying anytime soon oh. um there's no nudity but there is ludity. <laughs> and um, so in the emotes that are like more, they're they're a little bit weird on their like, so on their, you have to like have an emote be approved for it to be like listed where you can just like search it. Mm -hmm. But there's emotes that are unlisted that are like more kind of like ludish that like you can just get a link and add. Um, most of them surface around uh just lewd things um just to put it more pg but it's like i always be kind of against it because it, i oh well, I, I liked really liked the, the free like 25 or 250 emote slots you get with 7 tv you don't have to pay for anything and mm -hmm. you can get like wide emote animated emotes um and like stuff like that which i think you can add a little bit more creativity on what you can do with an animated emote especially when you aren't like 
with how limited like better Twitch TV is. Um, I think it is like, I mean, it's no more exclusive than it than better Twitch TV is as far as people not seeing an emote pulling up. I think it's just if you don't see it, well, like, hey, there's this a uh, Seven TV, and if you just download Seven TV, um, it, better Twitch TV like is is in integrated into like the extension. Mm -hmm. which i think it's fine and i like i think it's really i think emotes are like a really like powerful thing on twitch like i mean with like the pug please and like dance emotes like are like really i think it's it allows people to express like what they're feeling or how they're feeling without like having to like type out a paragraph like yeah a pug please is worth a thousand words or whatever <laughs> but yeah no it's true emotes make the ex i mean dude i used to do Sebe casts and doing premieres on YouTube and on Twitch. I'm like, damn, YouTube chat just looks so barren and sad and depressing. You go to the Twitch chat, like everyone, maybe it's just the culture, but it's also just the convenience and just the amount of emotes you have to use. And I don't know. I think... I think you the, the YouTube is is behind on as far as like Twitch as far as like I think one finding YouTube live stream is a pain in the ass for like it's not very it's I it's hard to almost find a YouTube live stream even if you know the person's live or whatever it's not set up well the chat culture I don't think's really there it's like it's set on a video service and not like so much the back and forth like commentary which i think that's what that's what drove me to twitch was just like the interaction and just like people talking yep um which i don't think youtube doesn't have at all and probably won't have for a while i think that's what even though like twitch and its pay kind of sucks compared to like what the percentages are from other streaming services that's what makes like even this like the the less pay or whatever from twitch like so good because the the chat interaction is so great and this i think that's like what really is what makes twitch shine it's not not even so much whatever game you're playing or whatever it's just the people that are on the platform and talking to people on the platform is just so it's like really the draw and what's amazing but absolutely i agree and and i do like I look forward for the day where YouTube is like actually competitive other than I like I'll watch like big just chatting streamers and some of those will like go over to YouTube but like I used to really like watching like the doc on uh, Twitch but now that he's on like YouTube I don't I don't ever watch the doc because it's hard to navigate and, and until it's a good system I don't think it will ever be anywhere close to comparable unless somebody's I think it's really only set YouTube live stream is only really good for people who want to really is like a secondary to their large YouTube career. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's a long way to go for YouTube to start competing with Twitch. I mean, remember Mixer? Barely. Now, like Mixer tried to come out and tried to like, you know, offer competition to Twitch, but it's like, damn, Twitch is just dominating it. They do a lot of things right, not saying everything's right that they do, but it, the experience is very nice and fluid on Twitch and it's very familiar and yeah, the culture's already there. It's been there for over a decade and it's just like, yeah, hard to replace this shit. 
I mean, you would need a literal like mass exodus of everyone leaving and something horrible happened to Twitch. But even then, I feel like, I don't know, I, I almost feel like Twitch would still be the king, even with some horrible event that happened. Or It's hard for people to leave something. Yeah, people are like, I mean, I think especially with like RuneScape, people were pretty like hive minded on what's like what we like to do. I mean, you can really see that when people try to play other games that are from like the RuneScape category, unless they have like, especially if they really built their community on their gameplay, not so much their um like community, like not building it on the community, like with the interactions and like just the conversation of the community they tend to i think struggle in other games because it's it's just they want to watch runescape even and i think like i'll watch other games as long as like the interaction's got to be good like that's what that's what twitches me is just people interacting in runescape in general i feel like is just an upgraded just chatting where yeah. i get to chat to people and still play a game yeah, we get like that nice balance. So like you could choose content where it just becomes, you know, a show like I got to focus. But then you can also just have those moments where you're just chilling. It's nice. Yeah, it is and nice. I think that's something that's why I struggle with like doing Inferno because I just want to like chat to people. But I'm like, no, I really just need to like nose down and focus on this because if not, I'm going to just not do as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Twiddle Twix asks favorite manifest episode. I don't even know what manifest is, so um, I think I don't know how new it is, but it's a it's a series on Netflix. It's got like three seasons. Um, it's pretty good. It kind of like goes on to like the like like mysteryish like thriller. Um, basically, these people went on like a flight. Um, something happened during the flight. Then they come back, and it's like five years later. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But they didn't know it was five years later and it's just like Whoa. finding out what happened to them and like the different like nuances that happened because of that event. Um... It's really good. I like, I really, I've, I've straight up, I like, as watched it as much as I could for until I finished the three seasons. I know there's a third season coming, so that's, um, or a fourth season coming, so that's really, um, good to know. Cause I think sometimes Netflix, like, never fin has a, like, history of, like, never finishing series cause they won't do as well or whatever. But with that, um, I definitely would recommend, like, watching it if, 
or at least giving it a try. I don't know. I saw it and I was like, this is interesting. And I like, I binged it. Um, as far as what my favorite episode was, I don't know. I, I, I think I watched it too quickly to <laughs> know like what episode was what, because I just watched them back to back as much as I could. But I will have to say the series is uh, very good and I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a good 10 out of 10. Dude, have you ever seen Severance? Yeah, Severance is so good. Oh, I just, I, uh, Chelsea Grin put me on that and I started watching that. Um, I think there's like seven or eight episodes each and I like caught up to that and I watched the final or the season finale and I was like, this, it's such an interesting concept of like what could possibly happen in the future that I think it's a really good series and another one I would highly recommend for people to pick up. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I'm not a show watcher or a movie watcher. I lose attention very, very quickly, and I've just never really been that kind of person. But if there's a show that glues my eyes to the screen, like, you gotta trust me. It's a good show if I like it. So, Severance is amazing. Better Call Saul Season 6 yes, coming out oh soon. Oh! Better Call Saul, I would almost argue, is better than Breaking Bad. Yep. No. It's, I... it's, it's so good. Like, it, it's so good. Dude... It okay, so I'm not gonna speak too soon because it all depends on this final season because they could end they could fuck a show up like Game of Thrones or something. But yeah, but yeah, right now, Better Call Saul has the potential to be the best show ever. Like just the the best show. There would be no show that's better in my opinion. So I'm so fucking pumped. They're splitting it up into two sections, so I think it ends like in August sometime, but. Oh, I'm so excited! It's 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 refreshing that like a a spin oh not like spin off or like I guess it's really more of a prequel to um Breaking Bad that can like actually be good and not hold like its own, always oh yeah hold its own where it's all it's almost a separate it's really a separate thing. There's like a few like flash forwards where you get yeah. where you can like yeah. know the some characters, but otherwise it's like it holds its own. It's super good. It's a it's nuanced story. It's not like the same thing that's always yeah. been done. It's so there's so much little there's so many little teeny things that make it so good. Like there's just little teeny s- story arcs of like every character. Everybody's kind of gray. Nobody really is like the good guy or bad guy. And the I honestly think part of the reason it's doing so well is because it's the prequel to Breaking Bad. So it's like there's this just nonstop anticipation of like, whoa, this guy's here. What was he like before? And where is this going to lead? And whoa, I never saw this person Breaking Bad. So what happens to them? I mean, you think of uh, Kim Wexler like, dude, what's going to yeah. happen? What's going to happen? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah so, uh, if I remember, she's not in Breaking Bad at no, all. She I don't never think. had an appearance, and he never mentioned never her. Never mentioned her. And, yeah, which is crazy <laughs> with how much of a, like, yeah. person he is and she is in his life. Yeah, it's nuts. So mm-hmm. I am actually, like, just pumped out of my mind. Also, probably the, the part that just gets me the most hyped is those uh, preseason – flash forwards of after he's that yeah. was like post breaking bad the, like those things those little flash forwards are just like oh yeah. shit the last season didn't have too many but before yeah there is like quite a few it's like oh okay and this makes sense it's like oh shit this is yeah it gets you it, it it's like nothing actually happens but it's putting you on the edge of your seat non-stop 
I mean, yeah. when those two guys are like, hey, it's it's you, Saul, or whatever, and just, shit. <laughs> like, what? And he's like, oh, I'm fucked. Time to order a vacuum. And they but... cast they cast that guy, that bully guy at the mall or whatever when he's working at the Cinnabon. Like, they cast him so well because he just looks like a scary fucking dude. Like, ugh. And I, I think what makes this series so good and same with, like, Severance is how they kind of, like... They really baby bird you, like, like really give you small bits of, like, content filler to where it makes you, like, like think. But they don't give you too much where it's, like, it's, like, easy to know exactly what's kind of going on, I yep. think, is what I like. What's really good. It's what, like, really sinks its teeth into you. Absolutely. All right. Nick, or QNeeks, asks... Who do you look up to in the old school community and why? And then I'll just read these last three as well. Top three meals to cook. If I ever came over, what would you cook for me? And how long have you been tier three to Pokemon? Okay, I'll just, I'll start from who do I look up to most in the old school community and why? I think I'm going to not, there's, it's way too hard to like put it in the like one person. Um, I'll just start where like, like what like inspired me to stream in general was like several years ago was um Shaperka and Gun Chili when they were like a thing. They were the first RuneScape people I watched on Twitch because what actually really got me on Twitch was just cringe is Ninja. I used to watch <laughs> I used to love watching Ninja play Fortnite and like that and like that conversation that had they were like him and the people he played with on Fortnite was cool. So I was like, hey, I'm playing RuneScape. Maybe there's like people playing runescape then so i found like shaperka's and um guns chili's community and they were really cool i really liked the interaction i was like well maybe this is something i can do um then that led me to like finding lane because i think shaperka um rated lane one day and i think lane's been one of my longest people i've followed on twitch for like a long time i think i've followed lane for almost like three years now um almost since like the start of her and um just like her community was cool um then i think another person that's been really influential has been um swang kvk who's um a uk streamer um he's done it all coming like main from like hardcore to iron man um and inferno speed running and i think like what i really admire about um swang or sam is that he um it's just really good interaction in his community and it's really fun. Um, he's the one that kind of inspired me to start like doing like green screen stuff because he's always used like a green screen and he always has like green screen bits, which are I think really like they're kind of cheesy, but they're also like really like fun and cool, which like I think one of my biggest things on Twitch is to always have fun and just like even if it's like silly, it's, as long as it's funny, like I'm all about it. Like I'll wear sailor moon costumes just because i find it funny or the reason one i'll have you wearing next week is like this bunny girl costume um just because i think it's funny and i think for like the most reasons why i like do things is just because i thought it would be funny or it'd be fun so um i think another person would be like i looked up to uncle um when he was playing runescape and he really helped me like meet new people in the community who are like more speed running or um like top centrics or really just like high level of the community um let's see who else 
Um, Nick Dilk is someone I really look up into in the community as well. He's uh, built a very awesome uh, streaming community of people, of homies who just like to hang out. And if you're looking for like a, just a social clan to join on RuneScape, um, I highly recommend just joining. Um, I believe the, it's just homies. Um, but it's a clan and there's always people there to talk with or have a, a good time with. I know anybody from the homies I could like reach out to and talk to and they'd always be around there. So that's a, I think really cool like community. I think that's really important to do as well when you're streaming. Um, I definitely look up to like you as well. Um, you can really like when I think in that, and like when I mentioned with the hiders, like I was like, okay, say they can do this like way worse grind. I definitely can too. And just like, the the drive that people have dude there's so many people I, I i definitely like look up to because i always started way more as a uh viewer than i ever did like a streamer and i was like you know maybe i could do this as well but um i think also like fat clouds is also like a huge shout out because like i think a lot of people visit twitch or like what get people in stream is like doing something crazy but he's just doing too i mean just doing is a uh, not trying to take care of it, but he's like just doing 200 mil skilling in a um, positive and uplifting fashion, <laughs> which is I think always fun with his uh, like banter. So he's like definitely up there as well. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy just like in general people who have like good communities that are based on like like chatting. Like uh, Whale is another good one. Whale um, has got a great community as well um, with people who chat because. I think, like, RuneScape was kind of gets me into the stream, but, like, banter and laughing is what get always would always get me to stay. So I think I always try to, like, emulate that in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the, uh... I miss that truck game you play. <laughs> <laughs> Trucking simulator? Oh, my God. I still, I still plan to play it again, because tr- what's, what's great about Trucking Simulator is because, well, I can actually, I, um... I can actually drive trucks IRL. I've, I, I all but have my like CDL. I have a chauffeur's license, which I can drive like like some like big trucks. Um, I've I've been planning to get my CDL so I can drive like dump trucks with um air brakes and everything. Um, just to like help out my dad and stuff. But like trucking simulator, what's fun about it? You can like, it's it's driving, but you can you can take away like the real world consequences and just drive however you had actually want to IRL and just drive as fast as you want, drive on the shoulder, <laughs> drive as drunk as you want. <laughs> it's very, those were entertaining. And the other one, what was the other game where you're like on a, you're like on like a, I don't even know, like a, not a go-kart, but like one of those like dune buggy things. And you're like, Oh, like, to... there's like, yeah. There's like dirt rally, which is really, which is just like rally cars. And um, there was like, I think it was called Wreckfest, where there's like lawnmowers, dune buggies, and just yeah. all random stuff <laughs> to drive around, which, which is, I don't know. I think it's just fun. Um, yeah. Having like the wheel and the, the racing simulator has been like a good investment. I think it's like a good, like something different to RuneScape where, but it's still enjoyable. And you like, I think I've always enjoyed like going fast on things and like real life, like cars, motorcycles, dirt bikes, where like it gives me that fix without having to worry about like um, injuring my frail or like the the frail like life that everybody has where you couldn't take those risks, IRL. Yeah. 
No, I agree with the majority of people you listed, except for that Sebei guy. Fuck that guy. No, but um, it really is true. It's something... I, sometimes I really want to quantify what keeps me in a stream. Like, what are truly the things that are keeping me here or the thing that like I really want to go back for and a lot of it is just uniqueness just being themselves or offering something completely different that nobody else is offering and just humor as well like just not taking yourself too seriously and just having a good time I think is just really key to having a successful stream if you take yourself too seriously you just won't have a good time streaming. <laughs> you it it shows dude, normally. Like yeah. if uh, if you can't if you can't laugh at yourself, I don't know. You're not. Pro that's I I really have always been one to just like laugh at myself. Like yeah. even though I might get mad that I like died to something stupid, it's just like it's a rapid mad to like okay that was like actually funny. Yeah. Where it's not like lasting. Where I'm not like oh I'm. My day, my mood's ruined for the rest of the day, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What well, I don't think I've ever really mentioned this before, but when before I started streaming, I remember seeing streamers like I don't know, Ice Poseidon, somebody that went, in my opinion, too far on the like trying to be entertaining, no rules, sort of like laugh at yourself, be a total like troll there isn't like an extent to how far you should go with that but you should also have self-respect for yourself and your communities so there's like a fine balance of like you need both like you need to be funny you need to be entertaining you need to like be spontaneous and just have a good time and troll a little bit here and there but if you take it too far or if you let things go like unmoderated things can go out of hand very very quickly so that was one thing was like it's hard it's easier said than done of course especially when you're beginning streaming you have no fucking idea what it's going to be like but a few months into streaming i realized okay like i want to have fun but i also don't want to be taken advantage of and just have a miserable time where people just treat you like shit because you're just the punching bag sort of so i had to like draw a clear line where it's like still want respect but we can have a good time we can joke and all that stuff so. Yeah, I I think there's definitely some QDs out there at the moment that have people because the, the their content is their viewers just shitting on them. I'm like, damn, <laughs> like y'all y'all are kind of mean to this guy. Yeah, like, uh, maybe not unwarranted, but with Ice Poseidon, <laughs> I think I was like, I I missed Ice Poseidon in or like not like I like missed him. I like I never he's I never really watched him or like knew he was a thing until after he was like ousted from the platform and mm -hmm. i just know like the the legends of stuff he'd do and i think well i the only thing i think that's really cool about ice poseidon is how many people not in runescape and like large like just chatting streamers got their start from like being ice poseidon's like cameraman like Mizkif is a just chatting streamer and he's he was got his start from being ice poseidon's cameraman and I was think he just, really like, is that how he started yeah, he's known as he got his start from being Ice Poseidon's cameraman. Wow. I think, and I think just like the like reach that like I end up having, I think is is very interesting. Yeah, there's people that like I would even say like you mentioned fat clouds earlier, just totally 
can be the funniest person ever like just has that potential to just be uncontrolled like i will uncontrollably laugh in some of his streams before he got partner dude i would be sitting in his stream in tears like i would be crying because of just the stupid stuff he would say and how brutally honest some of the things he would say is like it was just so good and he even mentioned and i agreed with it like if he wasn't a if he wasn't spending his time skilling and he went down the road of like this is before the dual arena was removed if he became a staking streamer he would have been like the top like he would have been with oda block on the top of the category that's my honest belief if he would have just switched to like PKing and just been an absolute clown on stream every day, that shit would have blown up. But he stuck true to himself, and he, you know, he he knew what he wanted, and he wanted to get 200 mil all in a positive and uplifting way. So respect, but yeah, I don't know. Not everyone can be. I don't know. There's just there's a quality. It's like a charming and like. Uh, it's just it like when somebody's just got it you know yeah like they just, 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 it. just it. yep and it's hard to like put your finger on like it, it but he's just yeah it's just good just so. being like quick witted on your feet is i think that's what something that, you, that um, is exactly that he's, he's, he's really just quick on his feet on some things it's just like i don't know how you came up with it and i know it was off the top of your head but man that that hit that was super good <laughs> yeah and he would come out with i mean he would have a new gimmick every week where just something just funny and he doesn't got a PR team or anything. He's just fucking mm. making this shit up and it just every time just slapped. And he had that perfect um, mixture of like being toxic, but you knew deep down he didn't actually hate you, even if he talked shit on you, you know? It, it was something yeah. where it's like he's deep down, you know, he's like a teddy bear. So, like, he would say, <laughs> back when he would flame Coxie and he would flame Casey and he would flame anybody that he passed on the high scores, just, like, I fucking hate you. Like, I hate you. Yeah, it, just, like, shit like that where, like, if anybody else were to say that, you'd be like, dude, calm down. Like, what? Why? What? But you know it's fat cloud, so it's just, like, you know it's all banter. Anyway. Yeah, I was just, like... His gimmicks are also like an inspiration. I think like always like taking the gram his grandma out was like always like the dumbest funny thing. I don't know. It was so dumb, but I'm like, this is so funny. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go take my grandma outside. Like, I gotta let my grandma out. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Nah, just great. And um, yeah, that's that. So he was one of those streamers where it's like, if I saw him live, I'm there. And there's a there's a few streamers, like a handful of streamers. A lot of streamers I pop into, say hi, dip five minutes later, do the rounds, and then I eventually make it upon one stream where I stick around. And I guess, I don't know, it's hard to really say what that is. I mean, Adicon, uh, I will, if he is doing Inferno on a stream, I'm there 100% of the time. Like, I'm just there because he is so fucking good at the game and i just want to see somebody just excel out of control so yeah i really enjoy watching addy especially on like new content i know like normies flock to wooks but addy as far as like theory crafting and stuff like that i think is way like more entertaining to watch than wooks will ever be or ever has been because i mean like i think wooks has gotten to like zesma status where he's like 
it's just like a known name, but he's it, a bit washed. Yeah. Where yeah. Ad, Addy's like it in Ethereum crafting, just like all that, I think is really appealing of Addy. Yeah. I think one thing, dude, honestly, like um, Addy deserves a lot more credit than he's given and a lot more, you know, I, I will just say it. Like he deserves a lot more support as well. I think his like his content and his stuff, uh, I don't know. It, it just deserves a lot more recognition, in my opinion, because he is just very passionate about the game, very fucking talented, and he cares as well. And he has his own thoughts, and he likes to theory craft and stuff. Like he's got it all, and um, and he's got a nice setup. He really focuses on like the aesthetics of his stream and how nice it looks. So he like cares about it too. So yeah, and I agree with your take on Wooks as well. Like Wooks, it's. It's one of those things like unspoken rule, like don't disrespect the the god, you know. But at the same time, he is washed up. He has a life. I mean, he doesn't just sit on this game 24-7. And that has its own consequences. Like you're not going to be the best anymore because there are players now that are so fucking good that play all the time. I mean, look at Afzal or however you pronounce his name. He got a 39 combat Inferno. Like, I guess thir- wasn't it 38 or? I think it was 39 okay it was like just about to hit 40 he was like just about to tie exact but i think he got it right before that's crazy that's crazy stuff and i would i mean i would say exact is the mechan the most talented mechanically gifted like uh pvmer i guess but i mean even exact has a life i mean you know i don't know how much he plays off stream but like he's a smart guy and he's very successful in real life i imagine so he doesn't have all the time to sink into his game so the, the feats he's done is absolutely insane but yeah i don't know if he would have the same sort of theory crafting ability that addy has i mean addy's a great content like he, he's a great streamer he's a great entertainer so he's got like everything going yeah, I think. Yeah, then I like I just how like good people are. I mean, um, Blowpipe RS or like Jimmy. Um, mm-hmm. how much he's improved and he's went for. I remember watching him like try to go for like sub sixties, and now he's like top ten, like going for like sub forty eight, sub forty seven, like Cage, which is just like insanely moving. I don't know, just like how how much the like game has really progressed and how good people have gotten is just insane compared yeah. to what it was. I'm still waiting for his uh, second episode of his podcast. What the fuck, Jimmy? Yeah, he's just busy IRL. Uh, I know he's been between moves and here and there going yeah. between two different cities, but shout nah, out to Jimmy. I, I troll, I troll, but um, yeah, I uh, I was really excited for his little podcast series. He was going to be mo- mainly focused on speedrunning, but damn, it's, it's fucking tough and it's hard to stay consistent and make a true plan on like podcasting um you know like the first few episodes you're kind of like what the hell am i doing but i was really looking forward to that and i'm i'm sad deep down that it it wasn't continued immediately who knows maybe he still has plans in the future to get back on it but same thing with the mofo cast man mofo and jixi had their own cast and like so you were on the team where you'd like want more like RuneScape podcasts? I do. Like... I okay. love. So listen, like uh, Alkin has rambles. He actually came out with one last night. I binge that shit. Like come out with rambles. Come out with podcasts. I just want to hear unedited conversations talking about RuneScape. And I mean, it makes it better if you're actually passionate about the game and you spend time 
playing the game. I don't want to hear takes like, oh, this game sucks. Game sucks. Like, I hate when people just can't get over like they they think the game sucks and they can't just move on with their life. <laughs> I just don't ever hear that negativity. I still love the game. You might not love the game, but if, just do something better than saying you hate your hate the game. <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, even the takes that are more negative, like I still appreciate a conversation about it. But like, yeah, I mean, all I'm all I'm trying to say with that point is I'm not going to listen to just anybody talk about the game. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. But there's a lot of people that do know what they're talking about. And if they were to start a podcast or start rambling and shit, and some people have, I mean, I've actively invite my community to do that kind of stuff. Like I want it. So some people have taken it up, and it's nice more content for me it's tough though it's really tough when you're beginning i mean i've been doing content creation for almost three and a half years like relatively pretty consistently throughout that time and it takes a long ass time to grow stuff so yeah anyway um top three meals to cook (laughs) that was a long ass uh first question okay so uh top three is like hard to eliminate um my one big thing i've been like stuck on for a while has been like i call them grilled cheese but i guess they're more like like melts but like they're cooked like as grilled cheese um like where you start with cheese and you just put whatever in them um i mean i've been making i've made a lot of those in the past year um i really like hamburgers like i'm I make hamburgers all the time. Um, reason being because for Christmas, since I love to cook, I um I get a quarter of a cow every year, and that pays for most most of my meals for the rest of the year. <laughs> Damn. Um, I'm trying to think of another. Oh, like also make like a ooh, sous vide ribs are really good too. Um. Where you put like, uh, I normally prefer like spare ribs because they're more meat and less bones. Um, and you vacuum seal them. Um, then like basically like you boil like put them in hot water for like sixteen hours and like finish them up on the grill. That's like amazing. It's the best way to ever make ribs. I could go on and on about food. Um, Italian beef sandwiches and a pressure cooker is amazing and pressure cookers do wonderful things to fat on meat um almost makes it like candy it tastes so good because normally like fat sometimes can be like gross or whatever people don't like it but in the pressure cooker it's it's amazing but cooking is definitely one of like my favorite things to do i look forward to cooking most meals that's awesome that's i think part of the reason is like that's so cool is because you don't you're not you're just like spending that time and you're not looking at like oh i could have spent this time doing something else like you you just kind of get rid of the the irl efficiency and just enjoy the art of making food and making something nice i think that's i think that's a good value to kind of have like a good a good trait to just enjoy spending time making something that you're going to (laughs) devour yeah because it's like it's not even just like eating the food and it tasting good it's just like I like the process of, of like making food and like anything I have to go for and doing it. Like I've, I've got like almost every utensil I could ever want in my kitchen just because I'll use it because I make food and it's, and it's great. 
See, I would really enjoy making food more. Like, I still enjoy cooking, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I'm just, like, lazy, and I just don't want to spend the time up in the kitchen, like, ugh, gotta do this. But I would really love it if I got to make food for other people. Like, yeah. that would make it so much easier. But when I'm just cooking for myself, it's like, eh, this is fine, it's I guess. It's hard to, like, cook for yourself and not cook, like, too much where yeah. then you're eating it for the next, like, four days and you're kind of like, yeah. tired of it. So I like I used to like struggle with that. Now I do a little bit better on it. Where I like, I can like I know what meals that I can cook bigger and I'd want to eat for like four days. And there's stuff that I would like just make smaller portions. And I don't know. I think if you would like getting like started into cooking and you want to do it more, like you like finding YouTube videos of stuff that looks good and like starting there. Getting air fryer air fryers are the best thing in the world yeah, do you have are. one yeah I yeah, yeah nice. air fryers are literally the the, the best technology in the kitchen <laughs> yeah it's nice it's really nice to make frozen potatoes if you got them like fries or something like oh, that eat french fries yeah. yeah i can't tell you how many pounds of french fries i've gone through that <laughs> air fryer. so what about desserts do you make desserts so um i typically don't like baking or like that kind of thing i've i've always been on desserts in general i've always been someone who rather eat like a second course and eat dessert for the most part yeah so and like me being like a chemistry major i always like always had to like measure stuff precisely in the lab and like that's why i like like about cooking where i don't have to measure that it's all like sight and smell but with baking it's more like chemistry again where it's mm -hmm. exact me measurements and i just don't i just don't care enough yeah that's fair i like making certain desserts uh i think my famous but i'll just call it my famous say bay's banana bread it's just banana bread but banana um, bread is great yeah dude banana bread you put extra cinnamon a little extra dash of vanilla as well and then you put blueberries in the batter. Dude, nothing else really hits as hard. I mean, I'm not going to put – maybe I would put like uh, like really slivered pistachios or almonds maybe in it. But I, I've never really enjoyed nuts in stuff as much. I love nuts. Don't, don't get me wrong. But uh, nuts as in the food, not the – yeah. Anyway, um, but blueberries, dude, I put them in there. I thought, uh, you know, I had a, a bad – I, I don't know. I was thinking, are the blueberries just going to sink to the bottom of the batter and just cause this ooey, nasty mess? But no, they stayed exactly in the spot in the batter. And so the entire loaf of banana bread just had blueberries throughout. And it was just the sweet cinnamon banana bread that you know and love. Just that nice comfort. And then you got that tartness. And oh my god, dude, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway. banana bread is pretty good most i feel like i normally don't like eating bananas um like because with te it's like a big texture thing with me like mm -hmm. after like three bites of it in your mouth it like it's way too much you so like <laughs> if i eat a banana i'm like i'm like speed running it <laughs> otherwise like yeah. yeah most of the bananas get turned into banana bread it's great um using the food like using a food processor if you like cooking getting a food processor cooks like will normally like mix things so quick you like I can have like banana bread made in like five minutes just because it's it's really simple. But yeah, dude, that that sounds great with blueberries. I never thought about putting. It's very good. I'm sure, yeah, it sure gives it like a nice contrast and flavor. Yeah, it's it's amazing. 
it's just fucking fantastic. I will always do that now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really have many texture problems with a lot of foods. And I, I don't think I even hate... The, the only foods I actually just don't want to eat are raisins and olives. I just don't oh. like those. I can't like them for some reason. I don't really care for olives. Mushrooms texture sometimes can be like meh. If mushrooms are like diced up, but fine. I, I don't like. They don't bother me at all. Um, I hate canned fruit with like the syrup on it. That's yeah, disgusting. fuck that. That's so gross. That's, I can't do that. Or like the, the like fruit cups people get. Gross. Um, and then they slurp I, the syrup afterward. Syrup, uh, I can't do gross. that at all. That the, that stuff is like nah. I agree. I, I give me the real fruit. I like. I'll be bougie about it, but I can't do the canned fruit stuff. Same with, like, I think that's why I don't really care for pies too much either. I like pumpkin pie. And I actually I actually pumpkin do. I like, um, well, actually, the best pie I've ever had was actually an apple pie. But it was made, it was homemade. And it was, like, apple crisp pie. It was, I don't even know what the fuck they did to it. It was so goddamn good. And so apple pies can be amazing. And pumpkin pies. I don't, dude. Okay, I know shepherd's pie can be be made in different ways, but I fucking hate shepherd's pie. I think my mom That's made like it in a bad lamb, way. Lamb, right? It's what? It's like lamb, right? I don't and really like know. Potatoes. I think it's just I think it's like beef and potatoes, or maybe you can replace the meat. I think I mean. there's one that shepherd. I know shepherd's pie is uh, lamb because like shepherds do lambs and. Oh. Then what's I know there's one with beef though. Yeah, we would have the ones with beef, and there's like potatoes in it, and then there's like green beans I'm like dude this is fucking nasty like it's fine but putting it all together in this big mush is just gross i hated it and i don't think i've ever had good shepherd's pie but i always deny it as well if it was ever offered so maybe i'm just missing out cottage pie i think i found yeah cottage. i think it's interchangeable but yeah yeah anyway um Okay, if I came over, what would you cook for me? That's Cunique's asking. Um, so if I if Cunique's coming over, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat him like a nice lady that I'm trying to impress. <laughs> uh, I think normally it depends on the type of girl. So I and I think entirely <laughs> if it it depends if they're like you can tell if they're like a steak eater or like if they like that kind of thing. Or if they're more of like a pasta kind of person, yeah. Um, if uh, I think I, I Cunix, I think maybe would be like a steak person. So I think I'd go with like a steak and baked potato. But if Cunix likes his steak cooked anything more than a medium rare, he's kicked to the curb. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, weird. Imagine ordering a well done steak. Can you? Oh imagine? my gosh! One time, like think the last time I went out with my my grandma and my mom's size, we went to Texas Roadhouse. They all came down to the city, and we. Went when I was like my dad's side grandma and my uh mom's side grandma and um she we're like yeah grandma go get what you ever want she's she's okay she decides to get a filet and grandma got it well done my I she's ordering it my jaw across the table just dropped uh, and I like looked at my sister I was like what what is she doing like why so are you weird. getting a, it, 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 I like I was honestly mad and I like never looked at my grandma the same way again because <laughs> I was like what are you what just get a ribeye or something if you're gonna petrify it yeah that's just very strange to me like okay yeah like no judgment or whatever but like Jesus 
dude, it's always weird as well when you watch um like Gordon Ramsay, whatever master chef or whatever when they have to like make a well done steak you're like who the f- like what the fuck how is this no. even like <laughs> I, I just say strange. no it's jerky at that point <laughs> I know. like at that point you have to eat it with ketchup or something it's just not a even a steak a1 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah gosh all right how long have you been tier three to pokemon be honest so i actually <laughs> don't watch pokemon i may have a lot of her emotes in my chat but i think she genuinely doesn't have the greatest content. I think she's like an O. She's kind of like the OGs, how like OGs are in the RuneScape category. They're always gonna do well, but yeah, I think she's just an emotable person. She's got she's just very emotable. Like she's got a lot of emotes out of her out there, and they're all like bangers, ten out of ten. But I don't like her content. She's just like a smiling girl to me who's doing her dances or whatever her emotes <laughs> are, yeah. and. Like, I think uh, like po- the Pokemon emote started in my chat was from like uh, we call him Nemo, but he goes like by I'm uh, I'm an Nemo kid. kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he really he really started like he gave me started the Pokey dance propaganda, and then it just continued to just everything. Which now there's like I think there's probably at least fifty Pokey emotes in my chat just because it's. Do we do what King Nemo wants? But I think she's just a very uh, emotable person, not so much. Uh, we said to her. I think Pokimane has been subbed to my chat more than I've ever been subbed to her chat. Jesus. <laughs> just because people just troll and gift her. I wonder. I wonder honestly how many like gifted subs she like gets. I'm sure it's up in the thousands. Oh yeah, it would be crazy to see her like subscription dashboard and see how many gifted. Month, she's got. Yeah, that'd be so crazy. Yeah, that is interesting because you just think of Pokemon. Like, I think maybe I've ever I I've never followed her. I think maybe I've ever popped into her stream for a total of like six minutes ever, like total in my entire life. So I don't even know what she stream. Like, like does she, she just like a just chatting stream or just plays random variety game i have zero clue but it's yeah, one of those household names you're just like pokemon yeah man. honestly i've watched amaranth way more than i've watched pokemon dude amaranth <laughs> for the longest time i finally um on mo went on mobile and i said i'm not interested in this channel because it was just recommended <laughs> to me for like two years straight like i'm talking two years straight it, it would have five recommended channels and she was always <laughs> on it and so I'd always pop in to see, you know, what what outfit she's wearing, and then like dip, and then <laughs> that's, the, that's what's all. That's what you do. You see what she's and then, wearing, and then you like read the, read, read the chat a little bit because that's the best part about Amaranth is reading her her weird chat and seeing people get banned, banned, banned. Ten minute, ten minute. That's one of my favorite parts is reading reading her chat sometimes and the things people decide they want to tell her. I just remember when Indy Fox and uh, Amaranth had like this. They they were both oh, going man. hard as fuck, and they both copied each other's thing. I think Amr I I want I would want to say Amaranth copied uh, Indie Fox for a lot of it. Was was just those hour long fucking BRB screens. It's just like changing into a cute bikini, but I there's no fucking time limit. I'm just gonna sit here for like two hours in my room doing whatever the fuck, and with like nine thousand viewers watching. Like, god damn it. That's brilliant, yeah. though. I should start doing that. Just, like, go live and then be like, all right, I'm going to take a three-hour break but not tell anybody. Just be like, BRB. 
Putting just, on a new bikini. Yeah. BRB uh, fucking napping. Or not, don't even say napping. Yeah, just like changing clothes or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, the worst part, I think, about Amaranth is and is what she did to the ASMR um, category. is just turned it into my clicking and just disgusting. No, I feel bad for the people who actually do like nice whisper ASMR who have to... Yeah be invaded by mike lickers i've i've seen some really <laughs> i I, th- I think i've been scarred with what people do to those ear mics yeah. <laughs> it's like uh we know why people are appealed to this yeah it's strange all right um friend zones asks thoughts on pregnant women and what is your favorite memory so far from the homie hunt hunts and I love you, P-Sexy. Uh, so or I love the, your P-Sexy. I don't even know. The uh, the pregnant women thing stems from T-Papa. Um, he has a thing where it's just like a meme where it's like, fuck pregnant women. But like I always <laughs> yeah. go in, I'm like, yeah, I'd fuck a pregnant woman. <laughs> but, so it just kind of like goes from that. But in general, I think uh, women bearing children is uh, very nice. Um, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah exactly and the the things that it does um what's your favorite memory so far from the homie hunts um there's a lot of one but in my recent memory is when this last spring homie hunt which is the homie hunts are uh uh events put on by mick dilk and his community where it's it's like bingos but hunts are where like everything's basically on the board and you're trying to like complete bosses so it's a bit more like drawn out than bingos typically are and it's more nice for iron men because you kind of get a pick on like whatever grind suit you and you get points for basically doing whatever unique drops but i think my recent one was from the the recent spring homie hunt when i was with my team and we were doing some team chambers and tans fang was playing on his iron man and he was like cooked and he's in the raid and he's he starts apologizing that he picked up somebody's brew and cocks but he's playing on his iron man and i was just laughing my ass off because he didn't realize it took him the longest time to realize oh i can't i can't pick up anybody else's stuff because i'm on an iron man and it was just like it was just so dumb that it was so funny but shout out the the, the homie hunts those are always a, a good time gives a gives me a reason to like do sire even though i have like a bludgeon and everything to try to like grind the pet more than before i have like other goals and just like gives me opportunities to grind things that i normally wouldn't really have a need to at the moment to grind yeah yeah i i uh i think t papa was actually talking about these mcdilk hunts i gotta actually add the little rest right there um (laughs) but uh yeah, I've just never been a big fan of bingo, and I mentioned it on that cast as well. Just like, I just, even though those sound a lot nicer because you can kind of just do what you were already going to do anyway, still just feel like, uh, this is too much stress. <laughs> There's, imagine. Up until last hunt, clues used to be on the hunt. So that was, those were really fun as well, but some people ruin those by just being mains and just being able to basically buy clues rather than having yeah. to grind them out. So that got ruined. But maybe if those were a thing, you'd probably enjoy that. Yeah, what do you think about... I know this is kind of random, but what do you think about, like, 
clue I, I don't know like when did you start playing old school olds uh here let me look at the th- th- i i can reference it from theater of blood okay that was 2018 june so it would have been like may or may maybe april march earliest of 2018 i think okay. i started i picked up runes old school runescape again because i saw um one of my two of my fraternity brothers playing it in the like library and i was like I know that game. RuneSk- Wait, RuneScape's back, and that looks exactly like it did when I played as a kid. So then I like logged in and I downloaded RS3, and then they're like, "Whoa, no, 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 that's the wrong one. You gotta like restart again on old school." And I was like, "Okay," because I didn't recognize anything I was doing on RS3, anyways. <laughs> so then, then ever since then, I, I don't think I haven't. The most I probably not logged into the game was made like maximum a week since then. Yeah, that's pretty much me since to basically since i made this account i have not well besides when i died and i took like a three week break like it's i haven't taken over a week i don't think i don't think i've spent longer than a week not logged in like once um i always said i was gonna take a longer break but i've never like i was like oh, i think i'm gonna quit playing for two weeks when it just never ends up happening the itch like starts <laughs> i start sweating yeah i get withdrawals <laughs> Yeah, the reason I asked is just because, like, at one point, uh, Impling Jars didn't give clue scrolls, and that was back when, like, mains were kind of like Iron Man, even though Iron Man was barely even a thing at that point either, but, like, the clue hunting was, you know, hunting the clue and then hunting the casket, like, you know, doing the steps, but now with the Impling update that they made, like, I feel like that was such a, I don't know. Maybe it's just my own selfishness, my own bias that thinks it's uh, it's not even selfishness either. Like if I, I don't like I I I don't want clue scrolls to come from imps, um, so it's not something like a jealousy thing. I just think it kind of ruined what clue scrolls are in a way. Just being able to grind them out really fucking quickly on a main, like part of clue scrolls was a distraction and diversion, and like kind of removing that it's just. I don't know. I'm not a fan. I really wish if they had added clue scrolls to implings, they all implings would have been made untradeable. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you have any that. thoughts on that. Um, I mean, other scrolls. than mediums, I don't get any, all my clues come from either thieving easies or just PVM. Um, yep. I'd hated, I mean, I, I'm, I was very blessed when I did my eclectic grind for mediums. I, I, I've, I've spooned mediums. I think it was like 170 or whatever, but um there's dark lure at the time that came out and dark lure is like the best thing that ever came to pure puro for an iron man because it just brings the eclectic right to like to you rather than using an alt to um or either doing it yourself or having an alt entangle yeah but um I, i I mean, what's, what would be the next best other than um, Eclectics? What, Val, Valdor Guards? Probably, or Dagonoths with a cannon or something. Yeah, Dagonoths aren't Temple. too bad either. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just kind of wish there were... there. I mean, there's always going to be a defined meta 100% on any tier clue. But if we're talking Iron Man specifically, I would love to see a lot of variety in getting clue scrolls. Um, just different ways to get it like i really wish 
you know, maybe even, I don't know, pickpocketing vires or something or pickpocketing something or maybe even, you know, I don't know, some sort of skilling method to get uh, medium clues at a pretty respectable rate compared to Piro Piro hunting. I don't know. I just wish there were like multiple ways because like Piro Piro just dominates the medium clue scene and hard clues. There's a pretty good variety. Elite clues, not so much. You got like Seracnus, Lava Dragons, and those are kind of like the best two. And yeah, I don't know. I don't like. See, with the elites, I don't, like, actively hunt them out. So, it's just, like, mm -hmm. whenever I get them, I do them. Um, there is kind of, like, two camps with, like, clues, though. They either love clues or clues sit in their bank, and that's all it is. So, I think that's always interesting with, like, for me, I will, like, I did clues because I always wanted to get, like, the, uh, the tiered, like, 500 easies, 400 mediums, 300 hards, 200 elites, then like 100 masters for like those awards. But now that like collection log is a thing, I think I'll definitely just like continue to do them. I don't know if I'll ever be um like a master clue Andy where I like just start turning in clues. Yeah, I've never really turned in clues. I will one day, one year where after I complete the normal elite log and get all tuxedo pieces and Lava Dragon Mask and Ring of Nature, then at that point, I mean, there really is no reason to not trade them in uh, besides just the annoyance of, like, having to get all four tiers. But, yeah. What oh, do you think about yeah. um, stackable clues? So bad. So bad. I am so against that. Like, so Like, not even, it. like, severely limited? Like, like, no, like free? It's just like a snowball effect it'll just oh three okay what's the difference between three and five what's the difference between five and 25 all right let's just go fucking unlimited at this point what's the point it's yeah like, it and i'm okay kind of with okay so let me just say stackable i'm completely against and pretty much always will be now i'm not saying i'm against being able to hold two of the same tier clue like if you could just hold two hard clues but they're not stacked they're just actually two different clues um i'm actually not okay. that against that uh i mean i am still but i think what's kind of cool is the whole watson owl idea and i've shared this a bajillion times but i've actually gotten some positive feedback about it a lot of people actually like the idea that i've heard from of just this idea that you train hunter uh, you eventually will purchase an owl or maybe maybe you got to catch the owl or whatever the... F I don't know what you fucking do with owls. Well, however you get an owl, but you have an owl now and whenever you get a clue scroll from a Slayer task or from TOB, you can send one over to Watson and you just right-click the clue. Your owl will come and deliver it to Watson instantaneously and then you can continue on your task or continue doing TOBs, but you can only hold one at Watson. So, But then you can get another one. And, okay. and the cool thing about it is you could actually reclaim the clue from Watson. So it's not like that has to be turned into a master. You can actually just say, hey, I want my elite clue now. Give me it. Okay. So, so that's basically kind of like, a, like a soul bearer for uh, clues. I exactly. like that. I think like two would be nice because I think like for the most part, like most Slayer tasks, because I'm, I'm like um, off stream and trying to grind to get the imbued heart. I think most task i normally only get i'd say about two anyways um depending on the task um so i think that would be like 
perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be cool to kind of give a little bit of an incentive to train High Hunter. Who knows? I mean, maybe you could even have more stored at Watson. I mean, the idea of it is just not to be able to do a stackable, endless grind of just, okay, now I have my 3,000 clues. It's time to hunt for a month and get all these clue scrolls done. It's like, that's just like completely defeats the purpose of clues. You're supposed to be yeah, a distraction. I yeah, definitely. Just like having just like a, a more than one, like a few multiples, but with some limit, I think. Yeah, I like that because. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Maybe you could just have like, maybe you could only ever have one in your inventory. And who knows? Maybe they could make the Watson teleport scrolls slightly more common. Like, I think you just trade in those master scroll books. I think that's the only source of them. But maybe if they yeah. made those more common or you got a bigger amount, then it would be a lot nicer to just conveniently go over to Watson and be like, hey, uh let's just say you've completed all those milestones of clues like 100 masters 200 leads 300 hearts etc once you've done that you now have a limit of three so you can maybe hold th three hards three elites three mediums over to watson but you have to actually go over to them to reclaim them you can't just all have them in yeah. your inventory i think that would probably be the most thematically making sense is you got it like because that'd be like how everything is with runescape you end up have you do the skill to get more bonus of the thing so i think that would make the most sense is if you had some bonus tied to those like tiered lists of how many of each mm -hmm. i like that that'd be really i think that'd be ideal and i think that would it doing if you if you had those i think that would really kind of push like eclectics maybe not as meta because i think with eclectic it's just so quick to get them and then keep going, getting a clue, and rinse and repeat rather than doing the other methods. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And I try, I really try to not be too dogmatic with my, you know, strong, uh, I don't know, opinions on this game. I have, I do have strong opinions, and I do know what I want. But I try to be somewhat open-minded. My open-mindedness has kind of led me to think that I don't want stackable clues, even though I can understand the appeal of it. I think there's too many downsides to it rather than upsides. But I'm going to keep my mind open. I'm going to try not to be too... I don't know. I'll try to be open-minded about stuff like that. But I am very <laughs> set on my ways right now, which I understand. Anyway. All right. Crazy Kiddo asks... Which one of your cats is your favorite, and which one would you shame with zero remorse if given the chance? Um, so I've got three cats. I originally had two. Um, I got them. There'll be five here in June. I found the original three. Well, I have two. Mine. Then my sister had one from the original three. I found them in a shed when I was trying to grab a wheelboard barrel out to do a like gardening around my parents house and i found the cats then um and i didn't really like like cats until like that day then i was just like well i can't take them to the shelter and it was like a part of my life i was like i was kind of lonely so i was like well these cats would be nice and and i ended up like falling in love with cats I, like i love cats so much it's honestly like it's honestly embarrassing how much i love cats but um <laughs> But, like, as far as, like, oh, then when they're all about two, um, a friend or a friend of my ex-girlfriend we were dating, we were dating at the time, had, like, get rid of a cat. And I was, like, 
okay, what's wrong with it? Is it like, well, is it not well behaved or something? Like, no, 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 no. It's like great. Cause my big thing was when I was have cats, I think a lot of people have like bad experiences with cats cause they're not well behaved or just kind of like dickheads. So I made sure my cats were like super loving. Like you could pick them, you can pick them up and like basically do whatever to them and they'll just still like start purring or whatever. So I was really worried when I got like a Maui, my third cat, that he was, had like some issue, but no, he's like actually like the, the, like the sweetest cat in the world. He's a giant cat. He's like 20 to 21 pounds, depending on the season. And he's just Sheesh. like a normal short haired cat, but I couldn't. Then the other two's names are uh, Lucy and Sarge. They're named after the Beatles album, um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And then under the song and there's a Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds. But as far as what um what one I like like the most, they all have like there's like you, you that'd be like asking your parents which is their favorite kid. Um and the the true answer is there is not a favorite kid cuz I I like refer to them as my kids, but nah, they all have like their own like individual like pros and cons where they're all like they're all best in their own respective category um so no i i like i couldn't pick like if i had to pick between one of them out of all of them i just like die on the spot i would rather just die myself than live <laughs> with like without any of my cats dude i wish i wasn't allergic because i think cats are the most adorable thing ever i'm just really allergic to them yeah um yeah i really love cats my ex-girlfriend was like apparently like was allergic to them not like super severely but she ended up like in the process of dating like decided she wanted her own cat got her own cat you wouldn't be allergic to it and she got like just got like used to it yeah or what, the dandrus got used to her or whatever her I cat would... was awfully behaved i hated it <laughs> that's another story yeah like i would be okay getting like a hypoallergenic cat and i know it's not a guarantee that you won't have any allergies but at least i could have them a lot more under control i would still have to take an allergy pill daily but yeah i think that would be kind of nice when i get like more settled down and i you know could actually responsibly take care of a cat i would actually really love to have a little hypoallergenic or maybe one of those uh furlet just like naked cats what are those called yeah. what are like like i think is it, is it no i it's don't think something so. else it's um <laughs> what's this sphinx, sphinx sphinx there we go yeah, yeah sphinx cats those are still cute uh i know people think that are that are ugly but it's like the uh who was i listening to that said this fuck Somebody was talking about how uh, pets in old school should be all quirky and oh, oh it was Saw Kid. Saw Kid, uh, rank two hardcore Iron Man, came up with a ramble yesterday, and he was talking about how he just adores the pets in this game that are just quirky looking and don't particularly look cool. And he really liked the Guardians of the Rift pet, the little abyssal protector. And I kind of see it the same way with the IRL pets. Like I just like the little ugly looking ones that you know deserve love too yeah I, I think it's just like with like pets is like it's like their personality because like i don't know i just think my cats have great personalities and that's why i love like like my cats especially i like i like all cats but like like my cats are way better than any other cat out there kind of thing because <laughs> like i just love like their personality yeah and i think that's what's like so great about pets is 
You get like like they like for something that can't talk or they do listen but I don't know how well they understand like how much personality they each can have. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Speak of the devil, Mick Dilk has some questions. What are your current goals for the account? What is one of your favorite personal moments from Twitch? When will you come home to the homies? And always great vibes from your live stream. So I guess three questions. What's your current goals yeah. for the account? Um, so the f- I have I always keep like like four goals in the pocket. Um, my like main goal right now is to finish getting my Inferno Cave, which I I th- I, I think I'm a week maybe two maximum away from it. I'm getting to, I always get to like high fifties consistently. Um, so there's one. Um. A secondary goal, which I really don't stream, is uh, doing uh, Slayer for Imbued Heart. I'd really like to get Imbued Heart. I have uh, have the gym already, so I really would like to get the heart. Not for any particular reason, but I just want the heart. Like, that's... A lot of these grinds come to... I just... I want the item just because it's an item slot, and I want to get the item. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Then, I think after... After there, as far as PVM is finishing God Wars minus uh, next, I don't, I don't really consider next God Wars. So, on that, I have an Arma Hilt left, Sarah Hilt, a Sarah Light, and a Zami Hilt, and I'm done with a uh, God Wars dungeon, the, the old God Wars dungeon. Um, once I finish that, I'd like to complete all clue items. Um. I think I have all of them because uh, about like a month or two back, I finally got the circle bow at like 527 KC. Um, that was like stupid to go dry on that. Um, <laughs> I have flared trousers. So on elites, all I have to do whenever I get the step, I haven't, I couldn't be asked to go to um, Ty's farm for the hat yet. Cause I, that's the only thing I know I'm missing from elite clues. Then I have all those requirements as far as I items then for masters i believe i need a zami hilt a bandos cloak uh the Byrofrida staff and i believe that's it as far as needing all clue items i think i have all the rest of them oh and i need a zami full helm a zami full helm as well oh yeah but other than that i have all those items then i think like uh we're all I I want to go back to like theater of blood. Um, it's really after that point, it's getting. I just have necks, theater of blood, Cox, and nightmare until rage three to do. And then every everything else is completed. I got. Uh, serve is done, sire's done, hydra's done. Uh, I mean, really don't need grotesque guardian items. I, I guess I'd want the the core for the guardian boots, but other than that, I'm I'm pretty much just have raids and like large PVM to do. What's your f- then? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Then like after like trying to do, I I know I can do elite combat achievements. I I think that's definitely in there. Then work towards master. Then. 
eventually grand grandmaster um grandmaster is like way down the road but i think elite then master is on the table for sure is what with my current gear i could do yeah elite's like massive just because it is such a big help for like elite clue scrolls and stuff yeah like rushing that's pretty important i wonder if they're ever going to come out with more rewards for master and grandmaster especially because a lot more people now with the kc reductions have grandmaster completed i mean not like a huge chunk but like you know a significant amount of people have got that so i wonder like i don't know maybe in a year or two's time what if they'll ever consider adding different perks and stuff because inevitably more things are going to be added uh to like the grandmaster list and master list with new bosses coming out and stuff so i wonder if with all that they're also going to consider adding new rewards and benefits to doing it Anyway. Yeah, I think it's just like a thing to do for me so much more than like oh. the rewards. I think it's they're just kind of fun to do regardless of what benefits I get from them. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like rush or technically there's no real need. I just think it would be cool. I don't know. I've already listened. I'm not going to go into it. I've listed what I kind of want to see from rewards. But also I wanted to ask you, I don't know why this just popped up, but I like to ask my guests this as well. And we're not toward the end quite yet but i'm gonna ask what is your favorite item in the game and why um out of every single item it's probably like honestly like the the bofa the bow fairy denium is what it's probably like (laughs) i think the best one that's such a it's such a like do all item and like now like so much progression meta is like reliant on it because i don't inferno would be like way harder with me having to use like an acb yeah rather than like the 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 both is just nice and i mean i and like the waves i still you still pretty much use um blowpipe a lot but like in the niche situations where you need like a little bit extra range to hit something with the bofa or to like like snag a nibbler with a lot more accuracy than just like barraging and a lot quicker um yeah the bofa is so nice the bofa changed really really changed the game and like me wanting to really get to that completion and gain full like every item iron man Mm mm-hmm then like i guess like the lance would be like a real close second which how like versatile it is especially with how like prominent dragonkin is especially with like how good it is in um chambers as eric yeah i I always choose the third age bow just not really particularly for its like insane use but just how badass of a weapon that looks and it actually is good too which is cool yeah, is it um like still like one of the best weapons for like fight caves because of its range and like, yeah, it's is it three uh, tick. Yeah, it's three tick. It's it's um the equivalent of a cross or a crossbow from the mm-hmm. wilderness, except um you actually get higher. Oh, what is it? I think it's just ten higher accuracy. Okay. With with dragon arrows, assuming dragon arrows, I think it's the same strength as a crossbow, but you get ten extra accuracy which is not that significant but it's still like badass i don't know cool i think well i mean like an, an amazingly sick item to have would be a third age uh pickaxe i think yeah. that's like 
that'd be dope. That would be like that's like the ultimate flex. Yeah, I still think a third age bow is cooler, just because it's more OG. It has like that nostalgia factor. Third age pickaxe is relatively new, just created. I don't know. It's the same thing with druidic. I think druidic and the tools are just more new school stuff. And they just don't hit quite the same as, like, the OG sets and weapons and stuff. And I know the weapons are relatively new, too. I think those came out with the Elite expansion on Old School. I'm not actually sure of the full lore with RS2 and stuff with Clue Scrolls, but, yeah. Yeah, those, like, I just, I guess, I like, forget about those items. Those are kind of, like, hitting the lottery IRL, like, items. Yeah, like... for real. Well, yeah, I mean, a, a car is cool, but I'll take $200 million. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, uh, you know what's also crazy? I don't know if you watched the, uh, my ramble where I was talking about, like, if you if you were an Iron Man and you wanted to get a third age piece, like, if you just wanted to grind out a third age piece just to say you have one, like, what's the hours? And we calced it, and it was, like, 540 hours. If you wanted to quickly go get a third age piece on your Iron Man, like that, that would be the average rate if you went in barrage jellies nonstop efficiently. Yeah. So, puts that into I perspective mean, how rare that shit is. Yeah, I watched the the ra- recent ramble on the uh, the jar of uh, the Skatizo one as well. Yeah, was jar of darkness. Yeah, that's that's crazy, but. I think Jagex always messed up on not making that stuff untradeable anyway. I think they intended to be, but then they weren't, and then it just continued. But I don't know. I, I would that 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 doesn't ever needs to be that rate. Somebody wasn't like thinking when <laughs> yeah. they calculate how like not grindable Skatizo is. Yeah, uh, and again, like I I always play devil's advocate. Of course, I would love it to be changed, but. I would just love it to be changed because I know it inevitably will be changed down the line. And so that's my problem with it. But, like, it's a fucking useless item that's just a flex. It's, like, the equivalent of third age at this point. So they could just keep it forever, and I honestly wouldn't be bothered if it just made a stance and said we'll never change it because nobody's going to complete the collection log anyway, like, regardless if that gets changed or not. So Speaking of, like, collection log and, like, completion, how would you, like... What would you feel like the like about it, like a completion cape or whatever? Because I know they like Kieran kind of talked about it on a couple Q and A's ago. I miss I think I missed a few, but like how it'd be like maybe like eighty percent of completion would get you the completion cape or. I like how I like the creativity with that, but I still think that's just I'm just against a completionist cape. It it uh, encourages voting no to things. It encourages making things dramatically easier um even if the cape has no stats to it i mean it's still a fucking flex so people will just uh, constantly be making trying to make things easier and then trying to uh which isn't necessarily a bad thing to try to make things easier it's it's nice when things get quality of life so it's not just made faster but it's made faster in turn by making the content better um I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, but I am a huge fan, and I've mentioned this before, a collection log book, a wieldable collection log that's upgraded every 100 logs. So, Like, like cosmetically or yep, whatever? Just, just cosmetically. Maybe it'll have a teleport or two. I would say Varrock Museum would be awesome to have a teleport there. Preferably not to the ground level of it, but to like one floor lower, just like in the museum actual part. Uh, like right when you go down the staircase that'd be a cool little teleport help with that little master triple step right there where you have to dig and 
you know, it's nothing game-breaking, just a teleport. And maybe they could have another teleport to... I was even considering... This sounds crazy. And this is not a super well-thought-out idea, so keep that in mind. But what if god pages, you know, that you get from clues, could yeah. be stored in the collection logbook, and those act as the teleport charges? And there would be... This is the this is the crazy part. That part's not the crazy. That actually makes thematic sense, I think. But and then you had a teleport to every library. So just this big ass pop-up menu that just teleports you to any library in the game. Huh. Like that's like I I think that's like niche enough where it's not game breaking, but like cool enough where it could like shift some metas or like ways to get somewhere, but And and they're not Oh, yeah. sorry. I just wanted to quickly say, and they're not unlimited because you would have to use the god pages as the charge. Mm -hmm. So they're valuable teleports. Anyway. Yeah, I would like to see those like more valuable again. Because I remember when I like went back, I started playing again. And like, I think Zami pages were like 200k and now they're like 12k or something like ridiculously cheap. And but I have been saving them in the in the like copium that maybe one day that you can use them for something. Same. Same. Just keep inhaling that copium. Yeah, especially because yeah. of the bank update. That's been so nice for kind of oh, keeping yeah. things that I wouldn't have kept before. And I still have like my bank's like full, and like most I have. I think I have the eight forty slots right now. Or no, I've worn. I have nine twenty. I think yeah, nine twenty, and. I, other most outfits I store in the house other than like graceful and I still don't have any slots so it's like thank god for that update that, that was the biggest I never thought we were ever going to see more bank space added yeah I didn't think so either in fact there's been a lot of very very nice niche quality of life updates that I thought would just never be added because the game engine is just so fucked yeah but no they surprise us I'm actually uh, speaking of bank space uh, so i am at 1160 slots right now and i just have that last 40 space chunk left to buy and it costs 500 mil <laughs> for one extra unlock but i'm gonna get it and i'm 98 mil away right now holy so and i i have all the alks already i just speaking of the fucking alks again i just gotta alk it so yeah, probably before the end of the week. I well, now probably early next week. I'll have uh, all twelve hundred slots, and I'm excited to flex it. So, how many do you have actually filled of that? Uh, actually, over a thousand. Like I've wow. I've, I've been so I completely removed my seed vault. Fuck the seed vault. I hate that thing. I just cleared all the seeds and shoved them in. I now really? have. I now have like my uh, grimy herbs in my tab as well. Which those were things that I always kept up clean before the bank space added uh, and i keep my uh potions like my one dose two dose three dose they're all just scattered in the potion tab so that's just a lot of bank space used yeah shout out to seed vault though i i i, I like i think i i like just collecting crap because like there's a lot of seeds in there i'm never ever gonna use but i'm like i like to see the number go up and just like having a collection there but like having like I have like hundred, like like several thousand Guams, Terramin, Marintel, and like Harlander seeds that I'm never gonna use, but it's just fun to just see that like go up. So that was a really nice update. I keep most like usable seeds in, like mainly usable seeds being like herb seeds and like a, pretty much just herb seeds. If I anytime I like have tree seeds, I just deposit them into the uh, seed vault. 
Yeah, there's nothing inherently wrong with the seed vault. And I actually agree with you on the points of, like, just collecting shit. My issue with the bank vault is I felt like I had to always make a stop there. Like, if, oh, I'm opening my nest. Okay, well, I don't want to shove these shitty seeds in the bank. So, kind of, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it was an annoyance. Plus, the interface of the bank or of, of the seed vault acted like the Cox banks where it's, like, shit wouldn't register sometimes. Like, uh, you're trying yeah. to pull out three seeds real quick and you only pull out two. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. So that was just with, irritating. With the bird's nest, I just like stacking those and just get a nice stack and then I'll eventually open them. Yeah. But I'll do it at the farming guild. Just Yeah, because... I, didn't, I didn't like being uh, attached, having this like chain to the farming guild. Like, oh, you always got to go to the seed vault. So I just, as soon as bank space was added, I'm like, I'm clearing this whole thing. I'm never touching the seed vault again. I'm just letting my bank do that. So it's been nice. All right, Mick Dilk's second question was, what is one of your favorite personal moments from Twitch? If you have um, I think that's, like, a pretty hard one. I think there's just, like, a, so many, like, little moments that add into, like, a like whole, like, streaming career and what's, like, what's, what's memorable. Like, I don't know. There's normally, like, a lot of things I can remember, like, remember, but... There's just so many moments where I'm just like cracking up laughing at like whatever regardless. And we watch a lot of like videos on my stream on like downtime when I'm doing like a farm run or like doing something less entertaining. So we'll pull up like YouTube videos and just like like, like laughing at videos until like I'm like nearly like pissing my pants laughing just because they're just <laughs> ridiculous. have always been just like a highlight of like doing streaming and just... On oh, no. any any time, like you can come in, like somebody can come in and like leave your stream, having like a better day or being like more upbeat than they were when they entered is always like a favorite moment of mine. Yeah, I I would say mine is just the mace. If I had to just choose a moment, I would say when I got that mace was just crazy. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. All right. When will you come home to the homies? Uh, so as much as I love like the homies clan, it's like, it's more of like, like I'd call it like a, like a social clan more than like, I mean, there's plenty of like PVM gamers, but I've been a part of Renatus PVM, shout out Renatus, um, for a good, since it started about like, I think we're going on like two and a half years, three years now where I, I don't i would never want to leave that because i'm like one of the og members uh i always know a lot of people we're, we're a large clan we're at like 500 out of 500 slots filled with like quite a few people on the wait list that are like in the discord but aren't like officially ranked um i know shout out like chris Tomps. i know i know he does a lot, did a lot of next with you mm -hmm. um he's in there um a lot of good just like gamers who just have like plenty of advice and just people just to go with so I, I i don't see me coming home to the homies even though I, I joined shortly for like the uh the the homie hunt so i guess probably the next time i would come home like for a vacation to the homies would be uh on the next hunt because those are always good times but shout out again shout out the the homies community hell yeah all right Pedis asks Zora grind thoughts, favorite foods, 
talk about your pet cats. We've already kind of talked about the foods and the pet cats, but Zora grind thoughts. So Zora was one of those like stupid grinds that I had, like I did. I I wanted a a Serpelm again, just because I wanted the the collection items fought in. I ended up going stupid, like pretty driver this two thousand one hundred forty one just for a Serpelm. Jesus. And I think the funny thing about the Serpelm is like. I, I still haven't used it. I, I filled it with I filled it with Zora scales and just never used it. Just because it's just like again, it's just one of those items where I just want it. Um, the only reason I really the the one reason I slightly wanted it was for next Casey, so you can like um, venom everything, then kill one to make it like slightly more efficient to get like stack a lot of next Casey and uh, Sarah were the only really reasons. And that's just because I planned to do it one day. And I was like, I had the homie hunt. And I was like, well, I'm going to get this item on the hunt. I did like a 1,000 KC in a week, just like pretty casually. And I didn't get it during the homie hunt. And the homie in the hunt ended. And about an hour and a half later, I finally got the SERP, right? Right after the one item I was trying to get for the event. But yeah, the Zolra grind is... is Again, something like the Hydra grind, well, it's like, well, at least I have a lot of scales, but it wasn't too bad because I had the Bofa and I just basically did like how you do with the uh, Tebow setup. You just Bofa only everything and it was kind of nice. I, I did all, I did, I have almost all the uh, combat achievement tasks done for Zolra. I've been, I've, I've been like off one second, the Grandmaster time, like three times the Bofa. <laughs> And I've been I was sweating it too because I was using Venge and Spellbook swapping the thralls, Damn. trying to get it. Um, I mean, I could try like switch, but it was just so convenient for longer trips using like the Bofa and really no supplies used other than like some crystal shards on the armor. But mm -hmm. it was I don't know. It wasn't a bad grind. It was something that set me up well. I have like tons of magic seeds if I ever decide to go for whatever. 100 mil or 100 mils farming or not like quite that but i mean i already have like 9.99 and i do plenty of farm runs as it is so there's no reason to do tree runs at the moment yeah. but um yeah it was like a it was one of those fine grinds i thought i was gonna go like the 3000 for hydra i really thought i was gonna get a mutagen before the serpent but unfortunately that didn't happen but it's nice now that I can do Zulra and not be pained like seeing a, another dupe that I have because now it's just like scales, not like ah, that could have been something else. Yeah, they really nailed it uh, with like being able to dismantle uniques for something that's very valuable like Zulra scales. That was just awesome. I wish they would do that with more things. Like, I just think of my nightmare grind, I got 10 fucking nightmare staves. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with them? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess I could Alcum or whatnot, but it would be kind of cool if you, I don't know. You just Death's, Death's Coffer. That'd be yeah. about it. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I hate, I always keep, mo I like, I've never dropped anything over to my main as far as dupes. So I just like, I keep things like stacked. And I think it's another thing of where it's just like, I number go up and I, I keep like several, I, I always keep at least like, one magic fang on me and god forbid i go into a high risk world and lose my blowpipe or something and yeah. but yeah i would 
because the reason why I always did this because one time I wiped at Hydra. I I lost like it wasn't too bad. I lost a Slayer helm, Hydra leather, a B ring, and a rune pouch. So those were the things I lost because I died at Hydra. Then I like wiped on the way like that my client or the rune light DC'd. Um, why I was uh going next to the little hydras because I was a uh, didn't have the agility level at the time. So ever since then, I like that. I'm like always gonna keep everything. And the only thing I like put in death coffer right now is like barrows, egg dupe barrows items. Yeah. Okay. Creep asks, have you gotten to wave forty seven in Inferno? Thoughts? When will Demon Sacks get released on SoundCloud? And tell us your fave RS memory, uwu. Um. So do you know like the the meme around wave forty seven? I have no idea. Earth? Isn't um, that like the easiest wave? Well, so <laughs> it wave. comes from it. dear dear Lola doing a like pure cape in the inferno, and um, basically had the, like the major corner trapped, and he's just getting like ate alive by bats because he's on a pure. And Avzal, the uh, low-level um, Inferno god, is in the chat saying, just pray range, bro. And he goes, don't give me that shit, bro. I got the major on me. <laughs> and, and he just had, like, bats on me. And it's just, like, because he, like, he, like, flamed, like, the low-level Inferno god himself. And so it's been, like... Oh, and it's see. like, and then he's like, wave 47, man. I fucking hate this. What, what, are, what, <laughs> what, what am I going to do on wave 47? And it's just been like, kind of like a, a, a meme, like kind of, I mean, <laughs> poking fun at him. Because he's got like, he's like ranked 10 Inferno, but he's still like not that great at the Inferno. So it's just like, just just funny. And it's kind of just slight banter. <laughs> it reminds me of when exact entered my stream this is like month one of my stream ever i hadn't even heard the name exact before he wasn't like big at that time like nobody really knew who he was comes into my stream and starts like he just says a really nice tip for me for like solo raids i'm doing solo raids and he just gives me a few pointers <laughs> i'm like all right buddy like all right like kind of like yeah, i don't know who you are but you're like, just backseating <laughs> and then you realize it's exact and you're like Ah, shit. I fucked up. That was good advice. Yeah, it's like (laughs) Afzal, like literally the Inferno God comes in, gives it some advice. You're like, fuck off. You're like, dude. Yeah, that's funny. It's it's funny with stuff like learning content, especially especially learning Inferno. There's people who literally only watch people who are learning inferno just to, like backseat out of it it's sometimes it's so it's so annoying and they'll be sitting there must attack tank the hit miss the tank it's like dude i, don't, I, I know i'm i know i'm trying i'm trying to survive right here yeah playing runescape chess and you're over here counting every tick <laughs> Eventually, I, I I used to get really annoyed with it, and I would just put my chat on the, like, follower-only mode when I'd be doing Inferno just because I didn't want to backseat. I don't mind, like, people I know who I know that they t- know what they're talking about, like, giving tips and saying what to do. That's always fine, but it's when it's some this, like, random person, and I'm just, like, maybe say hi first, or their first message is PB or attempts. Like, yeah, I've been counting each attempt I've been doing, you know. <laughs> but that's always... That's always a treat. 
I'm glad that, and I don't mean to say this like arrogantly at all. I'm just glad I'm pretty good at the game, so I don't get that shit a lot. Like, like I know that just sound that doesn't sound great, but um, I mean it's it just doesn't, like I I don't understand the full effect that somebody would have because when people backseat me, it's like yeah, the, some of the time they're right and stuff. But a lot of it, actually, I don't really get backseated ever. It's always just questioning. It would be like somebody going into, like, Wooks. Nobody's going to backseat Wooks. They're going to question him if he's maybe not mm. doing something. So it comes off just calmer, where, like, if you're known to be, like, bad at the game or, like, people are like, oh, this guy's new, then it's just, like, comes off as people telling you, like, do this, do this, do this. Like, I'm so glad I'm not in that position Instead of people telling me to do this, they're like, why are you doing this? And it just, it's still kind of backseating, but it's just a nicer way, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely ways to go about it. It's like, so if people just don't get it, I'll just be like, how, how, like, how long are your arms? And they'll be like, what? They'll be like, normal length. And I'm like, I'm like but damn, dude, like, you're driving all the way from the back seat. That's crazy. <laughs> and normally they just think it's so stupid, they fuck off. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, when will Demon Sacks get released on SoundCloud? What is that? So Demon Sacks is an edited version of when I uh, I was at Hydra. And is like, that the uh, is that the alert? By the way, the sound alert. That's the that's the fucking extremely that loud. loud one. <laughs> one. So, so it's like it's like no 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 not another fucking jar <laughs> but it's like slowed down dramatically it's slowed down and like bass boosted to just sound like awful and it used to be like a channel point rower then i'm like i've got to get paid for doing this so then yeah. it used to be a, a hundred bits and i'm like that isn't enough <laughs> so then i then i broke it down into parts for so now just the first no is like 200 bits and then like so on for the full thing <laughs> because i just like want it people really don't like care for it that much like the only the true ogs of the stream like really like it other people normally just like leave or find it annoying <laughs> so i was like i might as well if i'm gonna suffer from it i might as well get some like more money on it but i think so creep i think always has like trouble waking up so she said she wants it for like an alarm clock <laughs> <laughs> i think that'd give me like a heart attack dude sometimes do people get me with it so good to be like the other day um, I was like, I swear I hear people. And like, yeah, I hear, I like, I clipped it and I hear people too. I'm like, okay, link, link the clip. And I'm like trying to listen into this clip where I can hear, like, I thought I had my TV on upstairs and I thought I could hear it, but I went upstairs and it wasn't there. So they clip, they clipped it and like, I'm like, ears are tuned in and somebody drops it like 200 bits to, where this scares the <laughs> shit out of me. And I'm a very, I'm a very jumpy person. Like, it's the reason why I don't like horror movies because of the jump scares. Not because they're scary. I just hate when something goes like, boo, and it scares me. Yeah. So it always gets me, like, really good, especially when I'm not expecting it. Yeah. That's funny. I don't really like jump scares either. I'm not a big fan of horror movies either. I'm a big fan of, like, thrillers. I like yeah. I like horror movie as long as it doesn't rely on jump scares to be scary. Yeah. Then yeah. then they're fine. If they're actually scary, that's great. Those are actually enjoyable to watch. But if it's stuff just like jump scaring you the whole time, that's not enjoyable. Yeah. I also don't like the cookie cutter uh, horror movie that's like oh some possessed demon child or just like 
I like thrillers. I like stuff that's like, oh shit, like this is dark or this is scary. Yeah, like, this is like, like mind creep kind of thing. Yeah, this yeah. is like this is like creepy kind of, but it's not just like, yeah, I don't know. Okay, now tell us your favorite RS memory, uwu. RS memory, um, uwu. Uh, I don't know. I think like this is way generalized and not like a specific menu, but like just like meeting people, I would like call friends throughout like streaming. Like, I know like people get get into like like parasocial relationship, but like there's so many people I like generally like call call my friends and that like I would definitely like want to meet like IRL and hang out with because they're just chill, cool people and. Not because they like sub, but just because they're like honestly cool people and I like interacting with them. I think that's like really my favorite part of like RS and like like Twitch in general. Like yeah, like 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 getting going getting an item that you're dry around on is really cool, but like at the end of the day it's like the like the journey and like the friends you meet along the way and why you're doing things that are like way more impactful than I think getting some one item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, thinking about like, cause I live in a place where I've never lived before and I don't know anybody here, like not many people. And so my friends are my online friends now. And so it's like, it means more to me than like people would think. I think like making friends online is pretty cool. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I, and I love like with that, like I'm like pretty much, I, I like stayed in like my, my college county, but most people have pretty much like moved away or done their own thing. So like on a doing like movie nights with the discord and just like hanging out with them is like, super fun and that's something i like do regularly like at least two to three times a week is be watching a a movie with the discord and it can be a good movie or just some random shit movie or like shrek like it doesn't matter so but yeah those like definitely um people make like a, a mad difference like sometimes like you want to end stream but then when you end like in the stream you're like well just me now <laughs> like it's not it's it's different and sometimes it sucks you know yeah i i have these moments where i end stream maybe prematurely or like i could have gone for a few more hours but i ended it because i'm just a little like uncomfortable just mm -hmm. physically like i just want to go sit down on the pot or like i want to go eat some food and just lay down in a different position rather than sitting on my chair mm -hmm. and then like five minutes later i'm like uh i should have just kept the stream going because i want to keep streaming but like i've already ended it so it's like this unspoken weird rule that I follow. That's like as soon as I end the stream, don't don't start it back up. You know, even though I easily could. Yeah. All right. Forty two asks, explain lore of yo fuck Psax. When do we get in Catboy made Psax? How you so cracked with the fits in green screen, and then good clip there's a clip here i'm scared to click it because i don't want to be demonetized if it has music but yeah uh, i don't think it does it's always um it, sh it should be i don't here i can check it for you okay is it good is there any music in the background 
No, it's just uh the crab game like mu uh, like game music which is just like random okay. I'll like play piano it. or whatever. I'm gonna play it for eighteen seconds. <laughs> Jesus fuck it's loud. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening, but it's funny. Yeah, so so basically, I'll, I'll explain that. Basically, it was uh, we got a bunch of streamers together uh, with the help, like Mick Dill put mainly put it on, and um. We played Crab Game, which is basically based on, like, Squid Games. It has a bunch of, like, random, uh, like, mini games and stuff. It's, like, Fall Guys, but, like, way more indie and way more scuffed. And basically, Uncle's whole uh, uh, goal was to, like, kill me and, like, rag me in the game. And I just, <laughs> you know, with sometimes competitive games, I just get worked up. <laughs> and I wanted to win and et cetera. So that was... Uh, Uncle hated the game, but he got joy from it from uh, <laughs> killing beast, <laughs> killing beast acts in game. So that was uh, it was good, and uh, that that great is a great, a great transition to explaining the lore of yo fuck peace acts. So this one basically started. Um, I used to like not sleep very well, and Uncle and like Zert Nerd would always stream like late at night, so I'd like pop into their chat and like banter. The innovation eventually like became like. I got really good at like trolling uncle and like getting underneath the skin with like little like comments and normally it'd be like, like theater of blood when he'd like he had a rivalry with soda seg and would often die there so I, I would just like know where to point like poke the buttons and just push things a little bit too far i used to basically be like a shitter troll of uncle so that started like like fuck peace acts um <laughs> And that, like, progressed into, like, he was really done with my shit. And I got banned from his chat permanently. And it ended up being a five-month ordeal of me being banned from Uncle's chat. And it took a... Uh, <laughs> Wait, he a actually hated you. He oh, actually God. hated me. Um, <laughs> then it took a letter written with the help of me, Sekhan, and Mest. Um, and he would consider <laughs> unbanning me, and it was the reading done by Sekon of the letter would would finally get me un unbanned from Uncle's chat. <laughs> then we like we've like made up and like we're we're good in there. Like I'm a VIP and everything. Um, and yeah, that's basically the lore of, of fuck P sex. Um, we went from. I went from trolling up to being banned to being one of his good friends. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Uncle. And for yeah. those listening, we actually had Uncle on the Sebe cast last year. Go check it out. I forgot what number it is, but it's one of those. I think it's in the 20s. Yeah, it's one of the earlier ones, I think, for sure. I think it's like 20 or like 18 or 19 or 20 or 21, something like that. Um, when are we getting the Catboy made, peace axe? So my my Amazon wish list has a bunch of like odd cosplay outfits in it, like Sailor Moon made stuff. Uh, the recent one, which will be premiered next week, is like a bunny girl costume. Uh, have you ever seen like the iPhone emoji of like the two girls dancing with ears? It kind of looks like that. It's got fishnets, um, a bunny tail. Um, and my rule is like I always I just put it up there. If somebody buys me the outfit on the Amazon wish list, I will wear it. 
So that's like basically the whole thing. I just do it because I think it's funny and just like we odd different content. I don't know. If I, it's just funny to me. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I guess when, whenever somebody buys me a Catboy made outfit is when I'll, <laughs> is when I'll wear it. All right. Ripperoo asks, why did you do it? Um, the either why I do it is either because I thought it was funny or I was horny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, new new Nels is very excited. By the way, I actually went into her stream. She was very pumped for this episode. She loves your content. So, shout out new new. All right, Steven asks, what happened with your impersonator, and did you ever find out who it was? You had an impersonator? I I did have an impersonator. I had somebody trying to ruin my reputation on Twitch. He would basically go into different chats with like similar names like PSAX, but was like maybe missing a Z or with a K. Really just like normal and just would like say like either like really racist or like sexist Jesus things. Christ. And he and the worst part about it, he did it to streamers that I in the RS community, but I don't like watch a whole bunch or not that God. close to. So it was just like, well, what the fuck? And luckily, like I just got the word out, and it was just like, yeah, this like the, if it's not like my specific name, it's like not me. Um, and I think it made most people just like one tick bandit, but um, it ended up being this guy called uh his name is milfweed and he's very i guess like famous and like around like my community about having like a bunch of alts like he's, he has like like when i say bunch of all this dude literally has like hundreds of twitch accounts that he just makes and pretty much just gets banned on them um i i like i generally don't want to give him like the attention and i really genuinely wish he would like he would get the help that he needs to like why he's like doing these things rather than just like like continuing on this um but yeah i eventually found out it like i i knew i was pretty sure it was him um but then eventually like i knew for sure it was him because he came you did an unban request on his alt called milfwee's alt and he goes not asking for forgiveness but i wanted you to know the fake pzax accounts have been deleted i took it f too far love you big p dead ass no cap walla inshallah and I, I honestly if he would have actually said he was sorry in there i would have just unbanned him and just like let it be um because i'm just like forgiving you know i guess people make mistakes but he said i took it a little far and i was like that's um, not an apology <laughs> yeah. i'm like no like no nope. you're like and so now he just says like ban to say and the funny thing was like when i was like telling people like i made a tweet i was like yeah this is me he goes by like these two counts names are very similar and i listed them not, and I was like, when guy replied, he's like, is this the, the new path to get partner? Uh, I've heard of people doing this lately to, like, get their exposure out there. I'm like, dude, like, why would I, why would I do this? That's I so care. cringe, yeah. And I was like, I, was like I, I, I just don't want people to think I'm, like, sexist and racist. Because he's saying some, like, awful stuff. And he'd, and he'd be, like, that person that, like, plugs their own stream. And they'd be like, yeah, follow plug it this my stream so much better yada 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 and it just like i was like oh come on man just like doing like the the worst like brand new streamer kind of behavior along with being like sexist and racist 
I wonder if that's like uh illegal almost. Like I wonder if you could actually like get a case for like somebody going around just pretending to be you and like speaking I don't know. I not like to say if it ever I don't know the whole situation if it got to that point. But man, if there was a a person that was just trying their very hard the the very hardest to just tear me down and doing shit like that, oh my god, like it's gotta be some fucking consequence to like pulling that yeah like defamation or something yeah but like the funny i like like i like put a support ticket into like twitch and i was like yeah these like accounts are like like doing it i've got like proof screenshots put like imagers in i like literally got nothing i was like okay cool but eventually he just like quit his shit and then well he he, like stopped and then it was like a few months like a few weeks or months after he like mez like did the unban request and i was like okay it was you like i like and it just because i used to feel bad because i was like i don't know for sure it's yeah. you but like anytime you'd you'd know his accounts when he made the accounts it just would be like it was pretty obvious typing. he yeah. speaks in like broken like broken english and most of the time are just like uncomplete thoughts so it's just always really obvious and i was like man like I, I like always was like dude like okay you get your one message do you have anything to say and it'd normally just be some like shitter message and i'd be like okay see ya make a new account and then it it went like on and on and like the reason why i believe he started is because like uncles never liked him and i was in uncle's chat and he's like is this a milfweed account and i was like yeah that's a milfweed account and that's what started his whole idea trying to uh wanting to like ruin my reputation and impersonate me all over all over that (laughs) and other before like he'd be like want to be like one of those like banters and sometimes it'd be like too far and like i know like he'd like i have like a whole bunch of channel point rewards in my stream and like if you want to span those like i don't really care most of the time but sometimes it's like not the time so i just feel like dude quit it or yeah you can stop it or you're 10 minutes and you keep going like all right 10 minutes see you in 10 minutes would be like most of the interaction because like i really don't care i think that's what they're there for but like there's a time and place but then yeah i just went too far and that's a that's a story of my impersonator I never thought it happened. I always like jokingly said I wanted to like a stalker, but now I definitely <laughs> don't want another stalker because I thought it'd be sweet, you know. Somebody wants me that that's bad. so obsessed but... with you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, nah, never mind. Bad take, bad take. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, I'm only seeing one last question here, but it's already three things we've talked about. But if there's anything else to be added, I guess I'll ask you. Dank Cyanide asks, "What's the secret to an amazing grilled cheese?" How do you get through the item grinds you face? And also, how are you so good at truck driving? So, um, secret else? to amazing grilled cheese, sourdough. Um, you lay the sourdough in there. Get like Make sure the dough is nice and dry. Then you apply mayo, not butter, on the outside and use that. And it makes a nice crispy crust. Um, how do you get through the item grinds you face? Uh, basically, like I just like want the item. Like It's not like how useful it is. I just want the item and that's basically what always drives me to finishing is like oh I want I want the item and it feels good like finishing something is what I I sometimes like I think in my life will like start something and don't finish it and I always try to not do that in RuneScape. I always try to like go things to like completion. How are you so good at truck driving? Um sheer determination and will will and uh 
just driving as fast as I possibly can, regardless <laughs> of what the load looks like after I'm done. Oh, God. All right. Um, I have a couple last things I want to ask you, uh, but if there's is there anything else that you would like to have covered before we wrap things we, up? We do have some <laughs> the imager question. Oh shit! All right, um, shoot here. Let's could... let me pull those up again. I completely <laughs> forgot that there was like some other things. Here, how about this? I'll let you choose three that are the best because it looks like a lot of them are kind of troll and things that we've already somewhat <laughs> covered. Yeah, but um, if you choose three, we can kind of cover them like three good ones. Um, what contributed to your decision to go full time? What was the final piece of the puzzle that allowed you to make that decision? So I try to like use the term like full time very loosely. I think it's very temporary. My full time on Twitch. Um, what contributed to that decision? I graduated college a year ago with a degree in chemistry. But during college, I um, I interned slash worked at a non for profit doing youth work and I really started enjoying like youth work and helping youth around my community find their like passion for science and STEM and I ended up really getting really good at that and learning project management skills so um, once I left once I was getting ready to graduate college they offered me a almost full-time job it was like four days a week um, it was kind of like height of the pandemic um i was working from home i really liked working from home so and i was like i can play runescape and work from home deal i didn't really work that hard and it paid well enough i mean not that great but it paid um so i did so i've been doing youth work since i was like a, like a sophomore in college then for about one year after i graduated it eventually um became that like kids once they started transitioning back to like actually going to school and not being at home were like super disrespectful um and rude where i like i didn't i no longer it really took away my like passion for working with youth like due to like a tiktok trend at one point they had to take away the like soap from the the stalls um and like the bathrooms because like the kids just destroyed bathrooms um because there's a TikTok trend, and this is, mind you, in like Jesus. like well, the middle of middle of a pandemic. So, yeah, these middle schoolers, the most they washed their hands was with some hand sanitizer, which is gross just thinking about that. But um, then, along with just like being disrespectful um, in the youth programs I led, I was just I was kind of like done with it. Um, at the end of the year, I got like screwed out of like uh, I think it was like four days of paid vacation and like uh no like raise at the end of the year even though despite working um hard i was hiring people that were making just like uh like a quarter less than me and i just like no longer felt that it was like worth it and i kind of got to like the top of where like as much as my like position could go as far as um promotion um it ended up being like a lot of my promotions were uh like meaningless were just like a slight title change with no compensation but more responsibilities so i eventually just got like tired of it and i eventually wanted to um work um in the uh, full-on like chemistry field and get out of uh um youth work even though like 
it, as sad as it is, I, I used to really love working with youth and making the difference in kids' life, but eventually just became not worth it. Worth it. And I want to do other things in my life. Um, so it's kind of given me a gap to really try like full, like give more time to streaming. I, I don't like using the word full time because I'm not like I'm not there yet. And even though as much as I love you, uh, it's just not exactly where where I'm in um it's been this long because I, I do a lot of help helping out my parents and doing like various like tasks for them um we are actually thinking about like starting up like a sticker business um my dad's bought like a bunch of printers and cutters to do that on a like large industrial scale and I know like graphics and photoshop works where he wants me to help out with that so there's maybe where um a my life could go on I kind of like most of my life I've kind of like like sailed by like the seat of my pants and just let things happen and open doors open mm -hmm. when they open um and that's kind of opened it up and especially with like my connections with twitch and other and people and I think like getting if they would want like stickers of their emotes made etc would be an avenue I'd like to go down but um eventually I, I am gonna like I think work for a lab i'm getting lasik surgery in the next month so um once i'm kind of recovered from that i think i'm gonna be streaming less i still love streaming and like um interacting with my community but i, I don't think it'll be more at like the late night hours rather than the uh the daytime chatters which um it's fine i like i, like, I just like the like the flexibility and what really like drove me to the like decision is I like I had money save up. I live very like frugally. I I cook my own meals, etc. Like, um, I had all my bills paid for. I've owned my house since sophomore year. Um, and I saw most of my expenses are really little. Um, it, it only because of my like unique circumstances. The only reason why it's like slightly viable. And also shout out Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they put the put the food on the table most months, so shout out them. Yeah, um, it's it's uh interesting how like streaming lucrativity or whatever the word is works. It's like it, it's it's so. I don't know. I don't even know what the the factors are that really help a streamer. Like you know, without saying names of any streamers in in this little scenario i mean you'll have a streamer that pulls 200 viewers that's probably making eight grand a month 10 grand a month and then you'll have a person that's averaging maybe even more viewers than that and they're not even making you know 800 dollars a month and it's like there's just there's just like certain factors i don't know all of them i could you know uh, just kind of like hypothesize what makes a streaming more lucrative for some creators or not but um it is interesting and i used to think before i ever started streaming like oh like you know you just see a streamer that's at this viewer range or whatever it's like oh you will you know in this sort of range make about this much money but that's not exactly how it goes there's just so many other factors to it so yeah no there's a i'd say there's definitely like a, a huge range and it's really just your audience and how generous they want to be and shout out the people that are extremely generous on twitch yeah for real i wanted to ask you actually about lasik because i've considered getting lasik but 
I haven't. Um, how how bad are your eyes? They're pretty bad. Yeah, like the the thing is, so what I worry about LASIK, and I haven't done really much research, uh, research, but like my eyes, I got a certain prescription that worked very well when I was like uh, twenty one or something and I use contacts and I'm not the best with my contacts I'm not like the most healthy person like oh take them out every time I sleep and clean yeah, them every time I'm, I'm just like the average person I'll keep them in my eyes for days at a time you know yeah um, yeah so not the greatest eye health <laughs> but at the same time um I don't think that's been the leading cause because like if, if my eyes were ever irritated I would do something about it I've never had any eye pain or irritation but I don't think this has led to further eye uh, worsening, like just vision-wise. But basically, when I was 25 last year, I had to get a new prescription, and it was like way off. Like the doctor was like, "You were not being like I could. I don't even think I could have like legally driven a vehicle because my eyesight got so much worse. And this is with the contact prescription I already had, like just four years prior." And so my eyes shifted so dramatically and now I've had this prescription for a year. And when I walk outside, when I first got the prescription, I mean, leaves out in the distance, I could see like the individual shapes of like leaves and like signs really far away. It's already kind of gotten a lot worse. Like I can barely read signs far away again. And it's only been a year. So I wonder, does LASIK does it have to be adjusted? Like what I've heard is like LASIK only lasts for like so many years and you need to get like a resurgery done if your eyes shift. And anyway, kind of um, went on a long tangent there. I know um, when I was getting, I so I like started this process, I think like a month ago. Um, and basically the candidate to being doing it is like your prescription stays pretty consistent. So you don't need to like have that, um, they want your prescription to be consistent so you don't have you have a less likelihood of um needing that as additional surgeries mm -hmm. um i know so with lasting forever i know they had a, my specific optometrist had like a a nine i think it was like 93 percent chance that you won't ever need anything the only said they think you'll need eventually when you're older is like um, reading glasses just because it's that's just a natural process of the eyes probably to need reading glasses when you're older um but the if you do need a correction afterwards at least for my optometrist um once you get the initial surgery it's like warranted for like two years if you need any extra correction then after that it's only like 600 per eye i think if it needs corrected afterwards oh that's not bad no, not I mean really once you consider what you probably spend on contacts a year, it really it really pays for yourself. And like I'll just say like I think they, they quoted the whole surgery, everything in recovery. The only thing that wasn't included in this in the this price was like I like the eye drops you need after the surgery and it was it's it's forty three hundred for, for both eyes. So Damn. And that's... I think like after so like after so long it really pays for yourself and and that's without insurance right like because it's not an insurance it, thing. Yeah, really, insurance doesn't cover much or if anything because it's like an elective surgery. Yeah. But I mean, I've worn glasses since the first grade, and I saw wearing contacts in the sixth grade. So it's just like I'm done with them. I've been out yeah. of contact since for like six months, and I was like, you know, I've been wearing glasses, so I'm like. 
I think I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna go for the pro like I'm gonna see what the process is so and I'll get the final green light on May 5th if I'm actually able to like get the surgery but otherwise I, I'm, I'm really hoping it's a uh, good the surgery seems a little scary because <laughs> no, they're dealing with your fucking eyes like, yeah because like she says the first the first laser like basically like opens up your cornea and like they create like a flap that they flip open she's like at that point you're probably gonna be seeing gray and black <laughs> for like a minute then they come with the second laser that actually like does the correction then she said they'll be good and they'll like lay the flap down and then they're like that's good and then i was like okay like my vision going gray black for like a minute sounds like terrifying scary, yeah. But, yeah but sounds claustrophobic than, yeah, yeah that but, that shit scares me but i know the success rate and just the the percentage of like failed surgeries is probably so 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 low that like you're good i don't know my yeah, mom's gotten lasik she I everybody i've talked to who's gotten it said it's like the best decision they've ever made and then like now that my prescription pretty much stays consistent throughout year for year i was like it's time it, like in the like cost over like the cost benefit over the like 40s rest of my life or i think worth it being yeah. able to experience like i mean you're not supposed to do this contact but everybody always does like sleep with them but being able to, like lay in bed and like watch tv and just watch it till you fall asleep it's like that sounds amazing yeah without correction and all that would be like amazing i i, I it'll be like an eye like a, a whole different experience i think even different than context because this has been like a part of my life for majority of it is some sort of correction yeah that actually sounds amazing i uh bought two years worth of contact so by next year april so literally a year from now I will actually probably consider getting LASIK because I don't really want to just keep buying contacts. Yeah, no, they're they're not cheap at all. Yeah. There's people are mostly surprised how expensive they are. All right, do you have any other uh, questions you see on that? Um, I think. Um. Do you see yourself join, trying to join any of the streaming orgs popping up, maybe moving in with other streamers? Um, I've always thought like a, a stream organization would be cool to just kind of like like network people to, I guess, like grow. I've, I've been always not been a fan of like, like leeching though and clout chasing. I think that's where I find that like super cringe with Twitch sometimes is people just kind of like like clout chase and like that's that's all they plan to do when they're watching somebody but like if i'm watching somebody it's because i like genuinely enjoyed their content rather than like what they could offer me um so i definitely wouldn't want to do that but i think like having a team of people like who have like similar like wants and like viewers because especially if you're in like different time like time slots and always like snowballing that viewership because especially in the rs category once you're like averaging so much it kind of like you can't you can't go down it only like you're so up in the like viewership in the category where you're not gonna it snowballs like people more you just get more clicks it's a snowball effect so i think like maybe that would like a benefit of a stream org would be kind of cool but i don't know i kind of like also like doing my own thing at the same time yeah and i, yeah, I would go ahead. i was just gonna add like uh the like stream teams are awesome but I get really uh, skeptical with stream organizations. 
Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's just because of the things that I've experienced in my life. Like I did summer sales and stuff like that, and these sort of like weird like <laughs> teams, and they try to like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't like being in a contract with like a team that I don't really know well. I don't really know what their expectations are. They kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. Then they expect you to do all this shit, and like it's just like. I just want to do my own thing. Like, this is kind of the reason why I... I mean, not the reason, the main reason I wanted to start streaming, but streaming is amazing because you're your own boss. And then as soon as you, like, sign a contract you know, with this organization, it's like, well, now you're back to, like, you're having a boss tell you what to do, like, all the time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, like, sometimes I don't see, like, like when Method came into old Screwinscape, they, like, came in signed a bunch of people and signed out like or then dropped them because it wasn't worth their time i i don't think i definitely i wouldn't want to do something like that other than if a stream team could like if it was only based on what they like bring me and like sponsorships and they like take a cut off of it then i'd be i think i'd be cool with that just because if they like brought that opportunity to me i think that would be cool but otherwise uh i don't see what like a lot of benefits other than me just like forking out cash yeah yeah um, it's just my skepticalness all right you got yeah. uh one more uh, i don't think any more than that i wanted to check my notes see if there's something i wanted to ask you So how do you um, balance things that you want to do like in game versus things that are like streamable or like more interesting to stream? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm in a good position. Like I think I'm just kind of lucky in a way where I, I'm not in the same position as most people. Like I have a pretty uh, progressed account. And so pretty much anything I do is kind of unique in a way like not many people are doing the content i'm doing at like the stage i'm at i guess like for example nightmare i mean i was going for one specific item and like clues i do clues but i have like a super long-term goal which is exciting it's not just i think i would have a really hard time and a struggle if i were to be like a remake andy and i'm in the middle game non-stop just kind of like okay like a lot of people kind of go are going through this like a lot of people play mid-level accounts how can i spice things up and not be like the exact same fucking thing as everyone else is doing so i don't think it's ever really been that big of a problem uh when i was maxing i actually had a problem but that was like a two and a half years ago when i was finishing up maxing and uh yeah i, I like saw a dramatic viewer drop because i'm just skilling and stuff but I feel like nowadays I can kind of just do whatever and it's not that big of a problem. I choose to do the things that are the most like engaging to my stream. So like I like doing clues. I like doing the next hottest PVM thing like next or whatever. Um, and I try not to do anything like, I don't know. I don't really do much skilling on stream, like especially like bank standing skilling. I think those are the only things I try to like stay away from, but but, I mean, I enjoy skilling. I'm going to do a lot of Sepulcher streams. I love runecrafting streams and stuff. But, yeah, I never, don't really deal with that. Okay. Um, 
with the Ironman meta changing from where you started versus now, do you, do you like the changes that how Ironman has like changed throughout the uh, um, lifespan of old school RuneScape? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I kind of see it as a chart that has this big wave in the middle where I stopped really enjoying the road that Iron Man was going down. Like, initially, like, I kind of like the super old version of Iron Man. Like, I'm talking, like, late 2014 where, like, wyverns were the meta to kill and grind out your 99 prayer and your 99 runecrafting with the noted essence drops. Like, there's something, like, very nostalgic about that kind of stuff. And then it ended up being like they they overcompensated by uh, you know making crazy bosses like Zora and Vorkath that I just wasn't a huge fan of and just shitting out resources and random PVM encounters wasn't a big fan of that. But I think now they're toning it back and bringing it to a place where I like, where they're revamping skilling, they're making it great, and they're not just making weird changes they're making like nice changes that fit the game like look at the room crafting update just fantastic um that one's the biggest one of course and there's been a lot of others but i think they're the jmod team and i've said this a bajillion times but the jmods that we have right now is like we're we have the best team that we've ever had in old school and they really care about the game and they just i i feel like i can trust them like i don't know for the most part so i feel like the game's in a good position right now and it's heading towards a direction i like personally okay um then with the segue of that um what do you think your thought on like the trend of like skilling mini games coming like as like as far as like winter todd to like temperos and so now we got um what some people call tempo runes or runecraft todd yep so <laughs> i think um winter todd was bad simply because it just dominated the meta way too much which is i mean it's fire making there wasn't like does anybody really want to make lines of fires i mean it's still respectable and it's nostalgic but like i think what they could have done with winter todd is not made it so crazy rewarding initially and like just i, I don't know but moving on from winter todd i don't really know I, it's whatever now but temporos did fantastic and so did Guardians of the Rift, except that I think Guardians of the Rift is a bit too high of XP per hour. And really? some and some Iron Men agree with me. Most most high level Iron Men agree with that. It is too high of XP per hour, just slightly. It could be toned down to about like fifty five K max or maybe fifty K max, because it's just really fucking good. And again, this is balancing for Iron Men because it, and it would have been fine. Like, the XP rates would have been fine as they are. But we were under the impression you needed pure essence to use it. But now that you don't need anything to start, it's just, like, it is EHP rate. Like, that is literally the new EHP method, which I'm not a huge fan of because then the minigame becomes a skill, which it kind of now is. At least with room crafting though, there's other profitable methods that are slower, but you're getting things that actually have use. So... I'm not going to make a big deal about it, but yes. Personally, I think the XP rates need to be dropped a bit. And that's just... But yeah, I uh, really am excited for the Giants Foundry. I've actually been known to be a hater of minigames in this game, like making minigamescape. And I am, like I just said, against the minigame becoming the meta. But I love the fact that it supports 
the entire skill. Temporos nailed it. The Guardians of the Rift with the outfit and the sack and all that shit. It's just cool. And so I think these mini games with those things in mind, making the whole skill better, is a great road to go down. As long as the mini game doesn't dominate. And Temporos is like perfection. I would say Guardians of the Rift is more fun, but Temporos, like rates wise and balance wise, is fucking awesome. I love Tempe. I love doing so- solo Tempe was one of my like favorite things to do. It's just so good. It's especially when you can kind of like craft your own meta and like how to get the most points versus like XP. Temporos did like I think very well. I don't really like it in mass, but like I could do it solo yeah. all day. And but I don't know. I I think I I would almost want the mini game for uh, Guardians of the Rift to be like higher XP, especially now that like the. Uh, the delay on crafting runes is gone. I don't know. I, I don't think, like, for me, if, if it needed pure essence, that'd make any difference to me. Because, I mean, pure essence gets crapped out like no other. But I guess when, like, early Iron Man, it wouldn't make doing um, rune crafting so bad. But I, I guess I'm, like, more of, like, my benefit. It wouldn't make a difference for me. I've got plenty. Um well, I've just heard things like, I mean, because it's not just whatever people are getting. I mean, I heard, I I hear people getting like 65k XP an hour, which isn't crazy. But then you also add in the mining XP and the crafting XP and people are now like blowing glass and cutting gems and shit in between it. So yeah, like these are sweaty methods that not everyone's doing. But the fact that like the effective rate of RC is just super high actually and there's ways to make it even higher kind of bothers me because it's not just a i mean that is like the definition of what lava room crafting should be like super high xp but you don't really get much from it but like with guardians of the rift like you're making fucking bank you get all these rewards you get all these pearls you get all this other shit and then on top of it it is the best xp in the game like, it, it actually is for Iron Man. Like, it's EHP. Like, it's it's higher than anything else. Even ZMI. I think ZMI, like, maybe competes with it barely. Like, they're, like, tied. But but then again, I think, oh, well, why, why am I so obsessed with one of these other methods being better? And I think it just comes down to balance. Like, I kind of want every method to kind of have its own little niche. And I think just Guardians of the Rift could be just toned down just a little bit, like. 10% XP, but again, that's just me at the high level thinking about it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think my last question I had for you is uh, what, 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 what do you do off stream? What's your life when you in that button? Uh, I masturbate. And you're not playing RuneScape. <laughs> uh, no, like real talk. Um, recently, like especially this year and over the past couple of years, I've been well past a year and a half probably i've been kind of been trying to focus on my health and focusing on things i actually want in life instead of looking at everything like in the moment which is honestly i think one thing i actually do pretty well if i do say so myself is just living in the moment i really enjoy my life when i just take in what all i have right now and i'm not like just constantly like oh what's you know, whenever this thing happens, I'm going to be happy. Or when this thing happens, I'm going to be happy. It's like I can just 
enjoy the moment, which is nice. But I also want a nice future as well, which includes just having a functioning, healthy body and just, I don't know, having a nice relationship as well and whenever that happens. So kind of things that I look forward to. And so in my everyday life, I mean, I don't have many friends around here, but I'm trying to work on my stream, working on my YouTube, doing all that. And then I, I I like to exercise here and there and I'm trying to get back into like a workout routine. And um, yeah, I don't know. I live a pretty boring life when I like really try to think about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess a lot of it is just really focused on my content creation, but I have plans for the future. But yeah, the average day of mine's pretty pretty... Uh, pretty basic i'd say yeah i mean and people don't realize like the amount of time like just doing like simple things for com content creation take like off stream just like yeah easily hours invested for just some little thing that you're doing which maybe not may not amount to much mm -hmm. okay um i guess i'll ask you uh I'll have two questions. Well, one question and then the shout outs, of course, I'm gonna ask for three shout outs from you. But my question is, where do you see yourself and where do you want to see yourself in five years from now? Where do I see myself at like the current moment? Yeah, I guess just like just five years from now, like 2027. Okay. Where do you, where would you like to be or where do you see yourself? Um, I guess, where would you like to be? That's a better, I think more optimistic. Getting into doing like maybe not like with maybe not five years now, but maybe sooner rather than later. Um, getting into what Ron plays games used to do as far as um like RuneScape Jeopardy and like game shows with that and like getting that into like RuneScape again and restarting up that kind of content, I think would be like something that extra like I really would like to do. Um, cause I think like this RuneScape game knowledge is really cool and just some like nuanced things that you can do with, um, RuneScape and just really transforming it beyond just like playing the game and, um, and maybe try to like make it more like, like just chatting and kind of like game shows. Um, I think like Raj, Raj Patel, who also knows, goes as like the Austin show now, yeah. um, I think it's kind of like an inspiration on like doing game shows and transitioning to like more like just chatting and just doing like interesting and nuanced things maybe like something that's something like i mean ron has done it before but picking up and continuing it that's awesome um, then like five years uh man i don't uh, five years is such a distance i i would <laughs> hope to have uh I don't know. I, I think maybe maybe be married with kids. We'll we'll see if the the situation puts me that put me at uh, just under thirty or right right at thirty. So um, I don't know. I I think I like in general just want to like pers pursue happiness and like if something's not like making me happy in my life, I'd like I have the mantra not just to like eliminate that, and I just wouldn't want to continue that into. Uh, my 30s and just have like nice things for my life really get good like better at like a uh, woodworking and getting into that more and maybe like flipping houses yeah yeah i think that's awesome that like your purpose is to be happy i think that's just the best 
and whatever that takes, you know, there's no specific thing. And the other cool thing about life is like your preferences change about stuff like your desires and your uh, what you thought was important in life in your early 20s probably changes inevitably. So, oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what it's going to be? I'm going to now ask you for three shout outs. doesn't have to be the top three, just three people you think deserve it in the OSRS community. Um, I would like to, to shout out Lane. Um, she's been a real help and inspiration and like, um, continue on to stream. Uh, Swing KBK has been a, a real inspiration on like what it means to be like a, like a, like good like chatting streamer and keeping a good community and just um surrounding yourself with good people um then my third shout out would be uh i mentioned his name a lot but mick dilk i I think he uh he's really helped me out in his community and i really don't think he uh gets enough credit for all the the things he does for everybody and um the joy he brings on people's faces around him that's awesome yeah three legends um well peace axe it has all nearly been five hours this is like pushing like t papa cast limits again it's crazy because for so long i had this cap of the podcast could only be four hours because my hosting service only provided that much uh, memory but now they i think it's unlimited they don't they don't actually say a cap anymore that changed several months ago but it's cool having these long conversations. I wonder for those listening how you guys like these like super, super long ones. I mentioned something about the intimidation factor with like five hour casts. It's a little intimidating even clicking on it because you're like, oh God, it's pretty long. And I think the like the two, three hours is really nice. But I'd love to hear what you guys think. Peace Axe, going to have your Twitch link, Twitter link. Do you have a YouTube? Uh, no YouTube, uh, maybe in the future. All right. Well, we'll have your Twitch and your uh, Twitter. Do you have any other links you'd like me to provide? Nope. That that's it. Okay, guys, go drop PSAX a follow on Twitch for me, and go show him some love on Twitter as well. Just give him a little follow there as well. And yeah, PSAX, that was a. Uh, it's been nice talking. Time flew by. Like yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> almost it was five hours time, sitting here. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> thanks thank you for having me uh it was great to talk runescape about somebody who's so passionate about the game my pleasure dude for real it's uh it's been nice so guys thank you for listening if you want to support the Sebe cast for two dollars a month down in the description there's a patreon link get your name on the title screen and some other perks at the higher tiers but uh that's it for me so Next week, we're having Ignoble Solid on the cast for episode 69. And then the following week, we're having Prison Joe on. And uh, then I'll just say we got some surprise guests for May. And I think you guys will be looking forward to those. But I'm not going to leak them quite yet. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.